Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're always uh, discreet. That was the first time uh, that I think that we had a conversation that was translated back in uh, Japanese for like, oh, yeah. the Japanese side of the table. <laughs> right. It was a very intense experience. Just like, wow, I feel very important right now. Everything I says carries weight right now. <laughs> but addressing what you were saying before about transferring the word itself, yeah. it's funny because even in the initial, when they in finally told us what this was going to be about, uh, that was one of the things they were like, look, we don't know what you're going to do with this, but, you know, the name, transfer ring, it's okay if you poke fun at it, you know, it's, <laughs> it's uh, you know. I mean, obviously, if, if they're going to bring you guys <laughs> in to, to do something for it, like, they, they have to be, you know, at least some... To have some level of awareness there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They were cool. They were cool. No, yeah. they were cool. They were cool about everything. Yeah, they, it, it was really surprising. It really was. Like, that video that you saw, we sent them a video, and they didn't ask for a single cut. That was Zero the notes. video we wanted to give them, which never happens. And that, that was nerve-wracking in itself, because that was a point where we edited this whole thing, and, and even the entire ending of the video was something we didn't even pitch to them. Like, it just came naturally. Like, it was involved, it was like Sean's dad is really upset that the remakes aren't coming to the Xbox. I mean, it made no sense. A wizard, a wizard shows up, and we didn't pitch any of that to them. And so we just filmed it, and it's like, dude, they're going to tear this apart. And we turned it in, and then I get this email back, um, Hideo's having a private screening tonight, and we'll let you know it's going to be, you know, probably like 2 a.m. your time. And so, of course, I'm not sleeping. It's just like, right. oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. And then sure enough, Hideo says, perfect. I was wow. Like, which is Thank surprising because we had Derek in like full leather bondage. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. but yeah. apparently, I found out today that Hideo Kojima really likes the that character. That is like Psycho Turkey. Favorite no. part. <laughs> that may be my greatest accomplishment of all time. <laughs> Are you really surprised he was into that? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's funny because they took our video and dubbed it into Japanese. So. <laughs> yeah, they, they got famous American voice actors to do the part. Japanese voice actors. But yeah, oh, yeah. sorry, yeah. I said American. Japanese. But if they got American voice actors to do Japanese parts, that'd be pretty awesome. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Are there any famous American voice actors? Nolan North. Vic Mignogna. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, as Psycho Turkey, I make turkey noises. Gobble, 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 gobble. But then, in case you didn't know. But then when they dubbed Wait, it... how does the turkey go? Gobble, 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 gobble. That's Psycho Turkey for you. Okay, uh, good. But the Japanese... Do you have to pay for that? The Japanese voice actor was, like, doing variations on that noise. He was going, like... <laughs> well, because like, a, a turkey sounds different in Japanese. I don't know what a turkey sounds like in Japanese, but I don't That's think he it. was doing it. <laughs> I, don't, I just don't think he got the joke. The best part of the, the Japanese dubbing, which that was a surprise to us, too, like that Hideo liked it so much mm -hmm. that he did that. Uh, it was a huge, huge honor, but uh, the the same guy played both Sean and Garrett's character, and he's like a main character in Naruto, Nar okay, Naruto, yeah. whatever. Sure. I've yeah. never watched that, but apparently that's like major. I've gotten so much email, even more so than anything else in the video. I thought just, for a second you were going to say, I got so much pussy, and I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the, I mean, Anime Expo's coming out. Yeah. 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 But, you know, 2011, you know. It's under age. Wait, hold on. Well, wait a minute. Oh, hey, hello. Hello. I, don't no. I don't know what he's referring to. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Transforming. <laughs> it was also funny because there is this a lady who works at a store, like a manager who yells at Rocco, and they got like an established Japanese voice actress to mess with this lady. So the day that we go up to uh, LA to do the screening of the, the Konami press conference, I went to that same store and saw that lady and thought to myself, Lady, you have no idea how many millions of people are going to see you, and this is it's been across the world. Like you're just doing your job, and some dick walks in with a TV. <laughs> they, they, and they really, it was a, a like a legit like this. It's this voice actress from Japan. It, she's 
huge over there. She's um she's actually Raging Raven in Metal Gear Solid Four. She's actually the model for Raging Raven. Like oh, wow. she's the one in the game. Yeah. Like so people would actually oh, recognize yeah. her. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she just voiced some random bystander. Some poor manager at a store. In the Japanese version, they added a bunch of lines. Yeah, but we don't know, know what they're saying. Yeah, yeah. no, I don't. Like in the American version, Rocco's just vacuuming. But then you watch the Japanese, he's like muttering stuff. That was uh, that was what Kojima meant. Oh, that's perfect. We'll just we'll fix yeah, it. We'll fix it. <laughs> the United Japanese. I can I can we rewrite all this. Whatever the U.S. one yeah. says, they'll like it over there. It's, yeah. like, <laughs> it's like we suck. They'll never know. <laughs> ah, stupid American. <laughs> I suck. I vacuum. No, look I'm at me. <laughs> but that sounds completely different. Yeah, I mean, Japanese hard noises. Japanese oh, hard yeah. not the same. It's brilliant. Not the same in Japan. Really, thank you for to Konami for letting us film in that building too, because we were there yeah. for like hours. And so you guys actually shot in the Konami building? Yeah. Oh yeah. We, we were there from what was it like six to twelve thirty at night? Like it, we were there all night. Yeah. We had like a yeah, chaperone, somebody who worked at Konami, who actually had no idea what we were filming. So as soon as we get there, he's like, "So, uh, what what is this video? What's this going to entail?" Oh yeah. We pull out a can of spray paint and we just start telling him, "Yeah, so we're just gonna tag up all the walls here. <laughs> um, I think we'll just flip over a couple couches. It's cool if we mess up that desk." And he's just like. No. <laughs> we, we, Don't have, do uh, that. we actually filmed all that. We have a behind-the-scenes video that we're going to put out, and we got footage of us freaking out someone. It was a representative from Kojima Productions. But he's like brand was, new. <laughs> yeah, he's new to the job, and we're like, have you ever played, um, yeah, it's like Jet Set Radio? Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah, it's, you know, kind of the same vein, just tagging, and just spray paint and all stuff. And he's just like, w- just turned into a ghost. Just like, oh, okay, well. American street art, man. Come on. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you gotta right? get with the movement, you know. That's what it is. You know, it's kind of Banksy. We like the thing. Banksy. Yeah. That's pretty much what I want to get at. Yeah. We are Banksy. Oh, don't tell anyone that. I'm just going to I'll just say yeah, that. Shit, Cut yeah. that part out. I'm just going Gary, you can sit on my lap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Yeah, just just go ahead. My my cable's there. No, his mic's going into places. We're good. There we go. So um, we went to Sony Pictures Studios, the movie studio for Sony, <laughs> and they had the Konami keynote there, and they screened our uh, transferring announcement video. And then afterwards, this guy from Konami is like, "Can we get an interview just talking about transferring?" And we acted. Sorry, you mean transparing? Transparing. Yeah, I'm just saying it. Quickly. Although they said that repeatedly, like in, <laughs> in the, the video, in the video when they were exp- like going through their nobody knows what it's called process of explaining what transparing was. They still said, and then at this point, you'll transfer the data over. I was like, no, no, you mean you'll transfer it? They didn't they explain to you like the why they came they, up with transparing. They told me, they told me it was uh, trans, as in trans transferring data. Far as in you could be far away. Think and about ring, that. like so ring is. <laughs> and ring is in ring of communication. That's what I was told. I ring of oh, ring yeah. of communication. That does make sense. Oh, the part that nobody could ever see? figure out. <laughs> so it makes it makes sense to me. Well, I, I mean, we've already started using transparing for literally everything that's not transparing. So. Like anything that even vaguely resembles transparing is just used in articles now as transparing. <laughs> like we're talking yeah, about yeah, the, the, the Wii U today, and oh, like yeah, you know. Transparing. We need to transfer the image from the controller uh, yeah. and the screen. It just, it just exactly. works. The Perfect. name oh, Wii U. Yeah. Like, okay, last time we were on, we talked. We opened your minds up to Durgers and let you guys know that what Durgers was. Yeah, right. and, and Durgers have, have now penetrated right. the giant bomb. I, I, I was penetrated with Durgers. We had three Durgers. I'm sorry. I don't Three Durgers before I came here. I'm sure the chat was just aflame. I know. What are you talking about? We messed up. But go ahead. We, for like a year now, we've talked about 
What, Derek, you should probably just explain this to do better than I would. Yeah. All right, we had a video where um, we were going to Disneyland or something. I don't remember the concept of the video, but we didn't have an ending. We just wanted to go to Disneyland. Basically, yeah. we, 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 just, we do that a lot. Any excuse we can use, we'll go. <laughs> yeah. But we didn't have an ending to the video, so I suggested, like, how about the main character just takes a bunch of ecstasy and the ending will be like, wee, wee, <laughs> and that was and literally like, the description he gave and us. And in my, like, head, in my like, head, I'm like, you know, it'll be like a rave. And he's rolling. <laughs> but these guys didn't know that. I'm just going, it'll be like, wee you, wee you, wee you, wee you. And they're like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> That's a Japanese chicken. We like a bad like, like resurgence of a trip. It was, it was just on like, Twitter, yeah. and everybody's yeah. like, are people at Nintendo rolling on Xbox? <laughs> yeah, we, we told the story on our podcast and stuff, and it's been an Omega 64 like inside joke for like a couple of years. And, you know, just anytime, anytime someone's on drugs, dude, this guy at this thing, he was kind of like, wee, wee, wee. That's been a joke with us forever. And then all of a sudden today, the Nintendo, the announcement system, and my email box is, like, full. And I'm like, what's going on? Oh, my God, you named the system. To me. We were just, I mean, it was hilarious. Did you Visionaries at Mega 64. Oh, yeah. Did you guys know what they the Wii U today? Oh, yeah, we were it, at the press conference, it, yeah. Well, no, did you see the setup at the Nintendo booth? Oh, no, I haven't. It, I, yeah, I went over that for a little bit. It was like a very nice living room, and then just a controller for the Wii U sitting there, and no one could get near it or take pictures. Just roped that off. Was, you just hold the camera up like this, and you go, oh, oh I think it I It was like Grandma's oh, fancy living room with the Wii U right in the middle. Yeah, yeah being played oh, on like Graceland. Like, exactly. It's like everything is immaculately laid out, but uh, you can't get, there's a set yeah. path you can go around. There's a security <laughs> guard there, look, yeah. but don't touch. That's it, the uh, Nintendo booth was like Graceland. Very good. So so classy then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. Too many TVs and... Uh, a lot of velvet. Yeah, a lot of, a lot yeah, of purple yeah, velvet. You nailed it. So you guys, uh, you guys hit the the floor today, correct? We, we did. came all the way up from sunny San Diego. Uh-huh. Yes. And uh, and how was your uh, your first day at E3? I'll tell you the greatest thing at E3. There is a group of girls handing out free Klondike bars. Oh, it was the best. What? Oh yeah. Uh, where? 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 Are they mobile? I don't know. They what booth? They're advertising or who uh, they were for? I don't for. either. Yeah. I was practically raped with a can of NOS today, but I, I didn't see anyone <laughs> with Klondike yeah, bars. There was a lot of NOS. And those are big aren't, cans, those, too. Yeah, that's, that's, all experiences that with NOS that pretty much up. That wasn't a can of NOS. <laughs> yeah, right? I heard of the NOS tent. They're trying to break the world record for uh, longest Mortal Kombat session. I think it was like longest fighting game. Oh, is that what it is? Oh. Oh. Longest fighting game session. Well, so so the so it's Dan Riker and a couple other guys from the from oh, the Guinness right, former yeah. did did like like earlier this year did a run and established the Guinness World Record for hours of Smash oh Brothers God. or something oh. for, for longest session. So I guess I thought it was a fighting game though. Like, why would it be Smash Brothers? Guinness does and there's going to be a fight. That's the greatest fighting game of all time. Thank you. You hit the button. That's all I have to say. Oh shit. Um, there's like this huge production over it. There's like a booth, or, and there's like a tent, and like people are cheering them on. Does anyone else hope they don't do it? Like, is anyone? Oh, oh yeah, the guys at Game Informer do. They fall like half hour. Ten minutes, they all fall asleep. Like, <laughs> I'm actually kind of thinking about just walking up and just like pulling. Unplug it. Like an hour. That's it. Oh, yeah. Once it happens, it's over. Yeah. Are they actually? Are they? are outside of the Nos tent, right? There, there are two Nos tents at E3 this year. 
They've got deep presence here. It makes what sense. Nos? I've never had a before Nos today. Presence. What do you think? I can do it. Is there a world record for least impressive world record? Because they might actually win two of them while they're over there. That's most world records. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wait, when you say most fat twins on scooters, I think is the. I was part of the world record at uh, Angel Stadium for most people wearing Mexican wrestling masks. Ooh, oh, I yeah, was I, at I the world that. record in San Diego for um, largest Macarena. Oh, oh, Jesus. Do, you guys, oh, do you guys get like pieces of paper, like plaques or like little mirrors or anything? No, no, no. Like, in the Guinness Book of World Records is a photograph of that night at Jack Murphy Stadium. You're like, right there! That was right me! There. You can see me! If only people knew what the Macarena was. So we contacted the Macarena incorrectly and then contacted Guinness after the fact and say, You're, this is bullshit. Okay, well, <laughs> to be fair, they had people on the field like leading everybody, but they were just cocking their arm back and pushing it forward and then bringing their hand back and then pushing it forward. Like they, yeah, like they were giving people high fives over and over. Man, yeah. that was a fucking Macarena. No. No. So they cheated. So it's a bunch of people making, like, moving to the song, the, to Macarena. the song, Macarena. Yeah. Macarena. I guess that counts. World record. Lo- loose World definition record. of the Macarena. Yeah, the, I don't like it. The Guinness people have really fallen off yeah. Yeah. in years recent. <laughs> I heard, like, you know, most backflips in a minute. How many eggs uh, can you eat? Real record. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How many backflips can you do in a minute? The <laughs> most, that's a record. The yeah. most poop. Yeah. Just, just generally, not even, <laughs> not even from one person. Just the most. Yeah. Who has the most poop? It's <laughs> in their home. I'd say right now. I have the second largest collection. Uh, I will say that currently the the uh, bathrooms at the Los Angeles Convention Center uh, are uh, buying high. I tell you, it's it, even like beginning of day one. Like I was like, I gotta go use the bathroom. First thing today at the convention center, and I really don't want to. I go in there, it's like, yep, al- already just like people don't know what toilets are. <laughs> this reminds me of a story. I had to use the bathroom so bad at Comic Con one year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I was, I was waiting in line, and there's a huge line of like Indiana Jones is in front of me, and there's a stormtrooper in front of him, and just all the bathrooms are occupied, and I really have to go. And finally, the stall opens up, and this guy walks out. And he sees that I'm going to go into the stall after him, and so he gives me the devil horns, and he goes, rock and roll. Oh, no. Oh, no. Wait, wait, wait. The story gets better. So I'm like, that's kind of weird. And I walk in there, and the stall is covered. The walls, the seat, the floor, everything is wet. Oh. And I have to take a dump. Oh. And it's just like, I'm not sitting in here. I'll just wait for the next stall to open up. Sorry, that's my phone. Oh, no. Oh, I know. So I leave, I leave the stall, and I just go to the next guy, and I go, you know what? I'm not going to use this one. You can use it. I'm going to wait for the next one. He goes, okay, thanks. And he walks aside, and he's in there, and then... He he uses the bathroom and I hear him flush it and the door opens and he comes out completely covered in water from head to toe. He's soaking wet. And he just walks up to me. He's like, dude, that toilet just sprayed all over me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just looked at him and I was like, rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> and that is oh, my greatest convention toilet story ever. <laughs> That's greatest, you know what? Guinness World Record. Yeah. Greatest convention toilet story Most ever. rock and roll toilet. <laughs> Comic Con 2009. Do you guys do, do, do Comic Con? Do you guys go? Uh, no, we have a, a comic uh, website that we're affiliated here. with, uh, Comic Vine, and they always uh, so lucky. send a team yeah. on there. Check it out. I always hear about it. It sounds like a fucking nightmare. Yeah. 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 The worst thing. We're from San Diego, and we fucking hate it. Oh, I bet. <laughs> I bet, just living there. It's the hometown convention, so you have to do it. Because yeah. if you ever get out of it, there's 80 people in line.
online waiting to take your booth. Well, like, like a 10-year waiting list to get. A few years ago, right, Comic-Con yeah. was featured on Entourage on HBO, and ever since then, it is, like, the biggest convention ever. It already was, but now you you basically can't get a ticket to Comic-Con. It is so popular. They sell out months in advance. No, I know, like, like our guys, like, as soon as it goes on sale, it's like, all right, everyone that's going to go, go and buy your yeah. convention yeah. yeah. right now. Everyone, we have to reserve hotel rooms, and it's just this. Yeah. It's <laughs> worse than E3 and by a factor fun. of 11. It's not yeah. fun to be there. Because there's just too many people and everybody's unhappy. Everyone's there for free stuff. I know people at, are at E3 for like free stuff too, but like at least they're there to like enjoy video games at Comic Con. There's, there's kind of a weird barrier for E3 where it's you have to really want free yeah. stuff yeah. and probably yeah. pay a couple hundred dollars for a ticket or something mm -hmm. to get at the free stuff. I, and then it's really easy to then spot like, okay, you're the asshole who's here for the free stuff because you have the promotional sunglasses and the dumb hat right. and, and the red yeah. wig. It's like, and, oh, hey, X-Play yeah. bag. No, I yeah. think the yeah. biggest problem with Comic-Con, I think last year I was trying to get back to our booth and I was just stuck behind all these people the, yeah. in, in line. And the line was so huge and I was just like, what is this? Hey, Hey, and I shouted at somebody like, "What are you in line for?" And they just turned to me like, "I don't know." That's got to be multiple Comic-Con in a nutshell. So, I, I yeah. had the most baffling moment today, where so it, it, at least in the other hall, not the one that like Nintendo and Sony was in. Mm -hmm. that's, where, that's where everyone went today. I'm right. pretty sure. Yeah. But in the other hall, it was kind of dead in there for the most part, mm -hmm. and it seemed like it was mostly just like press types and exhibitors mm -hmm. and whatever. Mm -hmm. I walked by the fucking Natsume booth or something, and the okay. PR woman runs up to me and she's like, hey, are you like an enthusiast or with the media? <laughs> I'm with the media. She's like, oh, we really need an enthusiast over here. Like someone that's just like really happy to be here. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm not that. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, okay, well, if you find anyone, could you just send them over here? No. I guess, what are you going to do with them? What are you planning, lady? We're going to make them less enthusiastic. Did you guys see the booth? And it was just an inflatable castle that you could balance with like a booth babe for 30 seconds, and that was the booth. Wait. At E3? Yeah. At E3, yeah. yeah. I saw that the... That's uh, a game. I saw that the, the uh, what <laughs> yeah. is it, the, the AR drone, that weird little quadricopter remote control thing. They they were, oh, oh, yeah. So, so someone from that company ran up to us while we were wait, waiting for our Activision appointment. Yeah. And said, hey, you guys want to see the AR drone? I was like, we have one. <laughs> yeah, we, have, we have several. Which, yeah, yeah. And, and apparently she was not used to hearing that answer because she immediately said, well, it's a helicopter that... I'm like, no, no. We, we, we have one. We have one. We covered it. I can it. give you the pitch. I know. Yeah. 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 It's flown around our office and scared us. Well, you could, there was a new game coming out with racing. I'm like... Great. <laughs> we'll play with the back of the office. Uh, and they have a really. huge booth in the South Hall. Like, like who's... Who, the one covered in sand? Yeah. Yeah. What is that? I think you need to... There needs There's to be... There's helicopter. They need to start setting traps at E3. Like it needs to be a, like a booth like that. No, or say like no more. Bounce around. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> and anyone caught like standing at that booth for more than 15 seconds, they go like, all right, yank credentials, like, go. <laughs> I know. Get out. I, I heard that it was really hard to get uh, passes to E3 this year, but I feel like this year I've seen more people dressed up as... Stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're yeah. Just there. Yeah. I love the cosplayers at E3. There's like a someone dressed up like a Where do they come from? Yeah, what are you, are they GameStop managers? We saw a Joe today. There's a Mario dude. Star Wars. And, you know, whatever. There's a Mario dude every year, but he's selling it because I walked past him and he was like in line to get into the hall like right at noon. And like he was just like, shit, man, I need a fire flower or something. Like I need oh like he's like using God. the terminology just oh in casual man. conversation. Do you get embarrassed <laughs> for him because that happens to me sometimes. You just walk in and go, shit, man, I need a revolver in my <laughs> 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 I need a bag on my head. I feel, I feel 
feel like Derek wasn't really feeling your your subterfuge plan. I think he was thinking it's traps more just like bear traps. Like let's just <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, talking about random traps. Yeah. Yeah. awesome. Watch just, where you step yeah, in. Just think of like a saw style. I want people to really think that they shouldn't go because they might die. Right. Right. Oh, hey, look at uh, an ice cream cone. Just reach into his box and then clank. Explodes with spikes when you. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bag with a picture of Jeff Keeley on it, full of dirty syringes. <laughs> and one Wii U controller at the bottom. Yeah. No, no, inside is a, is a pin with a Capcom logo on it. Every pen, every pen. Oh, no. I'm, I'm using a Capcom pen. Uh, <laughs> I, should, I should note that I'm, I'm, I'm writing I'm, notes with a Capcom pen. I'm actually just now picturing Jeff Keighley as Jigsaw. It is <laughs> really happy. That should have been Saw 3. Like, just, imagine, just imagine Saw, but with like that Jeff Keighley, like, just stoic, you know, presentational demeanor. <laughs> Coming up, we got a bat full of dirty syringes we're going to push you into right now. And then we have an exclusive Saw that's going to cut your fucking head off. <laughs> like the new Double Dare. <laughs> Amazing. Mark Get Summers. Mark Summers. <laughs> yeah. It's way too filthy for Mark Summers. Welcome to the boat's round. <laughs> you need to get the flags out of all this ice cream or is it macaroni? Fuck, I don't know. I, I have to go straight in the fridge on these rugs. You know what's a bummer? I saw Mark Summers like last year. I worked at a zoo. Like in and, person? Yeah. So he, I, I worked at a zoo and they came there to film what whatever show he has on Food Network. Unwrapped. And, unwrapped. Yeah, unwrapped. And he filmed in front of like this carousel and like with the with like the animals and everything. Dude, Mark Summers got old. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh. A, it was such a bummer. He's, He's having great. a lot of physical challenges. Did he do any weird like ADD things when you talk to him, like OCD stuff? No, he's like a really nice guy. He just got old. Yeah, yeah. man, that's a bummer. I like him. We all, all kind of do. Uh, one oh. ride too many on the pie coaster. <laughs> that will happen. Oh. Is that like a euphemism? <laughs> 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 you guys don't remember what would you do? I yeah, feel, I feel like I've like, taken too many rides at the pie coaster. Yeah, yeah. Lord. Yeah, the, the greatest thrill of our childhoods is watching the, what would you do that people would go and open the wall of stuff. You remember the wall of oh, stuff? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they would either get a t-shirt or they would get geysered by that shit so hard. It was like, oh, do they have eyes still? Oh, God. Like, coming out the back of their head. Like, and yeah. you'd, you'd scan, like, as a kid, you'd scan all the pie material on the ground because you'd swear there'd be blood in it. Like, be like oh, oh, you know, just, oh, Great man. Matter. That, was thrill. that was like the gladiatorial games, like, when we were of kids. Nickelodeon, yeah, yeah. exactly. So any actual games for you guys that you saw today that uh, piqued the Mega 64's uh, interest? Garrett and I played Raccoon City. That's uh, the, uh, the... Operation wait, Raccoon City. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tactical zombie shooting. It was a yeah. third-person cool. shooter. It, yeah. was, it was pretty intense. Like, yeah. I, I, I don't know. It was... I was enjoying it, but after the 10 minutes, I was, like, kind of tired. And I was like, okay, well, I got it. <laughs> yeah, that was rough. Wanted I had a lot now. of fun with it, but I feel like the controls were a little overly complicated. Like, there was too much... There were too many options with the controls, and the guy running it couldn't tell me how to change the weapons. The guy running it had no idea what the buttons were. <laughs> so it was like yeah, a black like, up range. There was, and he had to keep going back to it yeah. to look at what it, what they were. How was the higher? Blue one? I don't. Was it, was it, were you at like one of the platform booths, or were you at Capcom? We were at Capcom. Capcom. We were at Capcom. Oh, wow. It was, it was a lot of fun. It definitely, it definitely needs some polish and maybe a little tweaking control wise. But I mean, it's an early build, so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it looks fucking cool. Yep. I thought that's the, all. I thought the Capcom booth was the most impressive booth out of everything. It's that that, that Street Fighter X Tekken. Yeah. yeah, it's fun. That was cool. It's and really then they fun. Had a, yeah, they had yeah. Third Strike that comes out in the summer. Yeah. Oh, that was cool. Yeah, uh, the, the options the options in Third Strike are ridiculous. You can make too. it look like an arcade machine. 
You can turn off jumping if you want. Oh my There's like God. six pages of dip switches for like, you know, you can make this cancel into this and, you know, like all sorts of things Whoa. you go into it, but then some of it's just like, yo, man, you can't fucking jump. Like, <laughs> like, what kind of fighting game are you making? No more And you can't pick, you can only play as 12. Isn't that basically the tower challenges in Mortal Kombat? Yeah, though? I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. They, now, this would probably sound bad for them, but we glitched out the game and it broke, mm. but then, then this happened. It turned off and then we turned it back on and then there was the main screen and I don't know if we were supposed to see this but there was a section for downloadable content yep. what could it be uh, I mean that game's gonna have like YouTube support in yeah. it. I think it, it's it's got yeah. I, I don't know what the what the DLC is either. They wouldn't talk about it, but they have plans. Secrets. Yeah, they have secret plans. Secrets and lies. Um, yeah, I don't know that that game is, was like really surprising. Like I, I've never been like a big Third Strike yeah. guy in terms mm-hmm. of fighting games or, or whatever, mm-hmm. but it yeah, it yeah, seems yeah. like like you know. Seth or whoever over there just like they sat down and be like we fucking love this game and we're going to make the yeah. best version of it that we could possibly make without breaking it and uh, <laughs> fill it full of all these weird ass achievements and I put Evo Moment 37 in it and we, we were assured that it is the most arcade perfect port of all time to ever come to a console period and from the sentence. beginning of time till now, <laughs> the end. Every other game off. that was ported is shit compared to Third Strike, which is arcade perfect. Is that Guinness certified? Because that's important. That yeah. 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 That's yeah. the world yeah. record for most yeah. arcade perfect. The guy in glasses that who couldn't open the cabinet for ten and a half minutes <laughs> assured me. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds Guinness like certified. Perfect port. Trust ever. me, it's perfect. Hey, you, you guys keep referencing the Guinness Book of World Records, and, you know, you keep saying it, but I want to know what world you're referring to. You know, you got this world here, the real world, and then you got World of Tanks, and that was announced. <laughs> what you know, was and I really want to know which world you're referring to, because it's so believable, this world of tanks. It's like there's so many tanks. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's just, I want to be a so tank. Perfect. Yeah. I want to live no, in the wait, world of tanks, tank? but I would have to be a tank, yeah, right? It's like a sequel to Cars. Okay, yeah. but it's all tanks. Yeah, it's just yeah. a little more We've actually been worked, you know? We're actually kind of pissed, and we're, we're considering legal action because we've been working on universe of tanks. For oh, yeah. you got to get in there. And yours yeah. is like more all-encompassing. Yeah, clearly, yeah, yeah, yeah. the world of tanks should be part well, of. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to have yeah, to scrap yeah. tank planet. That really blows, man. I'm sorry. This entire world of... But that game sounds like... We've heard of that game well before. It's one of those games... Games like you get on press release lists that you kind of don't want to be on, <laughs> and it mostly it's, it's usually like iPhone games and stuff yeah. like that, and th- th- all those are always labeled like free video games for journalists. I'm like, yeah, it's a really good way to get people <laughs> yeah. interested in whatever you have. You're gonna get yeah. the real legitimate journalists. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh free 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 I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a journalist. Okay. I like That's one of the things. If, if you reply to that, <laughs> a very crap comes out of your computer. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, World of Tanks is one of those things like, it's just like, we've got another trailer for World of Tanks. And you watch it and go like, I don't even know, is this yeah. for real? Is someone fucking with us? <laughs> Do you? Well, you, know, yeah. well, you know what it's like. It's like World of Warcraft, but World of Tanks. I, I, ro- I play as a tank it's, in World yeah. of Tanks. I want to play as a tank. That's the problem, you can only play as tanks. Yeah, yeah it's all tanks. You know, there's a healer. Well, you know, the expansions yeah. are coming. And yeah, there's that's tanks down the road. Yeah. We're, yeah. Yeah, We're not on. talking about They're that right now. They're all in the Do game. you feel like every year you see there's always a game that is made by the army every year, and then you never see it on shelves 
ever. <laughs> it's some weird conspiracy of the army, I think. Yeah, it's they, like, they have some weird booths. This is like, and it's always some like really ripped guy standing in front of like holding a gun. It's like, okay, I don't want to play your game. But you want to come up and play this game? Yeah, who's going to try to appeal to You're E3. really good at it. I'm going to hit you over the head, and then we're going to Afghanistan, son. <laughs> oh, I just got out of boot camp. Like, the bench rest 300 pounds. You want to play my game? No. <laughs> have you seen The Last Starfighter? It's like that, but... Bear trap recruitment. The aliens are Iraq. You are the booth babe in Afghanistan. Do you guys have any free bags that I could use? Space on this car, my arm. Is there any here? Bear trap. Okay, can we cut the jokes and talk about the real best game, which is dog football with Jerry Rice and Knight. Is that here? It's here. Jerry Rice has arrived. Tell me where to go to that. It is playable. There's a chihuahua. He catches a ball. Yeah. It is great. Is it a football? It is, it, is a, it is a full team comprised of dogs. They line up on the line of scrimmage. Of is they like, play football. Yeah. Is this like the puppy bowl taken to its next logical yeah. Yeah. step? Yeah. Oh, Hold on, though. Like, it's what? like the puppy bowl, how Animal Planet fans <laughs> really imagine it. <laughs> 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 like, like, oh, yeah. this is kid football. Yeah. What do you mean, be. shut-ins? These, these yeah. puppies yeah. don't know how to play football for crap. But what I really want to know is what is Jerry Rice's involvement in this? Like, is he the that jersey hanging in the back of the booth that you can win. They're paying him. No. I disagree. I think... I think I he's only, doing it out of his love for puppies. I think yeah. that Jerry Rice, Jerry Rice only puts his name on quality products. This is his brainstorm. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. This is like his Kurt Schilling he thing. Yeah, he's like, yeah. quit football, retired, sinking millions of dollars. Like, no, this yeah. is my dream dog football or video game. Yeah. If I know Jerry Rice, he probably got down on all four. Uh, and we, we'll, we'll talk hands. to... That's an actual game. Uh, to Rich yeah. Gallup, he's here. He works for 38 Studios. We, so. we met Kurt Schilling at... Uh, PAX East. Yeah, PAX East. Yeah. And he was like... He's a really nice guy and like kind of talking to us about the game. We just wanted a picture, and he's like, hey, you guys check out our game later. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, he's a game developer now, for real. Like he he's is, for real, real. And he's a giant man. Yeah. Yeah. He's tall. He's tall. Yeah. Hands are like catcher's mitts. He could swallow your fucking head if he wanted to. <laughs> All right. I, we're, we're gonna have to say goodbye to Mega sixty four soon. But I did want to actually hear mm. some more games that you guys played today, and uh, and if there's anything that you wanted to to mention uh, from your E three experience. Um. Yeah, I mean, we did, gosh. You know, honestly, we didn't really play that many games today. We were it, so it was busy running around, I was man. busy getting those free Klondike bars. So. Yeah. <laughs> How many? You know what? I got one, and then I went back later when nobody was there and opened up the cart, and they were all gone. And I was disappointed. <laughs> but the girl who worked there caught me, and she looked very angry. But <laughs> <laughs> I was exploring her cart. I did get a chance to play... No. Okay. That actually happened. Uh-huh. Oh. I, I did get a chance to play um, uh, Metal Gear Snake Eater for the 3DS. Oh, yeah. And uh, actual gameplay was awesome. I mean, that is a perfect port, uh, no. which which is well. <laughs> it's not the arcade perfect port. Yeah, it's not the arcade perfect port. It's a console <laughs> perfect a world port. Yeah. Um, the only thing I couldn't figure out how to do was pick up a soldier after I had uh, knocked him unconscious with the dart gun. But uh, other than that, like it, it was great. It looked great. Probably blow into the microphone. They got uh, yeah, one more thing to figure out. On yeah, that one game. more. I couldn't. There's like not enough buttons on a on a 3DS, so I, I don't did know. Try tapping the screen. I did. I was tapping all over. I was asking the guy. It, it's tried like, blowing into the microphone. The people, the people like these players don't know what to do with their games. It's weird. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, uh, but that was great. Um, Peace Walker on 3D or on uh, the 
the Xbox and PS3 look great too. It seemed like most everything this year was just behind closed doors. Like that was the theme. It was kind and of hard. Someone like without a media yeah. badge, that kind of sucked. Like I, I can't imagine one of the games I wanted to see. Like no, it's only behind closed doors. Like Bethesda, all of it, only behind closed doors. They've been like wow. that. They were like that last year. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, it's a post-apocalyptic game, and you're like a badass. You collect guns. <laughs> do I shoot people? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you oh, do. Okay. You do. And then sometimes you talk to them. Yeah. And the camera zooms in on Wait. them kind of weirdly. And you're yeah, like, right. so you're saying I have a talking gun? I oh my wish. <laughs> I fucking wish. Any developers listening, make the talking it's gun like game. Uh, 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 shadows hey, of the I'm gonna the gun to like spit out one-liners before you kill people. Right. We see this on Naughty Dog next year. We're gonna be pissed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be happy. All right, Trick, th- shoot that guy. All right. <laughs> 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 that sweetness. Thank you for having us. Finally, the psychotic break. Look at the sledgehammer license. Bring that show to interactive entertainment. What the world has been waiting for. Yes. Finally, the return yes. of Sledgehammer. Yes. Maybe Sledgehammer games will just make a Sledgehammer game. Oh, that would be too perfect. Yeah. Be too much. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think we're going to take a little break here. We're going to reset, and we're going to get uh, some, some fresh guests in. Mega 64. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Such, such a pleasure to have you guys in here. Great stories. It's a pleasure to be I'm here. I'm kind of glad Great it's over. Times. I've been getting a, a back rub of boners this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna get, the I'm best gonna, thing oh, to get a back rub from. I had to pay like $100 for that in Thailand. We're, we're going to return yeah. uh, uh, shortly. We've got uh, Double Fine guys. We've got David Jaffe on the way. So uh, oh. stick around and we'll be, uh, we'll be back in a little bit. Goodbye. Goodbye. To our, our day one E3 2011 wrap up here uh, at Giant Bomb down in Los Angeles, uh, we reset stuff here. We brought in some some fresh faces. Jeff Gersman, not a fresh face, back here, so of them all, and uh, fresh. <laughs> Mr. Richard Gallup, Mr. Oh! Richard K. Gallup from uh, 38 Studios. Yes, all 38 of them. Creator of Kingdoms of Amalur. It's my game. <laughs> no, no. Fantastic. Uh, so, so uh, uh, you are here doing secret stuff. Yeah, I actually haven't been on the show floor just yet. I get to be the guy who says that. Yeah, now you've I've been in a hotel it, suite. Weird. Yep, basically. Yeah. Uh, but Reckoning is here and in effect, and it is an awesome game that uh, I hope everyone's watched the trailer several times and is excited to play. I watched it once. I'm excited to play it. I watched, yeah. it, I watched it once too. Yeah, that's uh, good. That counts. It's twice. I played that game. Cowboy, you're you're still here. We didn't yeah. get to we, Mega 64 guys. Obviously, an overpowering force. Yeah. We didn't get to to talk to you too much, but so we're gonna keep you around. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm the very definition of the not so fresh face feeling. <laughs> <laughs> that was quite the E3 disc. Uh, just a but we also have here on on the other couch uh, a, a a vertical slice, let's say, of the trenched team. From Double Fine. Gentlemen, introduce yourselves down the couch here. Hi, I'm Chris Journey. I'm the lead programmer on Trenched. Awesome. I'm Brad Muir. I'm the uh, project lead. And I'm uh, Jeff Solis. I'm the uh, lead <laughs> artist on Trenched. There's, there's, there's a whole couch of <laughs> ha- 
half we'll gestures just, happening yeah, over yeah. there. This plays really. This will play really excellently on the audio version tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna love this part. I think this will be good. Salute. 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 Lightsaber on. But yeah, we're <laughs> <laughs> we didn't want to spoil our connect support. <laughs> Salute. I, I still say they should have gotten the Star Wars kid to do that. Oh. <laughs> I did yeah. some. Uh, I, I spoke with someone at that game's developer. You do not need to say lightsaber on to activate the lightsaber in that game. <laughs> Apparently, that guy was just a. Fucking like I, I had no idea. It Wait, was just some actor. Just, did he just get really into it? He was like, like lightsaber like, on. Like, lightsaber on. He was like, like, you know, it's, it's not dramatic enough if I just do the motion and it starts. Yeah. I need to. He's like, I was just really feeling it when yeah. the, when the moment hey, hit me. Hey, I was like, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, apparently there was this like instant like thirty page email thread <laughs> going around terminal reality. It was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> now you know what though. Now that's a confirmed feature. Yeah. I, 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 I would say it again. If, if all of Star Wars had that, I would yeah. still like Star Wars. Oh, <laughs> Couldn't you? Just Every Jedi that? had to say lightsaber on. Yes. Ah, Mace Windu is so different. Like Darth saying lightsaber on. <laughs> so lightsaber they would all say like anime style. Lightsaber on. <laughs> oh. 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 <laughs> that was. That'll be in the third re-release. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they're getting there. They're getting, they're getting there. First, you're going to take all the lightsabers out and replace them with walkie-talkies. You can add that in both. You can add that in both. You can add that in both. Yeah, you can easily easily simulate Harrison Ford's voice. We just show it. We just oh, God, Harrison Ford has yeah, a lightsaber. Yeah, we're going to never see it. He will in the third release. Yeah, well, you guys had gotten there. I was at, In the THX three version. That's what they're going to replace. You know, he's going to kill Greedo with a lightsaber. <laughs> but Greedo will say lightsaber on first. Yeah. 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 I'll tell you. I'll just say it. I'll be like, lightsaber. <laughs> i tell you, kid, nothing beats a good lightsaber. <laughs> um, no, they'll just splice it out of all of the... There's already something like just... All right, at some point, every character will say mm. lightsaber, and we can just cut that out and just... Stitch it all together. Uh, I'm so glad you guys could could make it out here. It's awesome to be here. Um, Trench coming June 22nd. Holy shit! It's gonna be out two weeks from tomorrow. That's super soon. Two weeks from Is tomorrow. Is it totally done through certification? Yes. Like you're just sitting yeah, back yeah, and waiting for the money. I need mean, like three more bugs. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's done. Yeah, if you see a bug on the show floor, like. It didn't happen. That's an old bug. That's an old build. Well, there is that bug of you not being able to name your mechs that I already submitted, so... That's right. We've talked about We've taken that into consideration. (laughs) I can't custom name my mech. What the fuck? It's in committee. We definitely had some awesome comments about the game. There was one guy that got real angry... Because, I don't know if you saw this in the thread, but uh, yeah, he got real angry because a mech is a mobile weapons platform. It is. So it's not built for defense. <laughs> uh, you've got to go somewhere. Yeah, that's right. you, uh, you need to have a lot of terrain, and you need to be able to move around, apparently, to be a... He basically called us out on the inauthenticity. Yeah. yeah. And, like, not I'm real enough. Did he call you out on the inauthenticity, or figure out the one problem that's going to unravel your entire oh product? <laughs> <laughs> he may have. Have you been like, staying up late at night like, oh, shit. Fuck the big gap. I can't move. How do we get this far? It's already through CERTs. Well, they didn't test. There's no TCR that says that mechs are for offense. So. Right, yeah. That's, yeah, they, I mean, you can't stop it. We're not going to get bounced for that. Right. 
Well, thanks to you, now there will be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good job, guys. There may be. It's a new TCR at Microsoft. <laughs> we had, uh, we'll talk about TCRs. We talked extensively <laughs> about TCRs last night. We had Ian Steptoe from Xbox here, uh, uh, as, as well as Jonathan Blow, creator of Braid. Oh, and, uh, there he some, has a lot of thoughts about TCRs. Oh, I bet he, he loves does. those. There was some contentious <laughs> conversation. Yeah. It, was, it was good. It was compelling and, and interesting stuff, and I think you know everyone... Uh, did you it know. come to blows? It did not. No, no. The, I see I, I only, I only ever I'm noticed sorry, my I'm own good. horrible wordplay. Yeah. Yeah. Hit the rim shot button. Yeah. I said, I didn't even. I, I said we, we were leaving the Battlefield Three multiplayer demo earlier today, and I, I can't remember what the comment was, but as we, I was like, ah, no dice. No. And, and I didn't even realize that everyone like was groaning around. Like, oh, I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Why did? Oh, that's, that's right. I was an eternal wow. genius. That's amazing. <laughs> What's yeah, that? No interview. No, no, oh, no dice. Like. Right, right, yeah, no interview. Ah, yeah, no dice. Wah, wah. Do, 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 do. So. So, yeah, so that E3. <laughs> where were we going? How's it going? Where was, where was, going how, was your, how was your guys' E3? Like, what are you guys doing here? Uh, your game's we're done. We're shipping soon. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. shouting at strangers. Because I had been told, we're like, watching like it, we're watching some guy play Connect Football next to us, where yeah. we show people that want to That guy's watch pretty intense, game. too. That guy's intense. way intense. People get really excited about that. Game. They like to shout hike. Yeah. That game's really, really loud. But, uh, I mean, it's. I think it's a tough place to show, like, downloadable titles. Mm. That whole group of us, it's like us and all the, you know, XBL ga- yeah. XBLA games yeah. in the Microsoft booth, and it's like, yeah, there's just, I think, it, especially on day one, there's just a lot of people that are, like, cruising for the big titles and sure. stuff. So, we've had some decent traffic. We've had some people there. We yeah. also have, like, we have another machine upstairs in the, like... With a secret couch. With a secret couch. That's like the, like, you have to, like, check in to get in. Well, yeah, yeah. Pretty zone. often we have, like, green passes that they gave us, so we can just take anybody up there. Oh. So if you guys want to... Just go know, hang out in the microphone. Yeah. yeah. If you want to yeah. hang out in, yeah. like, secret get couch. Get some bottles of water. <laughs> that's pretty much it. Right. Get some bottles of water. Yeah, that's the only thing it's good for as far as I'm concerned. Yes, that, that would be great. Thank I don't you. know if I can give, like, an open invite to everybody who's watching this on the internet. Maybe we can. I mean, how many people? It's could, a big how couch. many people could that be? It's a big, I mean, couch. It's a big couch. It's bigger than this one. Well, it's like they got like six thousand people. So, <laughs> but like, how many of them are going to be at E3 tomorrow? More, more than you could probably anticipate. <laughs> I saw yeah. a fair amount of giant bomb community shirts out there. Brad right? yeah. everyone who comes by the Microsoft booth, just come find me. I'm Brad. Brad the couch. I'll see what I can do. Do the secret gesture. You only have nothing. But yeah. I mean, yeah, you and then they can just yeah, just call me. I know that's weird. Really wrong. Don't, I don't do, that. do that. It's a terrible <laughs> idea. But no, like I mean, we've got some time. I'm sure that we'll have some openings. His number tomorrow. is one nine hundred mix a lot. Just give it a call <laughs> and kick them nasty thoughts. But uh, yeah, we're we're just trying to show the game to as many people that want to see it. So this is kind of a, a last minute thing because I've been talking to to Greg Rice from from Double Fine about you know having some some Double Fine dudes on the podcast here during E3, and he's like. Like, oh, yeah, none of the Treads team's coming down, but, you know, Tim will be here and blah, blah, blah. It was absolutely a last-minute thing. Yeah. I, am I allowed to talk about that? Yeah, I think we're allowed to talk about it. You talk. I don't care. Yeah. It was just. I will. Yeah. I don't answer that Jesus question. There's no PR person to turn yeah. to. Yeah. 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 yeah, it absolutely came together last minute. Like we were fighting to be on the floor because like we're coming out in a couple weeks. Like we want to show people the game. Like actually get the word out a little bit more. You're Microsoft published. Yeah, I mean, and it seems like they should be loving us and caring for us. You guys just barely missed the summer of arcade. We got in there. 
oh yeah, we are not a part of Summer of Arcade. No, but you guys, you guys did did merit mention in the the like press release stuff yes, where they, we where they mentioned everything. It was so. like us and Miss Explosion Man. Right. They were like, hey, by the way, we're making these two for downloadable space. Yeah. Speaking of which, we <laughs> should have cool. we should have the Twisted Pixel guys in here soon. Uh, not tonight, but uh, yeah. look look for that. That would be awesome. Wilford's Wilford. awesome. Yeah. 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 They're sweet. You should ask about the transition from a downloadable game to a retail product. Yeah, that was a that was a crazy announcement today. Yeah, nuts, right? Like. I haven't had a chance to talk to him about that yet, but I had neither but we will definitely discuss thing. that tomorrow. It is a thing. Apparently, yeah. it's it's happening. It'll be retail. They need to. They well, need to so move more FMV in that game. That maybe they were just like, look, man, <laughs> this game would be way funnier if we can put all this stuff we shot in here, like cut out nothing. That's like, pretty. Can awesome. you get that under two gigs? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're not. It's gonna be just like LA Noir, right? It's gonna come on three discs and <laughs> all video. <laughs> It's actually just an FMV game, turns out. Play two levels of the Kinect. Yeah, that's yeah, like crap. I, I have crap. pitched you guys on Double Fine doing an FMV game. Come on. Come on. Yeah, we're going to do that. Please? As, as yeah. long as it's exactly like Night Trap. Yes. I'm in. It's Night Trap 2. <laughs> okay, good. We'll, we'll no, talk to Sega. We'll get, get them the involved. If we can get the right. We can definitely get we'll the right. We'll totally do Night Trap 2. <laughs> we'll get Vampire Jewelry. Every, everyone needs to stop saying... Yeah, we have Vampire Jewelry. Vampire Jewelry. As long as everyone just stops saying Night Trap so much, <laughs> the, right, well, the rights will be cheap. <laughs> do you want to read that? That's from our producer. He says, abort on the smack talk about Microsoft. That's <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. He puts a smiley face. <laughs> hey, man, Hanson. Hi, that's our producer. He's our producer. I'm sad that he couldn't come because he also works on Once Upon a Monster, and uh, he had to stay home and watch the Muppets. He's babysitting the Muppets. He also he's has a giant boner for Twisted Metal. So he's going to... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. David I, I, be I should mention David Jaffe is is on his way. Uh, we awesome. broke because I, I thought he was going to be here momentarily, but then I, I got a call from him. It turned out that he had been sent to uh, basically 20 blocks the other direction. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so, so there was... And in L.A., that's we like will, you know, 200 we miles Yeah, we will, get, we will get some amazing stories from David Jaffe, even just about this experience tonight. <laughs> He's going to be in a blind He's mounting guns on our taxi though, right now. Yeah, right? <laughs> He's so angry when he walks through that door. It's like, let's get a chainsaw. We're going to bolt to the outside of this taxi. <laughs> Is it weird that whenever I think that he's driving around someplace, it's like calling all cars? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I think it's weirder that you didn't first go to Twisted Metal, but... Uh, well, yeah, you know. That, that game has cars in it, too. Yeah. Twisted Metal. I, I like to think that he's the guy that they're trying to put into jail. <laughs> <laughs> there was that press conference. He probably hates it when people bring that up. But that press conference where he was in the, uh, like, jail outfit. Do you remember this? Where no. he showed up on the big screen and he yeah, was better bring like, up now, not later. He had, he was <laughs> he was dressed like the Hamburglar, and he showed up and <laughs> like striped prison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Came like out. the black and white thing, and he yeah. showed up on the big screen and he was like, "I'm here to present calling out cars," and it was like, "You don't remember this? Maybe I it was know. A fever I don't think dream. I saw that one. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Maybe <laughs> it was a fever dream. I hope that you have a chat window. Now that was, that was, that was after you have a chat Russell window. No chat window. Oh God! I hope this actually happened. Otherwise, otherwise, like, like, I'm dreaming. Was like, he wearing that, 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 that was a TV ad for Kaboom. I hope that that that. <laughs> no, he looked like he looked like the Hamburglar. I swear, it's real. You might have to ask him about it when he. It's comes like yeah, out. and he wasn't wearing pants, right? It was, yeah. the, it was just the upper half yeah. of the prisoner's costume. And then he and carried me in swaddling clothes. <laughs> and we were both <laughs> rock hard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he sprouted these weird swan wings, and we were flying. Whitney Houston was playing. He was, yeah. no, he was, he was so weird. gentle. <laughs> no, but that's certainly not. You gotta look that up. I wish that you guys had like a live chat thing going. Firm. 
but gentle. I felt yeah. safe. Yeah, it was, it was nice. <laughs> it was nice. Awkward Which, silence. Awkward silence. Enjoy that for a minute. <laughs> well, I hear, so is, people are yeah. watching this. Like, right? like, people out front laughing. Yeah. I hear, like people talking back there. I, I just feel like there's, this, house, this house has been madness tonight. <laughs> like last night, like people didn't start coming in until a, a lot later because things were going later into the night. But, you know, five or like, 6 p.m.? Is that when it closed tonight? I can't remember. Gee, sure. Yeah, yeah. Like so the show closed six. Yeah. Show closed at six, so it seems like there's a lot more people out and about. So we've we've pulled in. Yeah, yeah. Way more dudes. Yeah, we even had like an extended press thing in the Microsoft booth for European press. For cool. European press. Yeah. That's so cool. we demo trench for some European people. We put two of our Europe. European guys in our European press room, and I. I, I figured they just figured you speak European, you go talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> like one's Swedish and one's British. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's totally different. Right. Right. Yeah, 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 that'll that'll cover everyone. Yeah, all your bases covered, yeah. Yeah. absolutely. So, Cowboy, I just wanted to say that uh, to your face, uh, I've already mentioned this, but the, the Uncharted 3 demo during the, the Sony press conference, easily my favorite part of the Sony press conference. Thank you. I take absolutely no credit for that, but I, <laughs> I, I feel so proud for the team. Would you like to uh, did maybe elaborate for the folks at, at home uh, what it is, that what your role is at Naughty Dog and, and uh, your involvement there? Yeah, I'm a programmer, uh, so uh, I do AI animation work mainly, but programmers at Naughty Dog tend to be scattershot, so... Basically, gameplay programming yeah. and trying to make all that uh, shit on the cruise ship what? stay on the cruise ship. I was gonna say that shit seems important because you guys, you guys. I, I so I went to the the GDC session, the the post mortem uh, last year, 2010, yeah. yep. and they're you know talking extensively. Come on in. Oh God, ladies and gentlemen, David Jaffe is here. David, thank you so much for, for making it out of here. <laughs> All right. One of the double fine guys is going to have to bounce here. Okay. okay. <laughs> Great. Let's, uh, let's have the camera follow him in there, Patrick. <laughs> 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 That's what I'm saying. I pulled up this motherfucker. I pulled up Ethan off the train there. I'm waiting for somebody to find I have a little girl. <laughs> <laughs> Did they, uh, we poured out a 40. Out yeah, so, so I should say, well, well, Mega 64 was here. The Double Fine guys showed up. They had they'd gone and had something to eat and, and showed them, like, all right, you guys got to cool it outside. They were sitting out there drinking 40s here in the hood. Trying to decide who was yeah, going to be the one that got shot. Some people did not make it through the development process. No. <laughs> That's that's tough. That's not something to laugh about. I'm sorry. No, no. Let's <laughs> don't pour it on the computer. Homies, <laughs> <laughs> for the well. computers that didn't make it. <laughs> this one, it turns out, for the podcast that never yeah. got posted. <laughs> <laughs> How many, have you guys ever had like a massive technical failure? Yeah, like yeah. we were just like, we had, well, we got to re-record that one. We ended up re-recording it, and this, and then every if the, every five minutes it was like, man, that was so much funnier the first time. We did that. <laughs> You, you guys start, really should have heard the first you one. You start like really re, trying to redo bits and just like trying to yeah, hit the same true. notes. It's yeah. like, yeah, that didn't yeah. work out. No, Could you God imagine us trying to do that lightsaber thing again? <laughs> that would be the worst. Lightsaber on. Lightsaber on. All right, I'm going to tap out. All right, Jeff, thank you so yeah. much. And just we're going to bring in... Lead artists of trash. Thank you. None other than... David Jaffe. David Jaffe. Nice to finally meet you. You too, you too. What hey, I'm Brad. This is Chris. We work at Double Fine. Oh, so very Jeff. cool. Yeah. And uh, and Jeff Gerstman, whom you know. Uh, this, is, this is Rich Gallup from 38 Hi. Studios. Oh, very cool. right. And this is this is Cowboy from Naughty Dog. Yeah. So oh, okay. Well, right. nice. Yeah, yeah. You know Cowboy. Yeah. I, know, I know Naughty Dog, and I know a lot of those guys over there. So you know. You got you got to get that mic close up oh, on yeah, you. Yeah, there yeah. you go. All right. 
getting close, to, close to your right. So, so I, I told a slight part of the story. Let's let's not reveal addresses or anything. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I, 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 you gave me a call and said like, hey, I'm I'm coming down soon. I'm like, cool. We're like a mile away. No yeah. problem. We'll see you in a couple minutes. We're yes. gonna take a quick break. We're gonna reset. Get rid of some guests and bring you in. Yeah. And it's like like it's like 20 minutes. I'm like, oh, he's not here. What's going on? Yeah. All right, you know, we'll come back and we're just gonna restart and we'll bring him. I see like four missed phone calls on my phone. I'm like, oh fuck. And you're like, and I, I call you, and you're like, like, oh hey, sorry, this cab, this fucking cab driver, god damn it, yeah. but I'm close, I'm here on Second Street, and I'm like, dude, we're we're not there at all, and it's just like, <laughs> no shit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't your fault. I, I, you know what? Cause you know what? Fuck me. Cause here, I, what a bitch I am. I'm sitting here, it's like, I mean, you know, well, I shouldn't complain, but I, you know, how it is. You guys, I mean, it's just tiring this motherfucking day, and I'm so, I'm grateful to be here, and I'm glad to be on the podcast with you guys. But it's like end of the day, and I get my fucking address from my assistant, and she's all like, fucking Second Street, and then the cab driver didn't even, fuck this, the guy didn't even drop me off at the right, wrong fucking address. <laughs> I got double fucking whammied by yeah. this thing, and then forget the forget the training day thing, I felt like Kevin Klein in Grand Canyon, like I was like going, I'm going to fucking, you know, waiting for Danny Glover to pull up in the third truck, <laughs> somebody fucking save me. So anyway, I'm glad I'm here, I'm glad that fucking ordeal is over. What a baby I am to be. <laughs> but I know, I'm driving around in LA traffic in a cab. No, no, like, no, 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 but listen, I went to school here to see this is like oh, okay. this is like a mile from where I saw my first dead body. Right? Me and my Me and my roommate, we would we wouldn't like we you know, he's an agent now. I was gonna say we're not lawyers, but he did become an agent, so who knows, you know. But, but he's, he's an agent and I do what I do, but we would always like at SC when an ambulance would go by, you're like, shit, that's gotta be something exciting. Let's go after it and see what happens. And right around the corner from where we were going to school yeah, this, this woman is just lying peacefully in her front seat of her car. Teeny little hole right there, boom, right through the windshield, right in the head, nothing gory or anything, just like a little pop, dead woman. Jeez. First dead body I ever saw. So this is this world for me. So, <laughs> you know. well, welcome and back to the I hope this has been cathartic. <laughs> I hope it goes better. Than, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad we're in this neighborhood and the sun is now. If it does, <laughs> yeah. That's we got to fuck shit up if it doesn't, man. That's right. <laughs> I, I got some Jay-Z on my my. Yeah. 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 We already figured that some of us are going to die, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. All, all of us. Yeah, all of us. There, gonna... there will be one, and then next year will be a lot more somber tone here. Not it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Uh, uh, uh. I'm ready to die, man. I'll give a fuck. <laughs> Jeff Gerson will go. David Jaffe, I, I can't express how grateful I am that you would make it out here to our crazy-ass house. Gra- I, you know, I, I love y'all's side. I'm grateful to be on, seriously. As pissed as I am at other people, this is, this is, a, this is a real honor. It really is. Awesome, really awesome. Is. So how has your E3 been going so far, sir? I think great. You know, I mean, it's, it's kind of like, I, I mean, I imagine, I don't know what you're doing on, on uh, Uncharted right now in terms of if you're working on that or something different. But, I mean, when you have a game at the show, you don't... It's not that you don't get to. I mean, you have some time, but you don't want to leave your booth, right? You want to. You want to. It's like a. It's like a twenty-four, not twenty-four, but it's all-day-long focus test and play test. And right. so, I've really just been in the booth or doing interviews, just constantly standing over people's shoulders, going, "Is that working? Is that working? Oh shit! Look at that bug. We forgot to fix all that stuff." So, it, it that it's been going great though, because we, you know, we've gotten really good reception and people have been real kind to our game and stuff. But I'm I'm hoping that I get to get around and, and see some more stuff. Saw a little bit today, but it's fine. It's E3. It's you can't complain too much. You know? So how has the reaction been uh, on the floor so far? I think it's been great. You know, I was really kind of. I, they said, you know, I, you guys, I assume were at the the press conference yeah. last night, and yeah. so they're like, hey, we're gonna do this arcade thing after the press conference. We're like, okay, well, let's not throw our big level in there. Let's just throw something small just to play. And then we got we got write ups last night from kind of just sort of this standard. It's just for sort of a very small standard deathmatch level. And we're like, oh shit, we never thought that people would write up 
Not that it was a bad level, but it yeah. was kind of more of the same, and it wasn't any of the signature new stuff from the title. And so that was kind of shitty, you know, in going, oh, that's what we have to kind of recover from today. But all the actual response from what we were showing today, the new stuff, the bosses, and the, the nuke mode, the new level in New York City, people have been really positive. It's been I, I, I did see, I, I showed up at the Sony press conference, I, I got through the gate just in time for them to say, all right, the food trucks are all closed, go inside the, the, the auditorium. I was like, ah, oh, it just it looks awesome out there. And I saw there was the, the sweet tooth food yes. truck out there. Well, it wasn't, we couldn't, I, we really, we're talking about today, we really wanted to serve ice cream. But there's like I guess it's FDA. Who's the food people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You basically about I mean, killing people. You can't well, do right, it. Well, yeah, but you can't. You, we can't drive it. We've been wanting to drive the truck, and we can't make it street legal. I guess because the guns, you know. Um, I mean, there are imagine you know, have real. Guns no, they're not real. But if you imagine taking this, people don't know that, right? So it's like holy shit. Look, that's, that's their problem. I understand. Right? Yeah. Okay, I mean, you know, I think there's an exception for LA. That's right. It's expected here. Get a wide berth. That seems okay. But we wanted to serve ice cream out of it. We couldn't do that, but yeah, I was. Wait, I was is actually, that because of the guns? No, that's because the you, you have can't to drive it. No, because it's you actually dirty. have to meet certain standards of like food safety in order to even just say here's ice cream from a window, you know. So we couldn't just get some igloo coolers and say, okay, we're going to give away ice cream sandwiches and have a guy dressed up as Sweet Tooth. We couldn't do any mm. of that. But I'll tell you that what, guy no, probably wouldn't be very. The, the pre-party either. was awesome. I know yeah. you missed it, but all the food. I don't know you were probably there. I mean, all the food. Was there long enough to get a, a tiny hot dog and then eat it? And no, be like, no, no, oh, no, 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 no. The food at the party. Eh, it, look at what a bitch I am. I'm like, wait, <laughs> okay, I'm in the food at the party. This <laughs> is <laughs> what, God damn, you know. But uh, no, I mean, the food at the party was like, eh, whatever. But the food trucks were great. There's like 20 food trucks, tons of variety. Uh, the pre-party was awesome. Awesome. So mm-hmm. it was good. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Well, again, David, thank you for coming and, and hanging out with us. Uh, yeah. I was in the middle. I was engaged here with, with Cowboy. We were talking about the programming in Uncharted 3, which is his, so are his you, role. Are you a programmer? I am a programmer. Okay, yes. great. Okay. That's all uh, I want to talk about. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was saying that, you know, the GDC session last, last year, the postmortem, they were talking about the whole train sequence in, in Uncharted 2 yep. and, like, the crazy fucking nightmare that that was to, to program and just yep. all these specific things of, of how they had to kind of fake this whole sequence and the, the streaming stuff that was going on and, like, one of the early things of, you know, the way the physics was working of, yeah, early on we discovered when we were throwing grenades that they were staying with the environment physics, not the train physics. So they were just flying backwards through the train at top speed, even when you were trying to, to hurl them forward. So yep. seeing something like the big the big boat sequence where clearly big set piece moment, or even early on, I, I remember thinking like as as Drake's like jumping down from that upper level and you see there's the there's the pool and the water's sloshing around in the pool, like kind of keeping up with the this fairly like it's it's violent but it's still fairly subtle rocking of this ship. And like I'm I'm watching the water like, wow that water's actually like sloshing around Realistic, like, seem, like you know, convincingly, uh, if not realistically, uh, in this pool, and I've done. In that moment, I was like, God, that had to have been a similar nightmare. And then when the whole thing goes upside down and water's flowing in, and you know, just physics are changing constantly. Yeah, much like in Uncharted 2, uh, where the train was like, like we were going to push ourselves the furthest technically. So that's the first thing we work on. Yeah, it's getting those moving platforms at high velocity. The cruise ship was our level for Uncharted 3. Of like, this is how we're going to push ourselves. This is how we're going to make our like more technology that much more awesome and the way it came about and the way it works is so cool i can just geek out about it like so how did you do that you should so you should talk about it and then journey's gonna take notes yeah, yeah so yeah, like, i'm like, writing this down like much like the trains, like we, we, we play with different ideas like trains like maybe we just like keep the train still and move the backgrounds or uh you know maybe like just 
you know, uh, you know, any kind of thing. But with the cruise ship, we started out playing like, okay, well, what if we keep the cruise ship and then like put it like on a like a animating transform for the whole ship itself? But that didn't work with like the water sim because then the water sim would become like it had to loop at some point, right? It would be very predictable. We wanted like this realistic like water simulation that had this like nice like Perlin type variation to it. So uh, what we ended up doing was we have like our natural water sim for the big ocean water sim that drives this giant box essentially which is encompasses the entire cruise ship that box itself is driven by the water so it's moving with the water it's floating up and down and then instead of having a background level that was normally your background geometry for like your floors your walls and stuff right it's all foreground it is like being inside one big crate and it comes in in little chunks and these chunks are actually just snapped to that box Huh. So you're, it's like you're walking on, like walking inside this giant crate, but with all these wa- walls and stuff in them. And that so is you're streaming the moving object. We're streaming in, uh, like the, the box, the, like the main physics, uh, physics, physics-driven box stays in memory the whole time because it's, it's just a box. You can always maintain your persistent physics sim affecting your environment. But chunks of the cruise ship come in and out as you progress through the level. So that way, we always have like consistent movement in the in the based on the water, but then we can have really complex environments. But you know, there's a lot of challenges with that, as you might expect, with like with like lighting and and physics, obviously, like things like on like the like like little bottles and stuff that might be rolling around. It's a lot going on. And then and when you flip it upside down, but that allows us to do things like flip it upside down because yeah. it's just straight up like foreground visible. We're not like trying to up in like a background down like up in the entire world. No, it's just this thing that we are turning over. That water you mentioned in the pool was yeah. uh, that was uh, done by one of our uh, our awesome programmers. Uh, he'd like to do do, do these little uh, skunk works projects, and sometimes they find a home, sometimes they don't. But he just came back with uh, you know this uh, like neat little water sim. He had it like as a cube and a level, and it's like this is really cool. And like all of a sudden, like no, we could totally use that. We could put that in the pool, and we have the small water sim that is matching the physics-driven world. Come from the foreground objects, come that are attached to the box that are tra- driven by the ocean sim. So, but that's a completely different simulation from any of the other water. Because there's, uh, you know, yeah, we have ocean outside water and then the pool water. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Is, like, I have, we, I have we got awesome, serious smart guys. I have an awesome I, tip for the viewers at home. Yeah. Like, if you want to be a programmer, you like want to like you're like, oh, I'm watching this thing, and I like it, and you like, if you fell asleep during that part, <laughs> you, you, gotta find, you gotta find something else to do. You gotta find something. Okay, else but to can do. I can I say something about because yeah, yeah. I almost did. Um, and this is why me and programmers, I mean, it's like I, I have massive respect for programmers in the same way I have massive respect for airline pilots, but I could never, you know, because for, and that's why me and the programmers always, it's not that we butt heads like on God of War or even Twisted Metal, it's just that we speak such a different language that I, I find myself having to sort of call every ounce of my 40-year-old maturity up <laughs> to go pay attention because this is going to make the game that your heart and soul is in love with, you can't do it without that, but... And I, I know it's been proven that right brain, left brain is just kind of a wives' tale. It doesn't actually exist that way, but everybody knows what I mean when I mm-hmm. say that. That it really is for me. I know there are those people that can do both and that can get their their neurons fired by both. But for me, I've always been kind of like, I just want the ship to turn upside down. Isn't that the greatest? <laughs> I'm going to go over here now. You figure it out. <laughs> yeah. but, but to be fair, you know that you know fires your you know yeah this is just me just completely geeking out right. I'm like, I'm like, all, like the stuff our guys shit, are able to we do we can make Nathan Drake emote this way by doing it through the gameplay and I mean you can't you have to have all those things but when you say hey if you fell asleep it might mean you should be a designer I was like I started as a programmer and I barely kept up with that I was like yeah we got some 
streaming some waters and some... Yeah, but <laughs> talk about the boat flipping upside down. <laughs> that's awesome, you know, like that's more boats. That's my trajectory. Was but that's, like, you know, that's that's kind of what producers or, or some producers are for, right? To tra- to translate between the two, like the the, the visionary, the designer, and the, the programmers. Well, yeah, it's such or, a, such a, I, a, if it is a weird word, it's a weird word. Yeah, you know, because everybody, especially from what I hear about how you guys operate, but I mean, everybody bring if it's a good team, everybody is bringing their heart and soul and mm-hmm. their own passions to it, but. Yeah, I mean, I've always found I, I have to moving forward. I've learned that if I don't have a good producer, I don't need to be working with that team because I. It's it's not that I'm an asshole. It's just that I'm so passionate about my stuff that I geek out about that there is. A, I, but I'm also really bad at communicating with sort of that more of that right brain sensibility that I have found that I need that uh, uh, translator to kind of say. You know, to, to kind of, that's you know, what a great producer does. They're so important. They, a lot of producers get kind of the, oh, fucking producer. You know, producers like all, are yeah, fucking. All these fucking producers do look at spreadsheets. Yeah. 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 Hey, what are you saying? Just saying. What are you saying? Yeah. Shut up. Who's your producer? Well, Scott Campbell is my yeah. producer on Brutal. Twisted, and he's also one of the directors. And then Shannon Studsill, who's now running Sony Santa Monica, was my God of War producer, who. Both of them have just been. I mean, I, I know now when I look for new producers, it's like the bar is so fucking high from those two that. One of the things that we do at 38, we're a scrum shop. I don't know if any of you guys do scrum. Yes. But, uh, yeah, we do. Yeah, that. through our, our creating our goals, creating what we're working on, we're teaching people like programmers or artists or designers how to better communicate their work to the rest of the team. And then at the end of every month, we have what, you know, it's presentation day. We get 150 people in our giant, gorgeous presentation room, and you have to get up on stage and actually talk about what you did for the last month. Obviously, we don't have 150 people do that because that would be the longest presentation day ever and we'd all fall asleep regardless of whether we're left or right brain. But, you know, your time comes and you better be able to say, like, you know, I did this mumbo jumbo that is amazing and it makes the boat flip upside down in a way that, you know, everyone can understand. Yes, one thing I love about Naughty Dog is, like, no one is in isolation in that field. Like, animators will have input on design. Animations will have, animators have input on, like, how we can construct animation trees to the programmers. And, Everyone talks to everyone else, and it's this, like I described as organized chaos, and it does take a special kind of person, like, to really, like, thrive in that environment, but, like, when it does, and when it clicks, and, like, everyone's just, like, yep. like, buy a digital chat. <laughs> 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 I'm very sorry. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that seems like how it should be. I mean, I, you hear about projects all, all the time where you have... Like people working on a game that have no vested interest in the final product, where they're just like an, an artist or something like that. Not that all artists are like this, but definitely like artists where they're just like, I just, I make my art, man. I don't care what it goes into. Like I made this stuff and it's cool, and they're putting it in something. Well, but I, will, I don't even play games. I will like, tell you the downside to that sort of like chaos is like sometimes you just burn calories. Sometimes you spend energy on something and then it's just gone to waste. It's, mm-hmm. it's not efficient in work done to work in the game. And sometimes you just have right. to throw stuff all out, and like that's hard. That's really hard. Like, like we're spending this all this effort like on features, and then just have them go out because like it doesn't fit. But I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta ask a question. I gotta respond to that because w- w- as a design, okay, so I know you're a programmer. You're a producer. producer yeah. You're a pr- we're a programmer. You're a yeah. I'm like I'm project lead design. I was a designer. Brutal. Okay, and now you what? Designery. Programmer. Space. Programmer. Okay, so I mean, I'm a Gemini. Fair enough. You know, um, I, but yeah, I mean, there, there is always. A, I have found that. You know, that is the thing that pisses off so much of the artists and the animators and the programmers is sort of redoing stuff. But what's frustrating about that from the design standpoint is that, you know, 
there's an expe my experience has been that there's an expectation that designers are supposed to get it right every single time right out of the gate and if we have to redo stuff that's okay but if the other team members have to redo stuff it's kind of like motherfucker I gotta, I gotta iterate 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 and it's like I don't stand over a programmer's shoulder and say, you know, because how many times do programmers have to kind of rewrite lines of codes and, and recompile and all this shit before they actually reveal it to the world? That's, that's interesting because I, I think the iteration and having to like refine and refine, that's great. It's necessary. It's that, that, is, that is essential to game development because yes. expecting to get it one shot out of the gate, you're going to get something either very broken or very boring. So don't you, you would agree then that it's kind of like it's more of like, motherfucker, we got to iterate, that's part of it, and it hurts. But a good team knows the value of that process. We build our entire pipeline around iteration. Every yeah, okay. asset, every script, uh, even code can be dynamically reloaded in the game. And, and we drive very hard to minimize the time between idea and seeing it. Yeah, that's like, cool. And that's, 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 that's got to be a luxury that's for, really I mean, I mean yeah. you know, you're working on the next Twisted Metal. Like, it's right. a big game. You're working on Uncharted 3. Well, like, I mean, it doesn't get much bigger. That's, like, that's, like, that's, I mean, there's probably there are huge fucking But, I mean, yeah, there are probably a lot of teams out there that... They can't afford iteration. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think think okay, cases, but right? well, you do first, and I'll because I want to respond to that. But I yeah. yeah. Well, the thing that that stymies me a bit about that is we are like completely open about our process and how we work, and we have gone around other studios and told them like this is how we work, and we have got responses back that you guys are fucking crazy. <laughs> how can you how can you operate like that? How is the game not broken a hundred percent of the time? Hmm. Uh, because I mean, the, the 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 essence of it is like everything is live all the time. If you if you make a change and you build it, it's built for everyone instantly. And you're not working in your own branch. You're just like no. You're always you're, on. You don't have to push it out. It, it's it's there. And like yeah, I mean sometimes it breaks, but because it's pushed out instantly, then everyone knows it's broken instantly, and you minimize the time between breaks. Having to like you know like an artist comes to you and says, oh uh, you know this it's it's not working. My level. It's like your response otherwise is always going to be well sync and get back to me. Sync compile and get back to me. And then like that's like another like two three hours you know in the worst. And that's just that's money burnt. And that's that's your, that's time spent not making the game. That's, that's time pretty spent sweet. spinning we your wheels. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how it works. This yeah, let's let, we should do that, and then we do that. We do some of that. We do some of that. That's how you lead projects. Yeah. Did you yeah, see that? Yeah. That was it. You did it. Yeah. Um, I feel managed right and now. And it's what produced. We so should <laughs> take these ideas. Produced. We should take these really good Led. ideas from a really successful studio, and we should just do them. Should we just finish the loop? Let's give it a three out of five. Okay. No, no, no. The finishing the loop is. Would you like to buy it used? That's that's the finishing the loop. But no, I gotta ask. The, the other side of that, though, is like, I mean, it's one thing to say you, you want to iterate, right? Like, absolutely. Like, the number of iterations is basically the quality of your game. And so the main goal of development from a production side is to, like, minimize the amount you throw away, right? Like, you want to yeah. make sure that, like, okay, we're iterating on this design. We're going to try out this new mechanic and see if it fits in the game. You don't want to have 100 artists start drawing the art for that feature. No, I mean, sure. you, like, what so features? That's, that's where all the, like, complaints that I usually hear from people that like work on games where it's like, oh, I made all this stuff and then it got cut. It's because there were really like three people working on the feature and 50 other people like filling in the gaps that didn't really matter until it was actually decided on. Hmm. Well, I mean, like with features, like we do have like those small teams, like we'll have an, an animator, a designer, a programmer, and they'll just like, they'll focus on that. And like we, we don't have a big hierarchy, but we do have leads and leads are supposed to keep all that in check. And the thing I would say about like, you know, iterations, burning time, is you got to make sure you just iterate in the right direction. And it, I don't have a great answer. You have to know when, to, when you've iterated enough as well. 
Yes, I mean. Yeah, but it, the thing is, you guys, because I, I, you know, you, I mean, you're both double fine, right? Yeah. I mean, so you guys are actually, because we, you know, we did this small little not indie, it was a Sony, but we did Calling All Cars, which was this kind of small game, and to me. You know, when you take a game as brilliant as Uncharted is, or as not brilliant but as established as Twisted Metal is, you kind of know the DNA of what it is. Obviously, in Drake's Fortune, there had to be finding that voice, just like on like God of War, we had to figure out, well, what the fuck is this? But once you have that, and especially if you're building off the shoulders of sort of established genres like we were in Twisted and you are in Uncharted and we were in God of War, it's not that it's, the process isn't easier, but at least that part of it is like you kind of at least know the world in which you're Direction's playing. a lot you easier. You guys consistently lately, you know, if you're talking about entrenched uh, or entrenched, it's trenched, right? Trenched, trenched. Yeah. And talking about costume quest and talking about the stack, Every fucking thing is, is, is not just conceptually brand new like IP, but the gameplay is so unique that it's even, I imagine it's got to be really hard in that game. Like, it needs more iteration. It is, it is goddamn impressive that you guys can, like, pull out quality in all these very different directions, and they're all awesome. Do you want to talk a little bit about that, that process here? This is incredibly flattering. <laughs> I'm blushing right now. Shining. I know, yeah. <laughs> well, it's I, warm in here. <laughs> Man, I don't even know where to start. You know um, where to start? We have a huge head start for Brutal Legend. That makes me very excited to hear you guys say so, that. So, like, we spent, uh, Thank you. we spent five years on we. I, I wasn't there, but five years was spent <laughs> by many on Brutal Legend, building the Brutal Engine. Uh, so we have a huge head start in making all these newer games, right? Like, Brutal Legend has basically every game in it. You know, you can, you can brawl, you can drive, you can RTS, you can have, you know, hundreds of units, and they all look fantastic, so... Like, going in, all these games are on the exact same graphics engine with, you know, relatively minor changes. It's, you know, it's like 3 to 5% code difference between Costume Quest and Brutal Legend. I guess like just recognizing the value of the technology you have and being able to, no, we can totally use that. That's, that's yeah. very yeah. impressive. Like, that not a lot of companies can pull it off because I like, think, no, it's, it's a different game. We've got to rewrite the whole thing. It's like, no, no, no. It's right. I think that's a result of, like, Psychonauts because at the end of Psychonauts, it was, Dude, like, absolutely. a table flip. Like, there was nothing in Psychonauts that was carried forward because it was so, like... And it was also, there were so many, like, one-offs in Psychonauts. Like, I don't know if you guys played that game, but, like, Never you know, it. every level... Yeah, it's, it's a game. Check it out. You could probably get it really cheap on Steam. But, um, it's... I like that game. I worked on that game. And it's, like, every level has its own mechanic, its own... You know, and this comes from just, like, Tim Schafer being Tim Schafer. Just being, like... You know, just having these crazy ideas. I mean, I think that, like, when you talk, like, he comes from a programming background, which is right. actually makes him a little bit more dangerous than even you, <laughs> Mr. Jaffe. But designers, you're talking about yourself as a designer. Really, it really. Well, when you say that, that, it reminds up. me very much of you know the God of War experience, which is you know. Uh, well, go ahead, finish your thought, because I, oh, I was just, you know. yeah, like I mean, he just had like all these all these crazy grand ideas, you know, and is it like, no, like, like in the, in the theater level, like Gloria, it has to, you know, the stage has to like flip over and transform and do all this stuff. And we were just like, holy crap, we have to make this happen. You know, it was yeah. like, it was, it was a difficult process. And that was a one-off just for Gloria's level. And it was like, you know, having, uh, having an engine that could maybe handle that rather than sort of like one-offing it every time. Like, yeah, that was absolutely where like the, the genesis of the, of the brutal engine came from was like, this thing needs to do everything. Like, just in we case Tim just in case. Case. like let's just literally like, yeah. you tell a joke that is true just in case. like literally just there are case. features of the engine just in case Tim decides like, what if he wants to make a rhythm game it's yeah. in there shit it's okay but it's like and that was like that was really useful like going into trenches that we had all these systems that already existed and then everything's still modular like I think it's 
It's kind of like the Unreal Engine a little bit, no, I think. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> are you licensing it? I'm very sorry. See, why are you? No, I mean, holy shit! Everybody uses Unreal. I Unreal might, great. I might strangle you and then stab you in that bottle. I, I would help right for it. <laughs> but like, in terms of like how objects are created, where they're like, you know, it's like this Stop shell, talking. and then you put a bunch Stop of Stop components talking. in there. It's like Kismet, exactly, Stop right? Like, okay, but it's oh, very hey, hey guys, Tess's Will Smith is in the house. Come on in. Yeah. Come on in, Will. Hello. Hey, welcome. Hey. Go uh, crash in the back somewhere. Beautiful. Nice. What happened to your face? Dude, I want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best he went to the second street. He went to the second street. <laughs> David Jaffe's assistant was like, go to second street. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're we're doing some streaming stuff here. Go uh, grab a beer and uh, in the fridge. Yeah, yeah. And then also say hello, say live. hello when you open the fridge to hello. the uh, fridge cam. Yeah. Oh, fridge cam. fridge cam in there. Yeah. Yeah. I got some <laughs> <shit> on my <laughs> <face>. <laughs> Go go grab something. Amazing, uh, go go take a I'm seat and uh, we'll we'll chat with you in a, a little bit. I think. But you know the modularity thing though is a real. We, a we real are we are currently deep in some some programming business right now. So in the programming ass. I think. Well, no, actually, on God of War, Tim Moss, who was the lead programmer on that, he he was finally like, you know what? I love, I mean, I, Tim and I want to fucking oh, totally hear this. This is the you do it yourself yes. story, right? Like, I mean, you do Tim, it yourself, Tim, designer. Tim, fuck you. Yeah, yeah, but I love it, you know, story. and he was right. I mean, Tim, look, I mean, Tim is one of those guys that's like, it's weird because when I meet Tim in the real world, I get along great with him. Um, but I think because he is such a... When you meet him in the Matrix, though? Yeah, well, <laughs> it's a, it's a in, in the world of making video games, I think it is, you know, not, you know it, it's very much like one of those things where you, you want the creative conflict because it makes the product better. But, yeah, we wanted to kill each other because I was always like, special case, special case, special case. And I imagine Tim would be the same way, especially with Psychonauts and Brutal, because it's like the way you approach it. And I imagine it's got to be, the, you know, I don't know, I know it's not, it's, it's Richard now who's directing the, the single player, right? Isn't it? Who's directing the single player of Uncharted 3? Oh, God, if I get this wrong. Just say that it's you. <laughs> you don't know, we have a bigger conversation. Because, I mean... Uh, Justin Richmond? Justin Richmond? I think he's... Do you not, that's ama- no, yeah. let's talk about why you don't know. I mean, that's amazing <laughs> to me. So is it... What is it? Because here's... That to- i got to ask this question. I've always wondered... You guys in Valve, and I, wanna, I really want to get to the bottom of this only because as, as, as a guy who's been in the industry for a while, I always hear... The the and I'm not I'm not being accusatory saying it's spin or it's PR, but when I hear Valve say everybody shows up and does what they want, it's a big fucking commune, <laughs> and I kind of go bring your knives. Yeah. <laughs> it just sounds like bullshit. It just sounds like bullshit. Well, I think it's true, well, well, okay, it may very well. That's what I because you you guys certainly offer up kind of a similar painting of your production process, and I go when I look at something as defined as Jack and Daxter, or as Nathan Drake in his world, that is, in, in my opinion, as somebody who does creative work, that is not a world that just kind of happened, hey, this is what kind of came together, what the fuck do you know? That had to have been, whether it's one or eight or twenty. There's or, a vision. Yeah, there, there has it, to be a vision. So my question is, how does, with, with your team, how, how does that vision get funneled into the actions of everybody while those people still are able to maintain a sense of ownership which it sounds like you guys feel that that's offered to you at Naughty Dog. Well, all right, first of all, in my defense, I was confusing Justin Richmond with Richard LaMartian, who is also Richard a Richard is who I was thinking. They, right, yeah, right, right. Uh, okay. lead programmer, and they're both, like, you know, high up there. Okay. Um, but, like, the creative vision, like, we have Amy Hennig for that. Right. She's, like, the creative director. And, but, like, she, and, like, she tends to, like, focus more on her story stuff. But then, like, okay. like, but what she also involves herself with is how that would, like, affect 
like various parts of the game. Like, like for the story context of the design of this guy, he needs to be wearing these, or like these guys wouldn't be here because of you know X story elements. Right. And that's you know like you know where she operates, and then like there's some overlap with like you know where the game director operates because like we want to like you know lay out these levels for this like pace of gameplay or whatnot. Um, and but to me like like the in the practical difference as a programmer it was like. I just have like you know designer comes to me and they want to talk some ideas out and we talk them out and uh, like behind the scenes yeah Justin like he's he's the higher authority and okay so there is there is a vision that a handful of people sort of I mean I I appreciate and and, and understand the massive importance that the whole team owns that vision but yes. there is a there is a sense of some control over the creative vision so it's not just anarchy creatively no and and it's yeah there there is like a a vision that comes from you know. The few people who like who are whose primary job it is to direct that, right, but okay. the, the, I would say the difference is we like we there's no there's nothing like holding us back from like feeding back up to them and saying like what if, what if we oh, do yes. this or what if we uh, do this absolutely and and like there's just sort of this natural like respect like very like you know that's just how it works out and and goddamn Amy does a great job and, we, and then we I don't really need to feel to like make any suggestions we just like <laughs> no that sounds great we'll do that yeah okay. Let me ask you one more question. I'm sorry, I don't want to monopolize sure. you, but I have to know because, and, and, and I ask you guys specifically in the press because my, I read all, I mean, I got all the, I mean, I'm, I'm as much of a fanboy as a guy who makes games, but, I mean, when I read the press, I see the comments where people are like, I remember Val, it may have been the Keeley thing that he did about uh, Portal 2 Portal. or whatever, yeah, yeah. but there was basically kind of a lot of comments like, I want to work there. I can come and bring my own, you know. And I just wonder, is am I right in that that is the perception that's being fed out into the audience and that they're having this sense of, I, I would just kind of wonder, are they being kind of sold a bill of goods of, I'm going to go work at Naughty Dog or I'm going to work at Valve or I'm going to work at Sony Santa Monica and I'm going to get to go and, and, and do exactly what I want all the time and it's going to be like an awesome thing. And what? I'm not saying eventually they can't. Everybody can ultimately get where they want to be, but I, I just wonder if that's I, I think a, people that, that get that get that mentality probably need to get it broken down real fast. Or But do you agree or, that that's the mentality well, that's I, being put out I, there? I think, I think the mentality that's being put out there is being put out there by people who have worked in environments that aren't that way. Right. So you, you present it out there and they're like, well, I've had this other experience where I, I didn't have this freedom, so now I come to this place and I have that freedom. I really appreciate it. Right. To the general public, all they hear is I get to do what I want at Valve. I see. So they don't have they they haven't had the life experience that created that appreciation for what happens at Valve. You know, I I, I I've talked to those guys at Valve. I you know, went up there to, right before Portal Two came out and, and talked to the the writing staff. And you know, those those guys work fucking hard. And oh, it, yeah. it's you know it's well, it's yeah, not yeah, it's for not, sure. I mean, you're not coming to work and like playing World of Warcraft and going home. Like I mean, no, not, no, you're not just sort of. You're not like jerking around. Wait, is that what you guys are doing? No, so that's Iron Storm. <laughs> <laughs> I was kidding. I'm kidding. I like oh. John Burrow very much. Well, one thing that we do at 38, uh, we definitely give ownership to the people doing the work through through our scrum process. So we have the people who have the vision, and they trust leads to the to share that vision. We trust everyone to share the vision of the game. Uh, but where the uh, where the ownership really comes in, where people feel like they can have that freedom, is when it comes time to actually tasking out your work. Uh, we start the month of planning day. There's this big group of goals you're supposed to be working on. You pick the ones that you think you can work on. There's a little bit of bartering between you and the leads where you're like, you guys are asking for way too much, but we can do this, and it'll be awesome. We're like, all right, go do that. And then, uh, so that's all the people who are waiting for the deliverables care about are those goals that they approved. Beyond that, we ask the people to task out their own work, and they can do it in the way that they see fit. 
uh, as long as we, and that builds this great sense of trust for everyone uh, within the studio because if we hired you, if you're in the door, if you're in 38 Studios, uh, we know you're there to bust ass and we know you're going to be honest with us. So uh, as long as you're doing the work that you say you're going to do, and as long as you tell us when you run into trouble, and we can then shift priorities around so like we can give you the time to do what you said you need to do, uh, you, it can kind of feel like you're doing whatever it is that you want to do. I guess well, I mean, that's a great yeah. producer, and it's yeah. almost like what you're saying. I, I'm sorry, is it really cowboy? Like, I need to address you as cowboy? <laughs> yeah, you asked my wife. Like, you, no, have you, you have to. You have to. I just don't know. Yeah. I don't know if it's worth continuing my thought, but I have to call you cowboy. The thing about the cowboy name is yeah. I had it in school, right? Okay. But um, my first game job, there was someone there who knew me from school. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Back it up. Why did you How? have the name cowboy in school? This is an important piece of it. I think good good call and pumping the brakes on that one, yeah. Brad. You can't just be like, yeah, and they used to call me fruitcake before uh, I was And then it suck. It's like, well, wait a minute. No, genesis of the name, go. Uh, I grew up in Texas, and we would spend some time on the ranches up uh, during the summers. You were literally a cowboy. Horses, cows, yeah. How many times have you fixed barbed wire? <laughs> you mean cut myself in barbed wire? Yeah, a lot. Now, can I tell you one thing very briefly? Yeah. The God of War team, great producer on God of War Two. Now he's he did God of War Three. Now he's producing their new title. You may you may know him by his real name, Steve Caterson. I don't know. Really good producer, great guy. But he has a nickname, and yeah, I know he knows this this guy. But he he's working the movies, and Mel Gibson gave it to him. His name is Steve Caterson, but Mel Gibson started calling him Scat, right? And he goes by Scat now. And I'm like, dude. Do you know what Scat is? That's your nickname. It and could I be worse. It could be Santorum. I don't know. I don't know what that is. What is that? We just why Google did it. we? It's what? Google it. Yeah, yeah. we're not we're not going to get into Santorum right I now. I googled Felching in Utah once because I didn't know what Felching was. We're like, what's Felching? You don't want to do that. And we were all in Utah, like, oh, so, yeah. And then the cops showed up like five minutes later. <laughs> exactly. Drove to the state lines. Yeah. yeah have a good okay. One. Well, get so out. cowboy. Yeah. Um, but the thing about the cowboy, love about the cowboy name is. Every job I've had in the game industry, there's always been someone there who I already knew and knew me as Cowboy. So and it's just basically a testament to how small and tight-knit this industry yeah, is. And no. so every time, like, I meet someone that was a Cowboy, it's like, it's, yeah, this, is, this is a great community. Feel, does, I mean, I always feel so awkward when someone, like, we had a guy on the God of War team named, uh, uh, everybody called him Potatoes. And I could never bring myself to call him Potatoes, even though I worked with him for three years, because I'm like... I don't know. I, I haven't gone out and gotten drunk with you. I don't know you well enough to call you by a nickname. And so. So you call him Mr. Potato. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Potato is my father. Every, every, every day I watch, I'll rearrange his nose and put his ear, you know. So, anyway, what I was going to say, though, is what you sound like, where you're basically saying everybody on that team feels that they have the freedom to send up their visions and issues through the chain that see that and that what you're saying I think that's the sign of a good production because uh, there's vision but it's everyone can contribute I think that's amazing I want to like uh, feed off his point there is like one of the hardest lessons uh, like a programmer at Naughty Dog just starting uh, can learn is how to say no because every designer is free to come to him with a request and it's up to sexual request an aggressive sexual <laughs> you don't, that, That's not a no. <laughs> no. Every department I take over there. I'm really familiar with the situation. It can take months and years to learn to say no. Yeah, yeah. And you, and basically you have, to, you have to prioritize your own task and say, like, you know, look, no, that yeah. I, like, this is not, not that important. Happen. I have all these other stuff to do. And if for some reason, like, you know, it 
is that important, then it will bubble up to the game director. Game director says, no, 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 we gotta like we gotta reprioritize yourself. But for the most part, I, you're manifesting your priorities. Yeah, and I think that that runs across like multiple industries. I mean, and I know that's you know th- there have been times like working on reviews and stuff like that. You get a lot of stuff coming out, and you know, th- as a signing editor, sometimes I'll have like. 30 games on my desk and looking at the staff going like alright I gotta get these games out and like get these reviews done like who's gonna take them and you have, you have to like as a reviewer you need to be able to start to figure out like when to turn down assignments and say like look no I, I need to finish these games first and, and this game's gonna take way too long you need to assign this one to someone else or I'm not familiar enough with this genre you need to assign it to someone else like it's, it, I think that's something that crosses over onto our side a, a lot as well can I just say you're, I think your shirt is selective defiance to E3 as the event like it's your it's your finger to it. Like no, we're doing this victory, victory, unstoppable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Wait, I, I'm the E3 event. No, E3. The thing that you're wrong I just like it. I like how I was just sure it's defiant to E3. Yeah, thank you. Jam, this, I have this, an this awesome question really for you. I know there's a low. Okay. I love the. I, uh, okay. I'm so fucking tired. I didn't know. I don't this reference. I don't know what. I don't. You know what? This is also to cover the fact that I have no idea what they're talking about on the other couch. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's like, and I'm trying to save you. I'm like throwing you a brown couch. I'm throwing you a little. Yeah, brown couch is gonna talk about stuff. Now. Like, oh, brown check couch. Out, couch. Uh, have you had Have you had any people show up that did not play Twisted Metal until they're playing this demo that you know you have right now? And they like they, for today. I guess either. You know, either or. Like I just think it's interesting that the franchise has been around for a long time. Yeah, I mean, and even sure. Black is way is is, is away in the past now. I'm not saying that you're old. I am old. I mean, I'm old. I'm, I'm not saying that though. I, I don't you can say whatever you want. I got a ring by yourself. I'm getting fucking old. You know, I was. Uh, I yeah. think you look great, by the way. Thank you. Very much. All right. <laughs> this is where the. It's okay to say no. It's not I'm that. It's just that when you said what you said, and we went back to Cowboy in Texas, and I was thinking Brokeback Mountain, and I wanted to make a Brokeback Mountain joke, and now, now I love you it. You can quit at any time. <laughs> That'll be inappropriate <laughs> for the bomb. <laughs> but uh, yeah. uh, anything, uh, there's no uh, inappropriate. We have no here. shame. Yeah. I, all right. Go for so it. I'm gonna, no, I'm just kidding. That was my real question. People no, was, are, are, do you have any, like, you know, new peop- new fans, like, younger yeah, people yeah, that well, are, like, what do you think of, like, someone coming know, into this game I don't even know what Twisted Metal is. The, it, it, like, it, it's, it's really, we, we don't know. I mean, tw- we don't fucking know. Like, I mean, look, I'm not, I, I saw y'all's coverage of Twisted Metal last year in, in, on Giant, and I'm like, dude, I got it, you know, because I get the fact that... Uh, since we put out the last one, I mean, there, there was a time when Twisted Metal was a very relevant kind of game. Yeah, I mean, there were tons and of knockoffs and like it was, it was absolutely. And 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 so for us, I mean, you know, none of us are making this game and looking at it and saying we don't think this is fun and relevant and cool. We're kind of looking at it though, and we're very aware of the fact that it's almost like kind of stepping into Academy Awards season and we're releasing a Michael Bay movie. And I don't mean that in terms of we're as good as Transformers and I don't mean that, you know, uh, Uncharted 3 is is the king's speech. I, I'm just saying in terms of get most games today that get a lot of attention, mm-hmm. um, they're, real, they're, they're kind of a certain type of game, whether you're right. talking about graphical fidelity or you're talking about sort of even mechanic fidelity of what you can do, you know, um, and and we, we're clearly not doing that. And we're clearly saying, look, we still love this genre. You know, we still love this game. 
We think there's gas in the tank, literally, or not literally, that's stupid, but gas in the tank. Nice. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Actual, but, but actual but, gas. But, in the, but at the same time, though, we're, 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 you know, we, we've had so many fans come up and say, we're into this, we dig it. But, yeah. you know, is that going to be enough to be substantially lucrative? Are we going to be able to build new fans? Mm-hmm. You know, look, I mean, Sony's a smart company. They do their market research before they greenlight titles, and they're like, yeah, we, 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 we think there's you know, enough relevancy here for the budget that you're spending, but we also don't have any assumptions that we're going to come out and, like, be Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, and we're not budgeted to be that kind of game. Right. So, uh, but, I mean, you know, so who the fuck knows? And I think, I mean, so, you know, know, like, some genres just seem to operate in waves. I mean, you know, like like I said, like, car combat, that, that sort of thing, was huge. You had the, the Vigilante yeah. 8s of the world and all these knockoffs just coming yeah. along. Yeah, and, 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 you know and what, it's fighting like, games are back now. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, fighting games are back, adventure games are back, like, yeah. it's that we see these, these kind of cyclical, these resurgences. I, I think also there is a love that we have for the fans of this particular franchise mm-hmm. because there really is this kind of, you know, I look at a lot of games today and there is a, you know, look, you know, we, we did God of War. I mean, look, we were kind of riding that wave and helping to build that wave at the same time of yeah. like great graphics, cinematics, you know, making sort of stories, and, you know, and really kind of, you know, and, and I get that everybody loves that now and that's kind of the order of the day. And I think for us and for the fans, there's kind of a, 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 an enjoyment, uh, sort of almost a comfort food mentality of sort of saying, you know, all that's great, but we like the rock and roll and the heavy metal and the over-the-top kind of heavy metal magazine kind of 80s flavor. And, you know, we hope there's enough of you guys and girls out there that like it with us that will make some money back. But mm-hmm. if not, you know, you, you roll some dice sometimes and you get it and sometimes you don't. But um, in terms of new fans, we seem to be getting new fans, but... You know, again, it's it's so hard these days because there are just you know we really just don't know how it's going to do. It, it, yeah, I guess yeah, it's, no, hard, it's hard to tell if you really do have new fans until yeah. you actually selling a product, it, right? Exactly, yeah, when we, every other game I've ever worked on, there's been a, a relatively accurate barometer reading that you can kind of take and go, you know, we think we're going to be in this. But you you talk to marketing even, and they're like, you know, we see some market research that says this thing you know, riding the wave of nostalgia and also getting people really enjoying what they've been playing, mm-hmm. it's going to be a really nice success. And we also see things that's like, nobody's going to fucking show up for this game. So we, we just don't know. So it's going to be a really interesting October 4th, you know, <laughs> to see what happens. But, yeah. you know. I, I, I want to take it back to kind of the, you know, the, the genesis of this project, David. Yeah. And, and I, I'm curious, you know, you'd been away from, from Twist Metal for a, a pretty long time. Yeah. And you know, away from Sony for a bit as well. What what was it that inspired? Like, what was the the moment? What was kind of that that flashpoint where you you decided, I, you know, I want to get back to Twisted Metal. I wanted I want to bring this back, and yeah. and you know, I I want to get involved in this again. This is why I'm dangerous without a PR person here. I love it. Oh, God. Yeah. We'll have Jeff. We'll have Jeff. Jeff is our lead artist on track. He's going to sit in for your PR manager, okay? So anytime you say something weird, he's going to give you the stink eye off camera. If I may, let me preface this by saying design-wise and execution-wise, I think this is the best twist we've ever made. I think it's got probably some of the best game design work that I've done, that Scott's done, that the team has done. I'm super proud of the game. So I I have nothing but love for the new Twisted Metal. But if you do take us back to sort of the beginning, uh, uh, you know, it really... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you built it up. Come on, man. Pay it off. This question's rough. I know, I know. Because was there any, like, sort of um, safety... Safety net or like what it, here's what it was, was it like the safe bet for the new company because that seems really hard where you're like you know it wasn't it was it was the fact that 
And I don't mean to put you on the spot. That's I a hard question to answer. I don't mean to put you on the answer. spot. I want to answer it. I think, you know, look, you two fucking tune into the show. You deserve some real fucking... That's what I fucking hate about this interview. Fucking tell the truth. And I'm going to tell the truth. I just got to get up the courage to do it. <laughs> <laughs> we got beers in the fridge yeah. right yeah. next to you. We have to be courage. It's not even no, that big. It's not like I killed a hooker and she's in a grave or something. She might have her head We killed the hooker. No, this is like... This is interesting because, like, if you're going to be, you know, like, branching out, like, leaving the Sony... You know, getting out from under the Sony wing and starting yeah. your own thing, like that seems that seems like a really rough space to I, be I, in. It's like, not that. I think what it was was Scott and I said, look, we we you know I'd come off God of War and, and working a little bit on God of War two, and it was just a real rough road. And you know, Scott and I were both like really excited about what we were seeing on XBLA and PlayStation Network, sort of the nascent you know stuff we were beginning to see. And we were like, we want to get into that space. We really want to get into mechanics and get better at being game designers and not worry so much about what's the story and what's the cutscene and let's really be great at play mechanics and just entertain the fuck out of people just with the interactivity. And we put out Calling All Cars and got the shit kicked out of us, right? I mean, we did get, you know, we have our fans. I still have people coming out, like 20 people come up today throughout the day. And it's like, I love that game, I love that game, I love that game. But, you know, there were, there were conceptual problems with it. It wasn't the right game at the right time. And there were also game design problems with it. And so we kind of got kicked in the balls, and, and it hurt, and it wasn't great. And we're like, well, you know, what, what I should have fucking done, I should have said, you know what, that fucking sucks. Wipe your fucking bloody nose, get up and try again. And instead, it was... Well, we know fans have been wanting a Twisted Metal. We know we can do it. We know we're passionate. And that's why it's not cut and dry, because we love the game and we're passionate about the game. But if you ask about the history of why it started, it came out of a place of, well, we don't want to fucking fail again. That was scary. We didn't like that, mm. you know. And so it was kind of... Um, well, that that's, was, that's, t- that's tough, because you get literally going off of God of War, yeah, which was massive success, yeah. hugely, you know, critically and commercially just, just you know, like one of that year's biggest games, sure. if not the biggest. Yeah. And then to say, all right, we're shifting gears. We're going to try this. You know, we're going to go out on our own, and we're going to try this experiment. And then to just be pretty brutally rebuffed. Well, not we weren't. That's not that's not accurate. But I mean, by one by joystick. No, brutally rebuffed. Joystick, you just, you brutally, heard it. Uh, joystick. No. Fucking GameSpot. GameStop, Games, I can't that do was it. Us. That was Game us. GameSpot, <laughs> yep. brutally rebuffed. <laughs> yeah, but the other, regular, but the other, regular, I mean, look, we, were, look, we, we weren't Kane and Lynch, okay? But we definitely. <laughs> I, I, but I'm, I'm speaking even, even savage. I'm speaking more to just like the swing, like uh, going yeah. from this high to e- even sure, something sure. not like you know. Big budget, yeah. Biggest yeah. game of like you know, if if not you know, biggest game of that year, yeah. And then the the next outing to to not even get that that same level to like, all right, and we tried something on our own and it it didn't have that same impact. I could I could understand it, it, that. It, it's a kick in the gut, and and it, and it wasn't that we were so full of ourselves that we thought every time we step up to the plate we're gonna hit you know home runs, but it was definitely I think what led us to say. God, we're always getting asked for a new Twisted Metal, a next-gen Twisted Metal. And it just, and it's not, again, I have no regrets about making it, but I just think, I think the thing I regret more is not, is not saying, yes, let's pull the trigger on Twisted Metal. It's that I wish I would have been braver and said, you know what, no, that's not the plan. So what, we failed. Let's get back up and do it again. And that I think I regret. Um, you got time to do that now. Oh, absolutely. You don't have to do, you don't have to do Twisted Metal reboot sequels uh, immediately uh, afterwards, absolutely. right? You know? Ab- absolutely. No, 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 absolutely. And, 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 and it, it really, what it's really done for me personally is, 
is, is, is really motivated me after we finished Twisted to kind of go back to that. Not so much go back to necessarily a small game, mm. but go back to going, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get driven by passion projects from the get-go. Twisted Metal became a passion project because we fell in love with it as we were making it, and we saw that the fans' reaction was like, holy shit, we're so glad this is back, and we love this, and we love Nuke Mode, and we love all the stories. But I want to start again from the same place that when we started God of War, which was I was in love with that core idea, and a team came together and improved that core idea and made it what it was. And I, I think for me, I, I want to get back to that sort of um, good commerce, good commercial thinking, but at the same time start from a place of passion versus a place of fear. So That seems super honest and <clears throat> awesome. It is. You should not have a PR manager more often. <laughs> or, or keep having That's this right. one. Or keep yeah. having this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Double, 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 like, yeah, keep saying stuff. Yeah. And that was no, the last was time awesome. we got to talk to I David like Jaffe. So, yeah. David, it was... No, you know what? My, my PR manager just texted me. She's like, where's the bar? Where are you? That sounds like it sounds best to me. That sounds great. Yeah, yeah she's awesome. I love her. But you're, uh, let's talk, you want to talk about your personal assistant for a minute? <laughs> no, no, no. Before we do that, okay, yeah, you get to ask that yeah, question, but you first have to ask David the quest, the calling all cars question okay. that we were we were discussing this earlier is, before before David's arrival. We were talking about you getting angry um, yeah. and swearing, and there was <laughs> I and I brought up I felt like an asshole for bringing this up, uh, and now I'm gonna have to bring it up again. But uh, there was I seem to remember this press conference where you were dressed like a criminal. It wasn't a press conference, but yes. Oh, it, and uh, you were on the big screen, and you tell were him it was a fever dream. You had like the <laughs> he wasn't sure if you dreamed it or not. Else in this room remembered this except me, because which is you, weird. I don't know how you saw it. It wasn't that. It was basically, uh, it was a Sony uh, uh, sort of Sony internal. You know, every what four months, there's like dog and ponies all over the world to all the sure. Sony yeah. studios. Yeah, how did I see that? And this, uh, this was basically in Japan, and I was busy tuning, calling all cars, and so they said, "Hey, Jaffe, can you just do something?" So the people in Japan kind of can know what this game's about, like talking through it. And I don't know where the idea was like, it's like, you know, let's do something fun, you know, because I, you it's know, crazy. fuck, people are so fucking boring sometimes, you know. Uh, it's like let's do some fun shit. You and, will hear no no argument from know, me. Then. And uh, yeah, so I put like, the criminal costume on, and Sounds I was good. just, you know. No, I thought it was awesome. It was, it was hilarious. hilarious. You know, but what about it though? I mean, what, oh, I don't know. I just br- why did I bring it up? What was the actual? No, well, no one remembered it. it. Was, you said that he was dressed up like the Hamburglar. <laughs> <laughs> Now yeah. He did not have the eye mask. Oh, okay. Other than that, it was kind of. But but it was. Yeah, I thought maybe he was like, like just no. flashing back to like the Kaboom TV commercial. Oh, <laughs> I, thought was, I thought it was like How a known thing. Thirty-five. How the fuck do you know that I was five when that Kaboom thing was on? Yeah, I was. You know, Jeff was working in the games industry at that point. <laughs> <laughs> From the womb. That's right. Kaboom Christian. was like a three out of five. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great fucking game. Uh, I, I played Kaboom. Kaboom. Yeah. You got paddles, right? No, paddles. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff, Jeff has written raps about Kaboom. That's how much he. Yeah. Kaboom's great. That's how much he loves anyway, it. Anyway, right. it's a real thing. Uh, thanks I, I'm, for I'm just confirming absolutely. that. Absolutely. Everybody thought I was mental. No, I did that. I did that. Okay. All right. You get to now. You get to ask your crazy question. I forgot my question. Oh, personal assistant. Is she going to be in the doghouse after this? No, she's, real... she's, she's a sweet lady. I also want to say that she has been awesome in, she, in, in, in ho- helping get you stuff. Lo- like, there was a, I, w- one fuck up there, and, sh- and no, she's been... She lo- this is a, her, name, her name is Hey Q, but we call her Q. Like, when yeah. she calls me, I have Doug Llewellyn's picture from James Bond. I was telling everyone about this, like, yeah, and then, and then I, I contacted David and said, hey, would you like to come out? He said, yeah, absolutely. Let me give you the contact information for my personal assistant, Q. I'm like... 
holy shit. <laughs> like, yeah. fuck, this guy's living on this other level, this no, weird, crazy no, plane. It's fantastic. It's uh, just, you know, yeah. it's been a rough day. And, sure. And, and, and it's like, you know, you know, look, fucking please. Like, I'm the easiest motherfucker to work with. <laughs> you know, so sure. she's You seem fine. She's I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, listen, I've gotten better. I'll tell you, and seriously, I'm not, I, I wasn't, I mean, seriously, I, I, as I get older and I do this more and more, to me, that really is when I look at sort of my career progression. I, I it really has been more about um, learning how to not appreciate, because I've always appreciated different disciplines, but learning how to allow the passion that I don't necessarily understand that other disciplines bring to, you know, the, the necessity for them to bring that passion into the product. Um, so yeah, it's I, I think in the look, you know, everybody's got fucking reputations. I mean, I know. I, I don't always get the repu- I don't always deserve the reputation I get, but yeah, you know, I've mellowed as I've gotten older for sure. You know. Sure. Also, I think. What is Tim Schaefer like? I mean, I know him personally, but is he a good guy to work with? Is he a hard guy to work with? Or can we get a thumbs up? Can we on get a that? thumbs up over there? Yeah, Jeff. What's the? He just gave the double thumbs up. I, I think. I mean, he's the guy in Raiders when Marion's drinking and he's. <laughs> Tim is, I, Tim is, I mean, he is a creative genius, for True. sure. Like, absolutely. A mad creative genius. Like, when I first started working there on Psychonauts, like, he, I mean, he had so, so you, you said stuff in his head. You said something crazy. earlier about how the you know, he, had, he had previously been a programmer and that made him more dangerous, but you, you didn't really oh, yeah. uh, elaborate on that I too much. I could probably elaborate on that briefly. Okay. Like, he... Because um, you couldn't lie to him and say, that's really hard, dude. Normally, when you say, oh, it's really hard to a designer, like, depending on their technicality, they'll get through, like, one or two layers of that. And they'll be like, is it really hard? And they'll be like, well, we'd have to... No, re- it's super hard. We'd have to realign the reflective dish to reflect positron. So, that's something that we deal with. Like, building websites, you know, I'll talk to our engineers and designers and stuff. And be like, hey, you know, we, we need to do... You know, this is this is something we really need to do. Like, can we get some priority for this? Like, no, no. And here's why. You know, they're like, well, how about... And yeah, it gets that explanation point. The best for that just is like, just wait for the programmer to go to lunch, make sure you're in their eye line, and have another game in the fucking console that's doing the exact thing you're asking for. And go, right. oh, I'm just fucking playing this game that's doing the fucking thing you said. <laughs> no problem. Yeah, no, I get, we can't do it, but that's why you can't credit. do it. Movie games. There you go, giant bomb, giant bomb. Yeah, you yeah. Find everything there. Yeah, yeah. Was that so hilarious that we get to not answer the rest? That of the was game? Yeah, <laughs> that was good. Um, we solved it. No, but like when we're on, uh, like we're working on psychonauts, and uh, there were times where I guess before I got there, Tim actually got in there and like did some Lewis scripting and stuff. Like so, he still had the chops from like like he sort of went from. Uh, from school, like he has a programming degree, I think. Yeah, he does. Okay. Uh, but then he went to Lucas right out of there, and he went directly into like uh, Scum programming. Right. You know Scum. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, it's like scripting language for. I'm gonna just tell the people at home. Yeah, okay. For they, it's like yeah. for the Lucas Arts Adventure Games. You know, it's like how they scripted all that stuff up. Yeah. Was Maniac Mansion. Did everyone already know that? Yeah. 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 Okay. Great. Two M's in it. Yes. Uh, so he was like a scumlet right out of that thing, yeah. and so oh, he, I didn't know that that there was that. Yeah, scumlet were the called, were the actual the people that you know, like scripted those games. Oh, okay. So uh, it's like his whole programming career up until he got more involved in the creative side was like only on the scripting end of it. So um, yeah, he would just like do some script stuff. He would just jump in there, 
sometimes the psychonauts and then like when you're like that's really hard because you know you're thinking about like all the dependencies and all the other things and like he just wants to get in there and do it and make it happen because the scum system it's all one-offs like that's how it was set up right so that you know each scene in monkey island is like its own little thing and its own little one-off and stuff so um that's not really how they make modern games i don't know you guys so you're saying he's old we get thumbs? No thumbs? Thumbs, thumbs. Thumbs! We got thumbs. Tim Schafer's not old. I just, think that, I just think that he went directly into, like, the creative side. He went into the creative side pretty early, and, like... Yeah. Uh, but he maintained that, like, scripter's sort of sensibility, and there were a lot of times that he would jump in there and just be like... Oh, wreck some man. shit? Wreck some shit. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I think that's okay to say. Yeah. But he's awesome to work for. <laughs> he's awesome. I mean, it's really, like... I mean, you're still there. After I've all this time, when I step off the plane in San Francisco, I might not be. But uh, June twenty second, no, I've been there for I don't know, almost eight years. Like it's awesome. It's a super creative place. Like it feels, uh, we're kind of like like the Naughty Dog setup where we don't really have designers. Like we only had a couple designers on Brutal Legend, and like that's a really big game. Like we just rely heavily on the people that work there, like gameplay programmers and the yeah, our Jack setup was much world like that. builders. Or what we call it. what do we call them now? Environment artists. Jerks. Jerks. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the, like the, the earlier question I wanted, to, the, the, kind of what I was the, the the process that I was trying to to fish out of you guys uh, when you were talking about kind of like how do you guys come up with the you know the stacking costume quests like this 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 crazy lineage uh, of of these uh, you know these downloadable titles that are each so unique. And you know, you kind of answer the the technical side of it, but I, I found it really interesting when I when I had learned that there was just that at, at this point there was this kind of open house uh, at at yeah. uh, just, at Double Fine, him, and it so. was like, all right, everyone, break into these small teams, go and that stew was, up an idea. It was totally amazing. That was in like '07. We were working on Brutal Legend, like right in the middle, and Tim, like, he just had this crazy idea. He's like. He's like amnesia Fortnite. That's what he called it. Because uh-huh. we're just gonna we're gonna forget what we work about. We're gonna forget what we're working on for two weeks. So it's like nobody's allowed to think about Brutal Legend for two weeks. And he picked like four people in the company, and he's like, "You guys are in charge. You're gonna get a quarter of the company. Make whatever you want, like carte blanche." It was like I was like, and I was one one of the people that he picked. I was like, just you know, designer and Brutal. Legend. I'm like, what? Like really? He's like, yeah. It's like whatever you want, go for it. I was like, but does it have to be like a real thing that you could sell to people? He's like, no. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, what? Overrated. Yeah. Overrated. I'm like, I'm this like, is wait. double fine. Yeah. I'm like, so, so it doesn't need to be. It doesn't need to be like anything that would have to go in a box ever. And he's like, no. He's like, just you know, make something you think would be fun. It's like, the second what? round is different. And That's so I was crazy. like, completely. Par- and so he told us about six weeks out or something like that. And I was just completely paralyzed by fear. I was like, what? I was like, I have no ideas. It's like, I don't know what I want. Are you serious? Like, what? Because it's like, everybody thinks they have these fucking grand ideas. Like, oh yeah, I've got a fucking million ideas for a game, man. I'll fucking make I can a do game. your job. And then when somebody's like, hey, go, you're in charge, make a game, you're like, <laughs> You're like, what, really? What if it was like ripped from the headlines and you could shoot guys? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so, like, we had some time. So, <laughs> I spent most of the time just freaking out about it leading uh-huh. up to the thing. And then we actually had to, uh, like, pitch the ideas to the company. Stand out in front of everyone and say, was like, here's hey, the thing we came up with. Here's, you know, here's, here's the, I made a little PowerPoint presentation company. What's up? You know, and, like, sort of. Because then people w- got to like, sort of, 
uh, what's the right word? Like rank order. Like what game do I want to work on for these two weeks? Uh, so it's like just based on the pitches. So you start off with the pitch. Yeah. You say like, here's my idea, and then everyone's like, okay, this is what I want to do, and then teams get formed through just this like, that's what I want to do most. Yeah. And, yeah. And and then you guys spend this two weeks with that with this weird crazy ad hoc quarter company team frantically yeah. typing and clicking. Just yeah. click 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 yeah. type type type. And it was not Hand a vacation. on the forehead for a while. It was not a vacation more. for Brutal Legend. Entrenched was bored. <laughs> yeah, so it's like uh, the original one, like we, I don't know, there were, it was like we were sort of knee deep in that, like, oh, we're, you know, combining RTS with action elements, and that was sort of where we were. So I'd been playing a lot of, like, the top-down flash tower defense games right. and stuff. And I just hated that that passive feeling you have when you're playing those games. You, like... You place your towers, you like, you know, the strategy's awesome, you're like thinking about... And then you just watch everything And then you just kind of sit back and like watch, and I was like, man, you know, we have this, this awesome engine that can do like this mashup of like strategy and action together. It's like, well, what if we took a different spin on it, you know? The other thing that we were wrestling with at that point was like the multitasking part of the RTS stuff. Yeah. And I think that that's why like a lot of people have a hard time with RTS in general as a concept is that you're like... You're asked to do so many things at the same time. You're thinking about resources. You're thinking about building units, attacking, moving stuff, like building new buildings. Like it's all this stuff is happening all at the same time. You know, it's like you have uh, that uh, analysis paralysis. Yeah. I don't know if you've heard that. That's yeah. a, uh, it's a technical term. It's a good Radiohead song. As uh, game designers <laughs> talk about analysis paralysis. Anyway, it's like you just have so many things to do at once that you just like your system just locks up and you're yeah. like, oh, I don't know what to do. That's why I stopped playing StarCraft 2. See, there you go. And I think that, that it's very uh, unnatural and uncomfortable for a lot of people to be, like, multitasking that I hard. Can't, I I'm can't really bad at it. I, I don't I, have the part of the brain. I like it, but I'm not very good. My APM is low. Yeah. See? Uh, but, you know, we were really looking at that, and I, I, I thought that was a, a major problem with sort of what we were doing. Just RTS in general is just hard for a lot of people. Uh but I like that the phase-based, like wave-based nature of like those tower defense games is that you're like you're making all these decisions and then you're sitting back and watching what happens. So it's like, well, instead of switching your brain off completely and just watching, it's like, what if there was an action element where you're you're shooting stuff? Because like I wanted to work on a shooter too. So where did the crazy like World War One He-Man like like when did that Man, kick so, in? So we had so we had the gameplay, but we really did not have an aesthetic for the game even after that like two week period. Mm. Um, so we were just kind of like later when it became a possibility that we could actually make this game into a real game. So so I mean I guess I guess kind of just thinking timeline wise because this is like you're saying this is just this two week process. Yeah. And then like does everything just like okay we're gonna go put that in a hopper somewhere, like, all this all this work that we did is, like, we'll throw that somewhere. Obviously, we have to know, now go and finish Brutal. Yeah, and that was absolutely what it was. It was just sort of, like, we put it in a drawer, and we're just, like... Perforce drawer. All right, we're... Nice. We got to move on. And then, uh, you know, like, Brutal Legend wound down, and it was, like, oh, shit, what are we going to do next? And we did another Amnesia Fortnite that time. Mm-hmm. So there were actually... Um, so four, like, real games were born out of this, but we had eight games total. Right. Yes. One so of that them, means there's four that are like whoa. floating somewhere. Yeah, there were two crazy for double five. Yeah, well, one of them rhythm game. You established that. That's right. Everything the Brutal Legend engine can do, right? Like, you guys, you end up with the furry game you're doing now for Connect. How did that? So that one, um, Nathan Marks, the lead programmer guy, he was one of the another one of the four that was chosen. So those were the so Trenched and Once Upon a Monster were the two that came out of the original okay. Fortnite oh, project. Okay, but it wasn't originally Sesame Street. No, no, that's the thing. It was like sort of. 
oh man, the best I could describe that game in its first iteration, it was like it was like Viva Pinata meets uh, Electroplankton. Right. Okay. Does that make sense? It sounds heavy, brain. but it sounds awesome. potent. So it's like you would you would like place the monsters and it's then you would like head written all over. <laughs> <laughs> and then you would like place the monsters. <laughs> <laughs> you would like place the monsters. Um, and a lot of those designs have carried through actually to the final right. game. The double fine monsters that are like hanging out with the Sesame Street yep. guys, like like those were those were there, and you would like place them on this sort of blank canvas, and you give them an instrument, and then sort of give them like a beat pattern. It was very interesting. I don't know if Nathan's talked about this even, so maybe I shouldn't be talking about this. Thumbs up. But uh, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> double thumbs up. But it was like a really interesting kind of game. It was like this weird, like musical toy, like kind of game right. thing, and it, it had a lot of potential. So um, yeah, when they shot that around, like WB was like, "This is awesome. What if we put Sesame Street in it?" There's a guy that talks. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Is, 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 he, is he also called it Boss John Warder and his brother? I don't think were he sounded like Texas that. Texas Oil. That's how two guns in the air and Yosemite Sam? Did he show up? No, I I don't know. He doesn't actually sound like that. He's actually one of the Warner Brothers. It's Yosemite Sam. There's a lot of the Warner stuff. Like they're, I think that they try to leverage their IPs a lot. So they see this thing that. You know, the electroplankton and, and Viva Pinata, you know, maybe, meh. What if it was Elmo? They're like, huh? And I they're mean, like, if we put Elmo and Cookie Monster in there, like, that bitch is going to sell a million units. So yeah, I mean, my, I'm getting it for my kids. I hope that you, are, know, you are getting that. I am, and I'm getting kids? Disneyland for my Fucking kids, too. Fucking fantastic. Too, yeah, I mean. I, we didn't make Disneyland. No, I know, but I'm saying that <laughs> as I get older and I have kids now, it's amazing the stuff I see at E3 now that besides I want to buy for me, you know, and I'm like, oh. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm thinking about. And that's awesome. Like, I think it's awesome that there's, like, more titles that are being made. Are you, are you trying to make plans to, you know, introduce your kids into kind of, you know, I guess, like, better is a weird term, but just, like, you know, stuff that's that's more akin to what you're into now. Me like, like when When's the slope? Yeah, when, when your daughters Saturday, start playing M-rated games? We're playing uh, Laura Croft and what's the Something of Light. The, the ice like, yeah, the Guardian of Light, yeah. We were that playing co-op. She's seven and her sister's five, and we were sitting around on the couch playing... You know, puzzle. I mean, it was such a joy to watch them have those light bulbs go off of like solving puzzles, like when I was a kid playing the old Sierra Online adventure right. games. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's so great that you're, ha you know, we had it. Yeah. So I, I mean, so we went from that to playing Kirby's Ep Epic Yarn on Sunday, and yeah, so it's really fun to kind of, you know, begin to because yeah. up until this point, it's been Moshi monsters and Neopets and all the kind of MMO flash kid stuff. And it's been really cool to start to get them into the console games out of their... I haven't pushed it. They just they mm -hmm. genuinely have found it on their own. Yeah, I think it's... it's, it's you know, I, I think that there's definitely, like, room for, like, kids' games, and, and I think there's some really cool stuff out there. Um, but at the same time, like, you know, I, like, I, when I grew up, like, there wasn't a lot of that stuff out there. Like, yeah. you know, I was playing, like, you know, Pools of Radiance and stuff on a Commodore 64 sure. and, and, you know, having to, like, take notes on graph paper well, yeah, and all this stuff and, like, all that problem. Well, yeah, when you say grew up, my kids well, are yeah. five and seven. Yeah, five I mean, and seven. I was, you were playing Kaboom, you know. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess that would have been... <laughs> he was reviewing Kaboom. Yeah, I was reviewing Kaboom at that point, so, yeah. yeah. I, 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 Controls I, are a little twitchy. And this is just sort of the state of where my mind goes, but you, I mean, obviously this is going out live. Can you tell how many people are watching? Uh, I don't have that number. Drew can tell me, though. Uh, 5,600. So, 5, I mean, is it just me, or maybe you guys have already touched on this, but one person is probably masturbating to this. I mean, right? <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Talking through it. Talking through it. He's doing it now. Talking through it. Finish him off. I don't want to 
he's like, oh man, talk about that fucking dev process again. That's what I want. It was Cowboy over there getting it done. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was the boy. Name. I'm just wondering because it's got to be. You know, uh, we, we, you know, we, we, and now it's probably two. So, 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 yeah. so last night we had uh, we had a couple guys from, from Xbox and we had Jonathan Blow, uh, creator of Braden here, yep. and, and we got some, some pretty inside stuff talking about, uh, you know, uh, just certification processes, and you know, it, it got it got a little heavy, and there was definitely some people going like, "Oh, I don't want to hear this at all," and I was kind of bummed out, like, "Oh man, you know, I thought this was a really cool conversation. I was really yeah. interested. As much as I am this, I'm like, this is, you know, getting to hear this kind of dialogue is not something I get very often, and maybe some people would feel like, oh, this is, you know, save this for GDC or whatever, man. But you know, it's it's a rare occasion to have, uh, you know, this many developers yeah. and this many people uh, willing to come out and, and hang out for an extended amount Sharing of time. Sharing and caring. And, and talking and bouncing off each other. And, and it's, it's one of those things that, you, you know, as press, you see it from the outside of, it's, it's clear, I've never worked on a game, I've known really nothing about the game development process, but it's still very apparent from the outside that there's a lot of very different ways that games get made. And to even just have some, you know, have some folks come in here and, and, and talk and, and Try and get some insight because, like, clearly you know each other's games. Like, you're familiar with with what's with what the end product is, and so you have and you've gone through a process yourself, and you maybe have codified something, and so you you want to know, like, okay, well, what what was it? How was it that you actually made this game that got you to that point that made this game and 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 got these decisions made? And and you know what is what is that structure like? So I I find that I, I personally find this shit fascinating, and and I did I did end up getting a lot of really excellent feedback last uh, from from last night's thing. So. So to answer your question, David, yes, absolutely. There is someone just rubbing rubbing one out on this one. So enjoy yeah, I mean, it. I think you know it, it, it's 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 hard to get like true insight into the game development process from this side of things because it, you know there are a lot of filters in place seemingly right. to prevent us from finding that stuff out. Um, and, but, and, and that's why I, I, feel like, yeah, I feel like the thing, the, the the main thing that I've learned is that it's amazing that games ship at all. <laughs> yeah, uh, a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and it it sounds like this this often like sometimes horrible, sometimes less horrible, but it, it always seems like a, an ordeal to get people to come together and and make is this it, happen I mean, it's and have the business side become. Yeah, it, it's for me, thing. I mean, is it always is, is oh, it always hard for, sure. for you guys? It, I mean, yeah. it's. Yeah, it's like going uphill with a huge rock. Yeah. Like even if you're like the just rock leveraging existing and technology and building on top on of that, that stuff, sharp. like that that only yeah, takes that you so can, far, that right? Can, that can bone you too. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like any way you slice it, you're gonna have a rough road, I think. And it's I'll just, tell you talk about double fine though. There's two people in the industry that I there's three things when I feel really fucking beaten down. One people who like follow my Twitter notes, like I'm always watching the Rocky Balboa speech to his son. In, uh, in the last Rocky, you know, cause right. it's, it's like, fuck, get the fuck up, bitch. Get shit done. But also I look at Tim and look at how tenacious that guy has been in, in keeping that company going and sort of gotten the shit kicked out of him. He's like, fuck you, bitch. I'm getting back up and going. And then also if you look at uh, Brendan McNamara, I don't know him that well, mm-hmm. who just did L.A. Noir. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we were actually uh, helping him make that game in Sony Santa Monica for about three years right. or two years. And then it kind of things happened, and then it kind of went off, and eventually found Rockstar. But this is a guy who I don't know how long he was on that title—probably eight, nine years—to get this passion project made. Right. And even though you know, I don't necessarily know that he and I would be on see eye to eye in terms of game design philosophy. That's an inspiration to me. It's like, fuck, man, you you can do it. You just keep plowing ahead. You know, so it's, it's fucking hard. And, I, and in that game specifically, I, you know, we, we heard stories about how you know they hadn't really gotten like all the the the, the facial tech, the the emotion, like the the Capture tech stuff that they use that that really kind of cinches, uh, you know, really brings it's the glue for a lot of that game. How they like it just didn't exist 
for about seven years of that process. And the the idea of like you know we basically had a fucking text adventure for seven years of this process because we didn't have this key part that we're like okay we're gonna we no one has this it doesn't exist we have to go and and make this shit from scratch right. uh, like that notion is like even from the even not knowing the, all the other trials and tribulations are going that's a fucking nightmare man yeah, those are gotta be tough decisions to make yeah. you know when you're just like okay well this is gonna we're gonna budget it for this but you know it probably ended up costing away you, 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 you can you, when when you hear stories like that you can start to see how like Duke Nukem Forever happens like that doesn't seem like such a completely crazy thing. Like, obviously, you know, they did did finally get that done, and and you know whatever that story actually is. But when yeah, you that, hear that I'm, LA I'm Noir thing, though, man, I see someone buy it <laughs> <laughs> for sure. But that LA Noir thing, though, man, like the amount of negativity that he must have had to muscle through, dude. Yeah. Or I mean, just like being just, the just visionary doubt, for that inside game, inside the team, outside the and team, and just having people. Ju- I mean. Man, I can only imagine the the questioning that he had to receive, uh, probably on a daily basis. Once you hit the four year mark or whatever, where just like people never thinking so it was like work. The money guy just like, yeah. game done yet? I mean, that's like no. That's just a testament oh. to like really, really like to me. Yeah, that's super inspiring. Knowing that fact that like that was Jeff Gershman as the money guy. Yeah. And you and, and, and he and, had to be like a. Freaking Wolverine you, against people. Just so you have to, right? Though, though every game telling you people do, to get you fucked to. every day. You, I, you, ha- well, I, yeah, but you, you have. To. <laughs> <laughs> but did that, you wait? Was this? Did you tell people to get no, fucked? Every no, day? no, no. But I'm was... saying no. I, 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 I was with you until that part. I'm like, I got you. No, I don't do that. But <laughs> it's, it's on the daily to do list of all right. Told someone to get fucked. Wait, is that old up? Jeffy or new Jeffy? Did old Jeffy tell people to get fucked? Never, every? never, okay. never. That's the thing that always, it, you know, I, I sound like my mother from the south. Like it breaks my heart. But it, it really breaks my heart when I, because I, I sometimes people think I was an, a, I'm demanding. Like, I think anybody who was put in that position that I was in or anybody probably in your position on the new game, you, you have you, you know, you, you have to push because, you know, not everybody always is sort of on the same page. And it's, it's, it's a really – it is an extremely lonely job. It is not – it is not – if you want to make friends being a game director of the team, it's hard. It's really fucking hard because you've got to tell people no a lot and you've got to sort of push back a lot. And it's – it's it's absolutely rough. No one wants to eat lunch with the boss. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, is, no, I can well, I can kind of relate to that. I guess yeah, yeah. Not that I'm the boss. <laughs> that makes me sound weird. Right. No, but I can relate to that. Like that was a uh, big like we hired. Uh, you know the guy that started Surreal, Alan Patmore. You remember that guy? I have never met him. But um, we hired him as like the he, what is he? What is his executive name? producer? Or executive VP, producer, VP of production, something. Whatever. Basically, like I was reporting to him, and he was managing all four of the projects, and. That was something that was was really hard. That like, cause I knew these guys really well. Like especially like like Chris and Jeff. Like Jeff's been at Double Fine longer than I. How long have you been at Double Fine? Nine years. Nine, Nine years. years. Yeah. And I've been there like almost eight, like seven and some change. Yeah. And it's like, so just knowing these guys so well, and then all of a sudden being put in the position where it's like you're yeah. you're in charge of them. Like you're their you're their boss for this project. Like and that's it, fucking it, hard. It, well, it's it's it, especially because then you you. You have to run the risk of alienating people that you really like because you have to kind of, it, you know, when you're doing creative work, it's personal. And you're, whether you're the director of the game or you're a designer or you're an artist or a programmer, you're putting your spirit out there. And you're basically saying, you know, I mean, I don't want to be too poetic about it, but it's like this is part of me. You know, this is sort of an essence of what I believe. And if you've got somebody who you've called a friend saying, well, that doesn't fit what we're doing, it's, it can really 
if it's not managed in the right way, absolutely, it can alienate people. So it's it's tough. I wanna I wanna turn the the lens to uh, our two journalists, game reviewer writer types. So uh, over the last few years, you know, you guys, the site has become a little bit more about you know your personality. You're you're out there a little more. You're meeting more people. You're 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 meeting game developers on a personal level. And so as you are becoming more aware that there are these teams of dozens of hundreds of people who are who are putting their souls into this work. Uh, does that make it harder to review games? No, because I have to. I have to put the the consumer first. You know, like like ahead of that. Like the, like that's a, an even larger group of people out there that you know are that that often need help figuring out like you know how am I going to spend this sixty dollars? Like sixty dollars is still a lot of money. Yeah. And you know that that's that's kind of what what I've based everything that I do on is is making sure that 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 they come first. And it's uh, it's one of those things like you know, you talk about you know it's hard to to make friends in, in your position like tried you know right. like talking to someone on a regular basis whether it's just like on the preview tour circuit and or, sure. you know and hey, then get, get some beer or something like that like maybe it gets a little closer you start hanging out right. outside of the preview events here and then all of a sudden it's like I don't think your game's any good well, like I understand your ideas and where you're coming from but the end that doesn't make the end result any better right. and you end up in situations where some people can take that and some people can't. And you end up with these situations where like like people just disappear all of a sudden you're like, Oh wait. But those are you were just like, hanging out with I me because you uh, thought yes, that's right. Yeah. Like, I, 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 I've seen that happen Sterling for the first time. I never met him you know, I, mm. I really dig the guy what he writes and online and Twitter and stuff. And I finally met him today and it was like, Oh dude, I'm a big fan. He's like, I'm a big fan of yours. But we were, I was both like, I said, but don't fucking, I don't, I said, as long as you are honest, I said, I, cause I, I wouldn't want that. You know, I wouldn't, mm -hmm. I want him to review Twisted Metal or whoever we use Twisted Metal and say, this is what I genuinely think. It doesn't mean I still don't respect the guy, but I agree. If you're, if they disappear, it's probably because they were trying to get something out of you. Right. Wait, wait. Do you, you think know? that's what it is, actually, in every case? Yeah, that's I feel, maybe, maybe not in every case. My reaction, maybe not in every my case. My reaction was to that, like, like <laughs> that person person felt, like, hurt or slighted or angry or yeah. all of the above, and they were like, they just didn't they just didn't really want to see you because they're like, holy yeah, shit, that guy or, well, really hates know, my game, and I, 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 I'm like... I'd be afraid of what I would do to you. I would have you right. Yeah, yeah maybe, maybe. Bullshit! <laughs> oh, shit! I'd be like, three out of five! What? That's some bullshit! I don't, I don't think uh, any of the people that, that are here are necessarily like that, but like certainly there are people uh, that I've worked with before that like are so invested in their game that it's personal. And, and you end up with so people that get too score, close to it, and, yeah. and I mean, the always the, the really interesting and, and sometimes sad thing to deal with is when developers will contact you directly after reviews like ones that you know like maybe you don't know or something like that and just come at you with things yeah. that are not true or, or or you know like say like you didn't get this or you didn't get this it's like you know i i, I, I came after GameSpot, game. right yeah like, yeah and, as i fucking should have because it was a shitty fucking review <laughs> it wasn't a shitty score I had no I, I had no problem with the score. You guys gave it a six seven. I'm like, all right, fair enough. It was the it was the content of the text being absolutely fucking ignorant. Mm. It was like, give me a lowest, give me a two. I don't have a, I have no problem. Is but it's 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 when there's an in, you know it's incongruent with sort of what you're writing in the score. It's like you know what if you are rating me on my professionalism and, and giving me a number, you guys need to expect if you fuck up to be pushed back on. And in that case, it was like. You know the, the the context of the review is just utter fucking bullshit. I think that the the thing that we end up looking for when when these situations happen right. is someone to say you are factually inaccurate. Your review is wrong. Not that 
you know, they're like, hey, you know, you, the, if someone says, like, we don't like the tone of the review, like, at some point, all you can say is, you know, well, the, this is how the reviewer felt. Right, but and, it was a review for a clearly multiplayer party game where the guy was all the four paragraphs of bitching about, there's no one-player big epic story. I'm like, you douchecock, what the fuck are you talking about? Well, that guy it's works like, at Gamefly like, now. It's like so watching the fucking <laughs> Super Bowl and going, where's the characterization of the maid yeah. who lives upstairs? And, and that's, yeah, I mean, like, I've totally done that. And that's, and that's, yeah. and then, you know, and that's a, a tough part of, like, you know, what, what Jeff was talking about. Jeff, needs more of an epic story. What, what, Jeff, exactly. what Jeff was talking about earlier is that, you know, games are so broad that, you're talking about reviewers if there is you know there there are clear wheelhouses there's like you you have to be able to recognize like you know yeah this is I don't know what this I, I don't have enough expertise in this kind of game to right and and really I think that you know the way we review games now well, it's different of course it is very different like you know the the whole focus of the site has been very byline driven like one of the things I want to do is make the byline matter again right and right. and get people you know by doing podcasts like this like you know people that use this site I think they have a pretty good idea of our likes and dislikes. Right. So I, I want there to be a case where someone reads a review that I wrote, completely disagrees with it, and says, I'm going to buy that game, and that's the right answer for them. Yeah. Like, that doesn't make me crazy. Like, I'm not out there trying to say, this is exactly what you're going to spend your so money. That is so awesome right there. Like, like, I'm going like to say what I think, and if you know enough about me to know, yeah. and that feels, I would like that, that game. That feels more like, more like... Criticism to me. And like movie, I, feel I would like, say Roger Ebert. Like yeah, I'll go to Roger exactly. Ebert and go. Like I, I know the kind of movies he likes. And yeah, I, I want to see it move in that direction. I feel like one thing that really helps with this site that puts us in that direction is your personal top ten list. I love being able to like, see your <laughs> top ten list and like no, like, like this is where you rank your games. This is what's important to you in games, and that helps. Oh, you mean like the, the end of the year stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, yeah, our, exactly. not our daily. Like our paginated <laughs> top ten list that we put up every day. But no, so often, so often a review is like it, it feels so objective the way that it's written and the way that it's you know comes yeah. at you. And, and it's and like it's, it's like, like false, really, like, it's, really it's not it's not objective. It's a subjective thing. Yeah. I, like, I don't think reviews like there are certain things in, in about games that are like relatively factual. You can say like, hey, you know what, the, the frame rate is inconsistent. Yeah. And it, it's the, sure. I think it's the reason why, you know, people bitch about game criticism not having reached to this level of film. It's because we're still dealing with, you know, like, like technical movies stuff. don't come out and say the camera, you know, all these scenes were shot out of focus. But routinely it's like, this game fucking crashed all the time and the textures are fucking popping in like crazy because it's Unreal Engine. And well, though now you're getting the 3D darkening problem. Now we're bringing it back right. to Right, yeah, exactly. Great stuff exactly. forward, guys. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and it's, it's hard to focus. Is that a criticism people will say now in 3D games because it's dark? No, 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 no movies. They look 3D oh. lens on and it becomes darker. Yeah. So, so 2D now, now movies are showing darker than movies. they used to because oh. the 3D lenses yeah. block yeah. out light. Okay. Wow. Um, you know, we spend so much of our time in the review process dealing with technical issues and even just like going through like it's almost like a mini QA test in some cases where, you know, it's like, we, you know, we're looking like, OK, well, I need to I, I went out and bought a 3D TV. I didn't necessarily want one, yeah. but I was like, you know what, some I need to fucking see this stuff and be able to comment on it because people need to know. I'll tell you what, though, y'all's fucking trailer last night yeah, at the press good. conference. Yeah, that was hot. Uh, now I'm buying a 3D TV <laughs> because before I'm like, ah, fuck that. I'm not going to buy it. I heard it was awesome. That yeah, was yeah I heard shit, it was dude. like And amazing. I saw Eco today in fucking 3D. Oh, oh my they, wait, God, man. They put the, H, the, the HD, HD remakes are all in, in, in 3D. Have 3D? Yeah. Oh, man. Bad props to our cinematic Bad props to our cinematic Oh, it was amazing. It was, it was a great trailer, even in 2D. But just the whole thing was what a what a what a great reason to buy a 3D TV. Mm. So I'm there, and not the new one, not the 4 It sold a lot of us internally too. Yeah, like we saw one. it, and I was like, oh, okay, this is this is what it could be. Yeah, it's 
freaking great. Mm. It's really great. I got a journalism question for you, though. Yeah. Okay, because I, I, I'm like, you know, I, I mean, and, and you know, whatever, fucking dude. I, take me out of context, people at home. Tell me I'm a dick, whatever. But because I'm not sitting here knocking Battlefield 3. Okay, so let's make it very clear. Looks amazing. Well, but there's a reason I'm prefacing because it looks yeah. amazing. I love some of the earlier Battlefield games. I love graphics. Blah 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 blah. So I'm not, I, and, and I haven't even played it at the show yet. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Mm. But when I saw the EA press conference yesterday, and I only saw the tank sequence, right? That's pretty much all they showed. Okay. And I'm sitting here going, okay, everybody in the world who sees that should rave about the graphics, okay? And, but that at the moment is where it should end. And instead, that journalism tank just keeps rolling. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Like, and, 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 I was I'm not saying that well, that may be the fucking Citizen Kane of video games. And I'm not. I'm not. I'm not joking. We don't know what else there is. But I go online. and It's like game of the show. And I'm like, yeah. what the fuck are you talking about? It may be game of the show, but it's a fuck. It's battle zone right now. That's all right. you know is it's some, fucking there, battle there zone. There are sometimes right when I look around at, at like the the people in the line work and go and. and you know, it happens after reviews sometimes. He was like, what fucking game did you play? Right. I mean, Because it, I played... The brink I played over here right. is fucked up. And I'm not saying and, Battlefield's fucked up. I'm no. just saying... That I mean, we, we, we went and played Battlefield multiplayer today. I'm sure it's And it, it's great. very similar to, to past Battlefields. Okay. Um, but, you know, visually it's beautiful. And, and the, the design they're doing to the levels, I, I think, adds a lot to it. Like, it looks very nice. Right. But, but at the same time, it doesn't necessarily look like something that's like you're going to reinvent everything for shooters so either. So why isn't that the story? Because everyone just played it today. But so why, okay, I, I, so and, you and think that, that actually will be the story? I think that'll be my story. I know, but why isn't that the main story? And I'm not trying to pick on Battlefield. I'm just trying to say it, why... It, it's actually been like a, a kind of a, a point of frustration this year at E3 specifically. Um, we've, you know, we've seen... There are games that we've seen more of, that we've seen other elements of, and that you know, we've talked to developers on these games about and, and, and things that we haven't necessarily seen, but you know, we, we, we know the direction that they're going in. Um, and then when they come out to show it, they show something that's like that's you're not you're not doing this this game the justice that it needs. When you come out and show, say, all right, fucking Mass Effect three, and then you show me a rail shooting sequence, like I'm I'm kind of just just like pounding also my head. Also, the EA press conference where they're like, you know, with epic RPG story getting deeper, all this stuff. Now here's Shepard on a turret shooting a big boss. I'm like, oh, and, I thought, and, and, I thought Reckoning showed really well at the EA press conference. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Reckoning. You're familiar with it? 38 Studios. Kurt Schilling up there. On the I know Kurt Schilling, but I didn't see the I didn't see the whole press oh. conference. So. We'll talk about that later. We love our publishing partners at, at Electronic Arts. <laughs> we do. Right. We do love our publishing partners at Electronic Arts. But, yeah, but, so but, I, it, it, I, should I ask permission? Should I ask? What's up? Thumbs, up? Thumbs up on the bathroom? Went to the bathroom. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah go ahead. It was, uh, I drank a lot of it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, in the seats. Just sit you, down. You, you, you would know, Will. It, it's, hard, it's hard for me to sit and try and figure out what other people are thinking when they say, like, Battlefield, clearly game of the show, and all that stuff. Because right. when, when we went and played it today, I thought, well, th this will very clearly be the next generation of Battlefield. It looks great. But at the same time, it's, you know, I was running to the MCOMs. Arming the devices, right. they were blowing up, and, that and is they were why, opening up the next phase, like just like the past few. And that is games. why when you talk about film criticism, it's like that. When I, you know, and look, I'll, I'll get as much heat from any other developer. I'm not saying, hey, at Eat Sleep Player, when we were sunny Santa Monica, we, we we did better than anyone else. But I think, you know, you to to push us. I think if you really talk about film criticism and sort of especially back in the 60s and 70s and how there really was this kind of synergy between. The, especially in France, like the mm -hmm. film critics and how yeah. it actually influenced cinema and the, the birth and the growth of that medium, you guys fucking need to push back. I mean, if, if, if a, let's forget Battlefield for a minute. Let's assume mm -hmm. that a really expensive, beautiful-looking game comes out, everyone's all hyped, and then the, the, the journalists are like, 
looks great, but hey, you know, it's the same fucking game we played the last 10 years. That will wake people up. That will get people starting to go, well, shit, I guess we have to try harder. I guess we have to think outside the box. But instead, it's game of the show. It looks great. It's fucking Battlezone right now. That's all I know about it. And again, this is not Battlefield 3-centric. I'll probably buy it because I love the last ones. I'm just saying, I, just, I always wonder about that. So as I have two journalists here, I'm kind of wondering, why is that so prevalent? Not for you guys, but just in general as an industry. I, you know, there there are a lot of possible reasons. I mean, if you people are looking at Battlefield Three, and, and I think that's a lot of people out there in the public and stuff like this. Like, it, there are people out there that just want Call of Duty to fail, for one reason or another. They are looking for a savior. I mean, EA is certainly trying to position it that way. Right. They're trying to ship two right. weeks earlier, and they're going to have you know their their Call of Duty Elite, but free to, to counter Activision's paid service and all that stuff. Like they're, they're positioning every chance they get, putting in those jabs. And there are people that, that you know, see Call of Duty and, and say, like, it just looks like the same thing again. We need something new. And Battlefield seems like the, the only, like our, our best hope for pushing shooters in a somewhat different direction, a more tactical way, and the return to the PC. And there, are, there are, are those fans or are those journalists who are saying that? I think sometimes there's not enough of a difference. Yeah, well, I. I, I mean, that's. I mean, that's. You, you get down to it. Like you talk about, you know, games press. You're talking about enthusiast press. Like there, there, there. I mean, there are people. You know, I went to events. Uh, you know, a couple of weeks before E3, right. and people. You know, and ostensibly it's supposed to be the the media at this thing, and there were people giving standing ovations at the end of press conferences. Whenever, whenever like you that. hear, whenever you hear like like cheers and shouts during press conferences, like yeah. I, you sit, I sit there and I put my head in my hands, like don't. Come on, we're supposed to be this industry. Let's like, don't I mean, don't just fanboy I, like, geek. I love games. It, sure. It's not, and, and some people take that as like, oh, you're so jaded, you fucking hate everything. Why can't you have fun sometimes? And right. you know, I love games. Right. I wouldn't fucking do this if I didn't. But you kind of have to be able to take that step back and, and really kind of take this all in. There was a, a picture went around uh, last year uh, because the, all the press conferences get broadcast on television now. And there's a shot that uh, someone put up of me, um, you know, being fairly tall, kind of towering above people at the Nintendo press conference, just fucking stone faced. Just, you know, it's early in the morning. You know, it's like I had a full day press conference the day before, like dead tired. But you know, taking it all in, but but looking around like this. And then people are like, man, that guy looks like he wants to fucking just kill himself. And, you know, maybe I did. Maybe I did. They were probably showing Kirby or something. I don't know. Then, hey, um, fuck you. That Kirby game looked No, I know. Um, <laughs> that was the best thing they showed at that fucking press conference last year. But anyway. You know, like, to, to get shit for something like that, it's just like, that's... I'm not there to go like, yay, this guy's here, yay, they brought out this game, and yay. It's it, Sometimes you have those natural reactions, and right. sometimes it's going to happen. Right. Um, and I, there are certainly announcements that I get excited about, and I'm, you know, it's I, I don't want to just be some snarky fuck all the time. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I, yeah and I, I'm, I'm not suggesting you guys should be all, like, serious and writing, like, you know, serious It's still journals. video games. But I also think, I mean... You, but at the same time, though, you don't on one in one breath, you don't get to say, I don't that you value your viewers so much and their sixty dollars so much that you're going to be honest and in the same breath turn around and say that well we can't take ourselves so it's like no you you don't get to have it both ways if you're going to fucking take them seriously and respect the viewers that are spending sixty bucks based on your opinions 
then you also need to be able to stand up to the publishers and the developers and say, you know what, it's a great coat of paint. You, your artist did a great job. Your tech team did a great job in giving us better graphics. But you know what, it's the same fucking gameplay I played the last five years. Give me something new. To but, but I mean, yeah. the, 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 the question is like, you know, what is it that that you want? And I, actually, it was it was one of the points that Reggie made during the the Nintendo press conference this morning that uh, uh, I, I actually thought was extremely salient. And uh, you know, I, I think they were kind of having fun with it, and they, they were using it ultimately to to you know to roll out the 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 Wii U stuff but he was he was he he made the point of you know you want the cla- you know you want the established franchises but you want something new you want something comfortable but you want these exciting fresh experiences every time is there is that there is this contradiction there is this duality and you know you talk about games it's you know it's evolving it's changing um it's 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 broad it's wider and deeper uh, again, uh, to to go back to Nintendo, but it's it's still wider and deeper. Wider and deeper. Uh, but it's it's still like for a lot of people, uh, you know, it is a a passion. It is something that you're into from a very young age. It taps into something that isn't logical. It taps into something that that when when you have these moments where you're, you're just like. When the Zelda music swells up, like it doesn't necessarily affect me, you know, like that specific thing doesn't necessarily affect me. But when they have the orchestra there and they're playing the Zelda music, there are people in that crowd that are having a strong emotional reaction yeah. to I mean, that. That's great, and that's and wonderful. that and that even if every single Zelda game is, you know, it's, you know, you're going to have a you know a, a water temple, you're going to have these these very same experiences in in one way or the other. Uh, they still that still means something to them. So it's, and, it's, and, and it's, it's sure, but there's a difference between being a fan and being yeah. a professional. Yeah. And if you're going to get paid for it, and you're going to charge people for your services, whether that's by ads, yeah. or whether that's by actual, you know, monetizing a website or charging them for a game. But there's a question of is you know is innovation not like innovation not innovation, but, but is it, but you know is 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 change like it's you have to start getting kind of crazy philosophical about this like like is having the same thing again. Like that's, bad, that's or, really or, interesting. That or, stuff. Or, you were talking about like uh, the battle, next battlefield being like you know the savior of the shooter or whatever. Like, I don't know if people want the savior of the shooter. Like, I, I think, I think, th- I think there are, are some like, people that have romanticized that idea and yeah. think they want that. Yeah. But, but if you give them something totally new, it's just gonna sort of blow their mind. And then like, like another funny thing happened today. Like you know, I, I've seen Call of Duty uh, Modern Warfare three like a, a couple of times now. And every time they've showed it, I looked at it and go like, "This looks like the same game." Like you've taken it in, in a, into different locations. You have made it more like the end of Bad Boys Two, and that's that's <laughs> cool on some level. Hey, are you talking shit about Bad Boys? No, I'm no, 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 never do that. Freeway Chase was the best fucking chase ever. I had actually had dreams for years before then of a a sequence in a movie where there was a car carrier truck. That would jackknife, and then you would see. I'm like, I want to see that. And then the trailers for Bad Boys 2 started happening, and they're throwing cars up. I'm like, yes, you have you have and made the, my dreams real, Michael Bay. God bless you. Fucking railroad ties on the island came back. That's the only good part of that movie. We went and saw that, that movie part. together, yeah, like opening did. day. Yeah, we oh. did. We're so sad. We're so sad. The thing about nostalgia, though, like I that I was gonna say, is that I feel like it's something has something to do with like interactivity. That you've got like, especially when it comes to like PvP shooters and stuff, you've got like mm-hmm. this muscle memory, and you've got like, you know, the the fact that it is sort of more sport like uh, that factors into yeah. it. You know, it's that you always have fans clamoring for um, 
what's the Wake Island? You know, every battlefield. Right. Like, what are you making? When, when are you remaking uh, Wake put Island? This map out again. And it's like, like what? You know, and Halo had that that problem, like plagued by that problem, like people with the um, like yeah. so much de the dust. Blood yeah. Gulch. When are you when are you doing Blood Gulch? Or yeah, Counter Strike Dust, dude. Dust, dust. We just played Dust. That's it. And it's I think that there's something about just that like repetitive, like the repetition of of playing those shooters. Like, like I love shooters. I think they're awesome. Yeah. But I want to see new content and stuff. I don't think I'm in the majority. Like, but I think a lot of people where, just sort of want that, that, like, rehashed experience that, that gives them that awesome, like, soothing muscle memory, like, playing the same thing. It's like, oh, you know, like on the dopamine drip, leveling up and Call of Duty again, <laughs> which I will be doing this fall for sure. You know, like, I mean, I will get back on that level treadmill and yeah. whatever levels they put in front of me. I'm gonna be. And, and I'm gonna be unlocking you know, an MP5 so, for sure, you know. And like, right. I, the, I don't know. I mean, the, the crazy thing the for me about that game like, is, is I was, you know, getting to this point after seeing it a few times, and of course, it, you know, you, like you look at the drama that has happened behind the scenes and all that stuff. You get to a point where you're like, almost thinking, like, is it time to like write this off? Is this not gonna go well? But I went and played it today, and uh, it, they and it's fucking polished, right? Uh, yeah, it's like insanely polished, and, and that's you know, thing, and like they're showing an, an an all new mode. You know, they're building off their Spec Ops mode from Modern Warfare Two to to have kind of yeah, like that Gears of War horde mode style thing on their oh. multiplayer maps against dogs with fucking C four strapped to them. <laughs> Is that real? <laughs> exploding fucking dogs, man! How do you they fight them? How do you fight them? You can't fight you, them. You, you know, you bring out your sharks with laser beams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't play campaign. My first job, we had uh, we wanted to do dogs with mines because World War Two. Yeah, the Russians did that, and like we got Falcons. Like, no, no, that'd be that'd be an M rating. It's like. But what if we did like dogs with like giant like sea mines attached to them just running out there? Would that be comical enough? <laughs> but that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and it was one of those situations where like yes, it, it is very it is very similar to the you know traditional Call of Duty experience. On some level, it kind of has to be, and and I imagine that must be both comforting and frustrating as a developer to well, feel yeah, that yeah, yeah. 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 I don't I, I think these I, choices I think it is it, it would be a bad job for me to communicate poorly on this it, I'm not suggesting that I want everything to be that game company and really innovative and really I, I like comfort food games I like shooters I like platformers you know but I think there's still room for innovation, and I'm not saying you know Battlefield's not going to do it I'm not saying Call of Duty I haven't played either one of these games right. I'm just saying that based on usually what tends to happen and based on that sequence I was talking about, mm -hmm. it wasn't it wasn't present. And so I don't yeah. think you have to do the craziest shit. I think but I look if if I'm I was talking to some guys who make movies last night, uh and we were talking they were you know, every, whenever we talk to uh, to movie guys, they're always like, Oh, what you guys need is story and character, <laughs> see, see, you know. And I said, yeah, I got you. But ba ba and I said, look, I said, you know, if they would make Call of Duty and it had just five percent of in the gameplay, of in the interactivity, of the heart and spirit of like a Saving Private Ryan. Now that's a fucking tall order, even two percent, right? And I'm right. talking about not cutscenes. I'm saying, can you do it in the interactivity? Can you do it in the actual gameplay experience? Mm -hmm. I think that's a not even a baby step, but that's a step that I think is palpable to the people who play Call of Duty. That slowly begins to go. Hey, you know what? We're moving this forward. And, and I think you had that in the first Modern Warfare. There, there were moments in that 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 were you know emotionally resonant. That were that. That were interactive, like the the end sequence in that game. With the new thing? You're no, no, no. About? The first Modern Warfare, not Modern Warfare Two. Oh, the, okay. the, the the first one, because the second one is completely awkward. The second one is Bad Boys Two. Okay. Yeah. Uh, like, that's that's them going down that path. But the first, literally, it, the favelas are in that game. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. The, 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 but the you first don't drive through them though. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, no no big yellow Hummer. But like you know, the the end of that game has has that kind of moment, and I think that's and and they were you know 
that's not necessarily what draws a ton of people to that game, but enough people notice like there's that moment where you're watching these guys that you have been on these missions with getting just fucking brutally executed. Right. Just and and bluntly and quickly and kind of out of nowhere. And it's just like this and and you are trying to do something and it's it's this in, insane melange, this 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 mix of like of this tragedy of watching these these guys die, but then you are going to in this next moment you are still going to be able to avenge them, but you weren't quite fast enough to save them, and and like that's and and I think they were you know justly rewarded for for trying to include something like that. They then went on and got super fucking crazy. Yeah, you know, it, it seemed like that they it almost seems like the thing they learned from that is like, well, we need to come up with a moment that tops that. How about a nuke? That'd be fucking crazy. All right, cool. And now, for the third one, now it's just like, well, war around the world. I don't know, like every single city's on fire. Right. Like, yeah. Okay, yeah, sure, yeah. yeah. And 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 David, I mean, back to you. It's like it's like, what what is your aspirations for you know for Twisted Metal? Like we are we're coming back to a, a, a formula that we've seen before that that, well, that 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 you've that you've worked with before. Not necessarily formula, but a a, a, a overall format and an idea, a a a basic idea. And it's like. You know, what are your hopes to like to, to elevate? Like, what is it that this new Twisted Metal is is going to do that yeah. is going to make people say, okay, you know, yes, car combat in 2011, yes to this idea, and even even when you are, you know, you're, you're talking about fans, like you are tapping into some nostalgia, like that's, oh, that's no that's, fucking doubt. That's, that's key to to your whole experience. That's that's exactly right. But in terms of again, I'm not saying we're going to nail it with Twisted Metal, but absolutely, are we looking at Twisted Metal and saying? The gameplay experience we feel is going to be fresh, absolutely, because you know when you get the, the biggest challenge with Twisted Metal is there's a surface layer that everybody who doesn't really play it and get into it they think it's just sort of it's chaos. They think it's like an arcade. You pick it up, it's pick up and play. You're done after about three or four hours. But there is actually an attempt, and certain fans get it and certain fans don't. And we're trying more with this one to make it more evident and more obvious that there is a lot of at least attempt at depth under the hood in terms of. You know, we look at we, we look at stuff like Street Fighter Two and Mortal Kombat and Uno and Chess and Checkers as much of inspiration as Mad Max and uh, Smoking the Bandit and Bullet. You know, in terms of sort of our thematic, and so we want people to look at this game and go, there are um, at, at the speeds that we're playing. There, there's I mean, it's like I, I, there's so much nuance. As the designer, I know about this, and I don't know how much is going to translate. But in terms of every weapon, every pickup, every vehicle. Uh, they're special. They're all are alt special. The wet, the level design. There is so much kind of stuff you can learn to get better. That I honestly look at this more like bringing a new kind of sport to video games in terms of its sort of you know vehicle combat sport. And to me, you say what's fresh, what's new is if we can actually communicate that. Right. If we can actually get players to see beyond the surface of that. And I know not everyone does, and it's such a fast-paced game that maybe most people never will see that. And, and I feel like that has to be a crazy burden to the the game developer of knowing, like what, like what, like being able to plumb the depths and knowing that there is all this stuff there. Right. That you know, it's it's and and it's it's ultimately like not the consumer's fault. No, if they all. don't see it, if they don't know it, and they don't appreciate it's it, our fault, a hundred percent. So it's it's this and it's it's this tough thing because like you have to like you know all this stuff is in there and you're like all right I'm gonna you know slide this game out and I hope that these people that we've done a good enough job of surfacing these ideas and surfacing yeah. this nuance that people are gonna see it's, it and then the, also yeah. that that nuance matters. It's the biggest Absolutely. problem with fighting games is that they are not good enough at teaching new players what the fuck fighting games are about. 
It's not about, like, I'm going to walk up and punch you anymore. It is all about, you know, the distance between the characters and the matchup between this guy and this guy and the frames of animation on this. And, like, if you want to get crazy good at fighting games, which I'll never be able to do. Nor will I. You have to go through that exact same thing and and learn every single nuance of every single character and every single matchup. And so, yeah, for for Twisted, we are banking on the fact that we've, we've surfaced it enough that more people who don't already get it will go, hey, you know what, there's fucking more here than we ever thought was here. But, you know, Marvel Capcom, I'm a huge Marvel fan. I got that game day one. I literally have played it for about ten minutes because I put it in and yeah. it's like, <laughs> I'm like, ah, I love Spider-Man, I don't know what to do, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> it's too much, you know, but it doesn't mean there's not a brilliant deep game there. And back to the journalism thing, I know a lot of the people who reviewed it, I imagine they gave that to their fighting game guy. They didn't give it to the guy like me if I was on a journalist because I'm like, I don't fucking play these kind of games. I can play Mortal Kombat, but I can't play these other games. So, so would, your, would your ultimate dream be to see, like, competitive tournaments from my ultimate, Yeah, my ultimate dream is, is to see people getting um, really into to sort of the uh, combinations of vehicles, and depending on the mode and the map that they're playing – how a helicopter and a motorcycle and the sweet tooth truck and the semi truck that you can spy hunter style go in the back. That's a great combination for the New York City map when you're playing shared lives team deathmatch, if you're playing against this team. But if you're playing against that team, everybody bring out the sports cars except the one helicopter that can extract the guy who's last man standing from the battlefield because he's about to die. You know, to, to me, that nuance is there, the depth is there. It's going to get lost on people. It, get, it gets lost now, and we've tried as hard as we can, just given the speed of the game. Um, you know, so yeah, but that would be my. Do you my ever dream find point. yourself like cutting back features just because of the combinatorial explosion of every new little variation that it brings with nuance becomes too much, like to teach? It's too many things to teach. No, because I think uh, I, I think if if unlike Marvel, Capcom, if if you have if you have to know it to enjoy it at any level then it becomes a problem. But I think there is a shallow enough end of the Twisted Metal pool that you're going to get people who are into it because there's the split-screen multiplayer, there's online, it's deathmatch, and then there's going to be, hopefully this time, and you know, we've always made our money back. We've always had a, a large fan base, but nothing compared to like you know the mega titles, even mm-hmm. when we were in our heyday. But ideally, this time we're going to get people who go into the shallow end of the pool, and this time we do a better job of at least pulling a larger percentage of them than we ever had into the medium and even into the deep. You know. Well, one last follow-up to that, then. Is yeah. there, do you ever feel the desire to have the guys who are in the deep end of the pool like be challenged by the guys in the shallow in the pool, or is it okay to let the guys in the shallow in the pool just be dominated by the guys who have no? Put the that dominance? is not well. It's okay. It's 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 okay. Uh, how I answer that? It's not okay if you do it in a way that the guys at the deep end of the pool are at the deep end simply because they've upgraded and they've played longer. I fucking hate like as a player. I don't want to get my head shot off by someone because they just have the better sniper rifle. I do think if 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 a player is better than me and the game is still balanced, that uh, a level 1 player should be able to wipe the floor with a level 30 player in Twisted Metal if he simply is better and understands that vehicle. So when we're unlocking things, we're trying to keep the balance the whole way through. But, yeah, I mean, of course you're going to have people who are better because it is more of a sport. Like, you're going to put me on the court with Michael Jordan. You know, what am I going to do? You know, what I find fascinating about multiplayer game design is because you have to balance this idea of, like, well, if you're putting time in it as a player, you want to feel like you are progressing. But if you right. hit a progression wall, then 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 like maybe you're just you're putting time in, but you feel like you're not getting better, and that can be really frustrating. Yeah, that's, and at the same I think time, a lot of people do that with RTS. You, you want to have like the guys who are really good, you know, be good and be able to like you know succeed and like 
finding that balance, even for us, it's it's a fascinating conversation. I'm, but you I, eventually start getting your hardcore players who they I mean they want to play other hardcore players, right? And so man, if like only that were true. Like honestly, yeah, yeah. honestly, yeah. that right there, I. I don't know. I feel like a lot crushing. of people love to just crush and roll new players, yeah, and that's you're like right, you're right. I think that's a huge it, it, problem. It can be for fun, this. like you know, as like when Charlie first came out, like we would all party up, and then like, oh, we won. I mean, like it's it's good fun. Of course, you won. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think but, but, then, but then the table always turns on the developer. There's always so, the, you, yes, like it, and it, every time back in my day, enjoy it now, enjoy it now. Every day you lose as a developer. Same deal with with reviewers. Like you you get really good at a game really quickly. And then have to move on to something else and don't play the game for like two Mortal Kombat. You know, like when Mortal Kombat came out, fucking crushing people. Because I had the game for like a week and a half. Uh, you know, so, so I'd already been playing it, you know, getting really good, spending all this time, you know, and everyone caught up so much faster than I, than I even thought yeah. that they would. And then, of course, I had to go on to review something else, and, you know, E3's coming up and all this stuff. So by the time I get home, I'll put in Mortal Kombat and fire it up and just get fucking worked. This is so see, I feel like this is the problem. Like it's mostly a matchmaking problem because if you're if you're really playing people your skill level, you should win half your games. And well, it's, it's, happy, a matter, it's a matter if of you're happy winning half your games and losing half your games, which you should be. Yeah. Then like you'll be having a good time. It's it's and, a matter. Like, of, I guess that's that's. I don't know if that's a. It's like, a matter of like when he left his when, when he left his rank was of a certain skill level, but then yeah. the skill yeah. all then, around so him. My skill has cooled down, and yeah, the overall skill sure. has gotten better. And that's again. So, though, so what think, it meant to be at that level isn't the same right, thing anymore. Black art, like but that's yeah. the thing. Like you can't yeah. just plug in Elo and then all your skill pools like magically flow. Yeah, I mean, because that's a failure again of the matchmaking system where it's like if you, if you rank way up and you're up there it's like losing some games should really derank you and it's like that that shouldn't be a like bad thing as a player it definitely right. is like man when and I, don't, I don't mind yeah exactly when like, people, if like, someone's just clearly better like, like I want to watch that whatever, and learn from it or like, I, yeah, I, I think a lot, of the, a lot of the secret for the like developer is you have to make sure that like losing is like instructive if you get crushed you're not that disappointed if you see what that guy did there. Yeah. Like, it, like so Modern Warfare is really good at that with the kill cam. Right. right. And other games do it well also, but it's like, the key is when you lose, if you lose and have no idea what happened, like, you're not going to play that game again. Yeah, and I think it's something that, that I think a lot of games are, are going to need to get better at as more and more people get in is telling people why stuff happened. And like, the kill yeah. cam's a great start, but at the same time, if people are just dying over and over again, like... Something needs to come up and say like you know you're you're bad at aiming and here's how we can help you get better at it, or you know you're you're not getting the drop on this guy you know he's this guy you're getting shot you know point three on average point three seconds faster than you are returning fire I mean and ideally, that's why you're dying and here and here's like, a way to improve ideally those answers just emerge from the gameplay like you can tell the fact that you suck at aiming because your bullets go flying and you can see the miss. But you know what another problem, though, is, and honestly, is it's like you were talking about sort of the, 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 I don't know if it was like dopamine drip of sort of leveling up, you know, in, in Call of Duty. But, you know, so so much of the game mechanics of a lot of the games, and again, I mean, look, I, I don't know if Twist is going to sink or swim, but I mean, I'm real proud of what we're trying to do. But I, I look at a lot of games in those genres, and if it wasn't for, you know, I know they made fun of it with, with Bulletstorm with like, you know, shooter, shooter person upgrade and all this shit, but... There's a great deal of truth to that, that if you extract all that from the core experience and you're just talking about what that gameplay is, you know, I, I don't know if you're really ta you're talking, if you extract the polish and you extract the kind of constant, oh, you're doing good 
little, you know, fucking entitled generation motherfucker always have to have a fucking pat on the back. You're doing so good. If all that gets pulled away, and what are you really left with? Is it a genuinely good piece of gameplay? And I would say at least sometimes, maybe more often than not, the answer is not really. It's, it's not that compelling I mean, you experience. Know, Zynga is a company built entirely... Well, Jonathan Blow, I don't know if you saw his thing that he put on the net like eight months ago, but mm. he was... Did you see an amazing talk he did? But it was exactly about that. Of, of It's like, you know... Is this really karmically good, what we're doing? It's like yeah. sending people to Vegas, and, and basically, you know, it's like, yeah, they feel good for a few minutes, but is this a nutritious gaming meal that we're giving them? Right. And I, I you know, so you're going back about the bullets, and, you know, you fired three seconds faster, and I would kind of question how many people who are really in love right now with that genre of games are really even caring enough about the nuance of gameplay. And they're just like, I just want to see that green bar fill all the way up to the top and hear the gong, that great sound. Right. And, yeah. and it's not that those things aren't great elements to those games, but I do think maybe something has been lost in the pursuit of that kind of presentation and polish. Empty gaming calories. E- exactly, exactly. And, you know, like single-player experiences, a lot of them seem to be getting easier and or shorter. Yeah. You know, it's like games are designed to be finished now. But I think that's great. I'm not, yeah, I'm not I, I think that's, that's, saying I everything think that's should be hardcore like NES. Right. I think games should be fun and all that. But, you know, do I think that there's room for just a core gaming experience of, say, an FPS to grow? Yeah, I do, and I think... I think it becomes problematic when so much of the effort and the attention and the the the, the, the passion of it comes from leveling up versus sort of almost like the metagame has become more important than the game. Right, right. And I mean, I, I was, uh, you know, very into, and, and still am, uh, Xbox achievements. Right, right, like, right, exactly. It's... It's very cool stuff, and you know, the the on the surface, like when they originally announced it, the idea of like you know we're bringing back score. You're going to be able to compare your high scores with your friends, right. just like you did back in you know original arcade days. And I was like, great, that's awesome, that's back. And you know, it was fun for a while because I had a couple of guys that you know, a couple of people that were right there with me, and you know, we could have fun. And they got to this point where we're going out of our way to play complete dog shit. Yeah. That Japanese Xbox 360. I went and bought a Japanese Xbox 360 <laughs> to import games to get points in those because they wouldn't do that, but then they did too. And it was just you know, it became this weird arms race to the point where everyone else dropped out, and I was left with now 120,000 points and looking around going. Fuck! What do I do? <laughs> but 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 I, I mean, at this point, like I I, I, I could write it off. Like the benefit is that I can, I can you know, it's a write off for me, and I go, you oh, win. Oh, but yeah. but but I but yeah. I still I like the the my my appreciation of achievements. I've got you know hundred thousand plus myself. My appreciation of achievements has has shifted because it's that bragging right doesn't mean anything. Like saying I, I've got a hundred thousand gamer points. Like the that, total score you're talking. About. Yeah, total, total score. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, fucking yeah. doesn't matter. Fucking doesn't matter. But like where it's where it's important to me, where, where achievements I think are, are still uh, important and, and can still be really meaningful. And just that that system uh, is, I think it can be an amazing tool for developers to really highlight and focus certain certain elements of gameplay that you can you can like it, it can be the thing that you can help guide people to the nuance. That it can uh, it, it can be like absolutely. if if you it can if used poorly it can suck and it can create contrivances that make people fucking hate elements of your game. Right. Uh, but if done correctly, it can uh, open up things and make you realize, wow, this this part of this game, this element here uh, is amazing. But if I hadn't been hunting after this fucking really meaningless bobble to right. get the little the noise and see the little thing come up and watch the ticker go up. Uh, if I hadn't chased that, I, I wouldn't have necessarily known that. Well, you know, what do you think that yeah. says about our medium that 
th- that we that our our craft or art or whatever you want to call it can be so easily uh, 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 abandoned in search of these baubles. It's like it's basically saying what you really make your gameplay isn't really compelling enough to engage my brain. I'd rather go after this little fucking virtual fucking trophy. Right. That's what I want from you. And it's like that. I mean, we, we had a joke at Sony where it's like, let's just fucking sell a box of trophies. <laughs> it's like, that's all it is. Buy, you get some trophies. But, it's, but it's, it, it, it comes back to the fact that we're, you know, you're, you're not making movies. You're not making music. And not to say that there isn't, you know, a, 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 a there aren't elements that have artistic merit yeah, that, sure. that can create, you know, an emotional response. No, I'm talking but, about gameplay. I'm but, talking but about gameplay. But there is, but there is still, yeah, right. Exactly, though, is that there is still an element that is it seems like they can be used for evil or good, right? I mean, yeah, sort yeah. Of what, like the classic one that everybody always points back to is that like pacifism achievement in Geometry Wars. It's right. Like, why would you ever play Geometry Wars without shooting? But then you do it, but and then you, you do it, and it's kind of interesting. And you're like, whoa. And then no, you know, like in the sequel, it like spawns a whole mode or whatever. Like, I think that that is actually like. But it made you better at the game too. For good, it learned. It made you better. Like you know, that's avoiding true. Playing but, defense. but if the achievement was not there, you would never have played the game in that manner. You know, it's like. But do you and think maybe if the achievements weren't there, you're you into that or something? Would, would I like, have discovered that running around? Would you have around? played it as long? Um, would you be playing Call of Duty as long? That, that, that game meta? in particular, yes, because Geometry Wars 2 is fucking amazing. Yeah, well, okay. But, but but yes, there are definitely games that get you know that get the the session extended to go and and you know explore this this element of it. Uh, but at this point, it's become because I know that that it can pay off. That it it can be meaningful and it can make that that overall gaming experience better. Yeah, Sometimes it sucks, and like I said, yeah, and like Brad, you, you said it can be used for good and be used for evil. It can, it can work against and it can work for, uh, but it's it's you know it's nothing more than another tool to uh, to the to the developers' disposal of of how you know how they let people approach their game. I, 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 and, and, and when that works, I think that would be great if it worked more often than not. But I think if you release Call of Duty Modern Warfare 4 and you made the same game, the great production value, the gameplay that's there now, but you said, you know what, we're going to rip out the rank-ups, mm-hmm. we're going to rip out all the shit we give you every time you level Just up. go back to like Call of Duty 2 and Call of Duty say, 3. here's the game. I guarantee you after the shitstorm calmed down, it probably wouldn't sell as well. By any means, but isn't that like the same thing that that kind of you know was that pushed someone to like it was it was an incentivizer to play Dungeons and Dragons like all all they've really done with watching that bar grow is is you know adopt something that like that worked really good to incentivize. Okay, but I would I, I, I would argue though, and maybe this goes back to Jonathan's point we were talking about in his video is it it. To me, the incentive to play Dungeons and Dragons is it's like, fuck, dude, that Dungeon Master had a great story yeah. and he was imaginative. And when I came up with this, he countered with this. Yeah. That's, like That's the, but, 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 but no, it's not. But no, no, it, to it, me, it's, what, it's absolutely to me, true. So, so the question to, is... Well, to me, the essence of what the game promises. Now, if you're releasing a game that says, this is a slot machine and you're going to get the pleasure sense of, of your brain tickled because you're going to keep filling up bars like, oh, that's what I'm buying. Okay, cool. That's what I want. But if you buy a box that has, a, you know, modern war on the cover and it's like, I'm going to give you this experience and I'm going to let you go into this world and that's what you're selling me and that's what you're promising me. But really what you're doing is it's like you're kind of tricking me in with this kind of visual surface fantasy, but all you're really doing is like, hey, let me give you a little fucking slot machine for your brain. But there's, I think there's two things. Like, I think Call of Duty is such an interesting example of gaming right now because there's like Call of Duty the campaign experience, and then there's Call of Duty the sport. 
all the leveling up and I'm stuff talking is, the sport. is in the I'm sport. Talking You're talking about purely on the sport. Side, I, I, right? I'm saying that if the sport, and again, this is not, I'm not trying to, I'm just saying Call of Duty because it's kind of the, the current poster yeah, child yeah, of yeah. the one that does it at the most successful. I love I loved Black Ops, and a lot of it was because of the dopamine drip. I liked leveling up. I'm not saying it's a bad thing in terms of the, the holistic experience. What I'm saying is I feel that the essence of the game is being not just lost, but it's, it's, it's being overlooked how much is being lost. Like, it doesn't even matter. It's like, I just want to feel that stuff coming in and feel good. And it's, I, I do think it's... So, so, but I mean, the, the question is, like, would you have played Pac-Man as much if there hadn't been a high score? Like, you, you got to take it back to kind of the basics. Like, right. the, the reason that the achievement score exists is because it is, it is meant to be a throwback to kind of the fundamental idea of... But I think of, you're talking of, about of, two different things, though. If you miss Pac-Man, I play for score. The essence of that game is designed to be about that score. It's about, hey, can I, there are strategies built around, can I, you know, eat all four ghosts every single time when I get all the four power pellets on the board? It really is, that's kind of built into the DNA of it. Call of Duty, like you were saying, Call of Duty 2, which I still think is great multiplayer in Call of Duty 2, you can extract all of the meta, and it's still a great game. And I'm just saying that I think the sport Wait, part that, of it is that not true with the with the new ones? With that's the what I basically. That's what I was because I think it's it's fundamentally the same game just no, with an additional hell layer. No, fuck no, hell you really no, don't think so. Fuck no, you can play Call of Duty two multiplayer and it actually I can I, I mean this is one of the things we're always talking about twist metal about wanting to form relationships with people you're fighting online. The the, the amount of time you stay alive in the current Call of Duties. Um, the map design, the current Call of Duties are more like almost like meat grinders. It's just like everybody's walking yeah, around. For sure, know. a lot of the levels, like the, the tighter levels, and, the and, smaller and levels. And Call of Duty 2, it was like, dude, that guy's fucking up there in the tower, and it became this kind of like you were immersed in this sense of being in this space. And it, even though it was a sport, it felt more like an immersive experience. The new Call of Duties really are fun, but they do feel like, to me, and I don't, you know, they just feel very meat grindery. But, but I mean, there's you know that that is you know it's still based back in you know fucking Quake like that. Like there are close quarters, Twitch based. Like there's yep. satisfaction to be had out of I shot him faster than than he shot me, and and it's you know and it it can be taken. People can take it to an unhealthy extreme, and people always will because people do again because people are fucking people. They will always take it to some some section will always take it to some unhealthy extreme. People will play Quake with all the textures turned off. Where everyone is just dots. Yeah, but isn't it time for Quake to evolve? If you're saying Modern Warfare 3 is pretty much just Quake, if you strip away the metagame and but the graphics. But is Quake bad? Like it's it, not bad, but isn't it time? Isn't it time to put the effort and the money of the team into evolving the core versus I think evolving it, it, the meta? You know, it, it gets to this this point of like you know games have to be released annually. Right. You know, it, it's right. it's in a per, in, in I think in an ideal scenario, it's like no, they wouldn't have to keep making Quake because that game already exists. Exactly. And and you know if you want to play that game, continue playing it. So why isn't the meta the natural evolution of Quake? Because I mean that's where it went, yeah. right? Yeah. I, that's interesting though, because I think I look at Halo as sort of the natural evolution of Quake. Like it's still about map control and power weapons, rocket launcher spawn, all that stuff. Like I feel like Call of Duty, at least with, um, I mean I guess all along it's been like there are no weapons on the map. Like it's more about just choose what you want to spawn with, and they try to balance everything. Like I think that that is actually like. But even Halo you know, has has that meta. was an extension of you know that was sort of the evolution of of the multiplayer shooter. But Halo Halo has meta. Halo has leveling up. Halo has unlocks, right? But no, I mean not in the same way, right? Like Halo, you're cosmetic. leveling up, but it's all cosmetic. It's like and Gears of War, same thing. It's like all cosmetic, like everything you know. And 
that's interesting. Like, yeah, I think Gears and Halo both have that sort of map control, power weapon sort of thing, and they're like, they're they're really sort of stuck in that. And well, I mean, then you know, maybe you just you know, maybe Call of Duty then is is more the evolution out of stuff like Counter Strike, which is where team based shooting sure, became yeah, yeah. Like a thing. It's all about yeah, lethality in those really, games, really right? Really, Counter Strike to me. I mean, I, I like Call of Duty. Counter Strike is a can be a deep, intense. It can't. Uh, well, I, I think it, you know it, it evolved like in arcade. maybe not the right way, but I think that you know you could you could trace that lineage back to when when people really started caring about team-based shooters, uh, getting away from health to you know just like you dead. Call of Duty is the evolution of fucking Robotron. I mean that. I mean, <laughs> I love Robotron. I love Robotron too. I'm not opposed to Robotron. I'm just saying that is brilliant. Um, it's multiplayer Robotron. It is. I mean, it's not. Oh, a bad I would thing. play multiplayer yeah, Robotron. Exactly. Fuck yeah. Robotron 2085. Yeah. Yeah, you just yeah. 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 All right. All right. Two weeks. We have we have hit three hours here on this night on this on this podcast, and we have we have not talked fucking about E3 barely at all here. Hey, reckoning. Reckoning. Oh, when's, check it out. When's that shipping? When's your game shipping? 2012. Get 2012. Get chill out of here. Yeah. When is Uncharted 3 shipping? 11-1-11. Beta June 28th. Whoa, and and when is Trenched uh, shipping? Right away. Yeah, two weeks. We beat all of you. And, and David, when is Twisted Metal shipping? He's calling the cab right now. <laughs> He's <laughs> looking up the cab <laughs> number to wrap it up. The Marriott, I promised to speak our girl. I'd drink with her. I don't know where, you know, when she's going to go home. So hang on. Couldn't a wait three minutes. I could wait. No, Call of Duty. Well, let, let, we know, we're going to we're going to take another break here so that so that uh, we can let you guys go because we have taken up a huge amount of your time. You no, know, Twist Metal is shipping uh, October fourth. Fantastic. Um, I I I'd, I'd hate to cut this off because it's it, we're we're having some interesting conversation here, but uh, you know. We got to ship a game, so nice. <laughs> several, several, several games, games of show. I have to end this podcast and put it out there at some point. Uh, aside from the people who've been watching uh, uh, on the the live stream here, so uh, we're going to take another break and we're going to uh, try and haul back in some some giant, more giant bomb folk and, and maybe yeah, talk, we'll talk about, about that Nintendo thing. Yeah, yeah. I played that today. Exactly, I, and I want to hear about it because you've had hands-on time with it. I'm going to get to touch it tomorrow, and I I, I want to know all about it. So. Uh, we'll, we'll do some of that. We're going to take another uh, break, so so hold on for a little bit. And I want to thank all of our guests no, here. No, thank you, Giant Ball. Yeah, thank, thank you, guys. Anytime you guys want to come to this beat-up, crazy house, yeah. talking to microphones. Is actual house? Oh, yeah. yeah. We are, like, subletting? No, we're we're, we're renting this house. So the, this uh, this is a USC student house, USC film student's uh, house. Okay. I love that uh, that couch has a slip cover. They chose to put that slip cover over that other couch. Yeah. So so Jack Robbins is one of the students, and it turns out that that's Tim Robbins and Susan Sarandon's son. Oh, cool. Okay, great. Was was one of the things that we learned because we were in this house last year, so we're, we're back here again. And turn, right. turns turns out odd, odd, weird, random thing. Uh, that's that's what this house is. So. Hey, I went to SC. It's crazy. The most fucking expensive school in the country. This is where we fucking live. <laughs> yeah. Not this house, but just this neighborhood yeah. is fucking shit. It's crazy. And the UCLA kids. It's fucking public school. It's the nicest fucking area. Um, yes, thank you for coming to our crazy, beat-up South Central house. Uh, if you're ever, you know, obviously you guys are in the Bay, you know where we live, so come come over whenever. You know where you live. Yeah. Good luck coming for you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no nothing. This yeah, goes up. Hit the compress yeah. button. Go to it's sleep. All gold. <laughs> all in. I, it's yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I wouldn't want to, you know, deprive anyone of of all of this this golden conversation. So thank you guys so much for spending time during E3. I know it's it's hard times for everyone. 
exhausting time for everyone. So to, to come and have these conversations, very, very, very awesome. So thank you guys so much. Uh, for those watching live, we're going to take a quick break, um, and, uh, and we'll be back uh, with more uh, E3 chatter. Uh, so stay tuned, please. here for the third and final segment of uh, our E3 2011 day one wrap up the part Jeff hello where we talk about E3 <laughs> uh. Uh, it's I, I it's been a, an amazing crazy evening the last two nights have been have been phenomenal and uh, and again I want to extend great great appreciation and thanks to to everyone who's who's come out here to the house and 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 talked with us I think we've had a lot of fun, yeah. uh, but uh, I learned a lot too. Absolutely, we've made friends, we've made enemies, uh, and uh, and we've maybe learned a little something along yeah. the way. Yeah. Um, we are joined here, so so I was hoping to get the the rest of the the, the team here, but they have uh, they were you know doing their write ups while we were uh, talking to all these other folks, and uh, they have they have scattered to the wind. They're drinking somewhere, I guess. So it's uh, body count is playing at that uh, Gears of War party, so right. probably there. Right. Can't blame them. Uh, but uh, but you and I are here, so we're going to talk some more about E3, and uh, we are being joined by Tested.com's own Sir William Smith. Hello. Hey, Will. Hi. What happened to your face? Dude, I've been in the desert, and <laughs> shit is <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> I am so fucking itchy right now. <laughs> that t-shirt I would buy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I went someplace, and I was told three different ways I could die just getting up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. What were the, what were the three ways? Scorpion, snakes, and something called a javelina. I don't think that came into the house, but I'm not sure. Fred Havelina? Is it Bob Havelina? Bob, Bob Havelina, yeah. It's some sort of feral pig. Mr. Havelina, Mr. Bob Havelina? Mr. Havelina. Yeah, I saw a donkey today, too. You, Did the donkey try to kill you? You maybe no, had a, the donkey was totally cool. You maybe had an even weirder day than we I've had. I've had a fucked up day. <laughs> but, but I'm here. But you're here. You're going to go yeah. to E3 tomorrow. That's the word. Uh, but you've been on kind of internet blackout here I for a no while. I have no idea. I heard that there was Apple stuff, and there's a new Wii, and and connect with fingers, and head tracking, and all sorts of stuff and things. Uh, sure, yeah. I guess, yes. Technically, yes. All that, all that stuff happened. Okay. iOS 5. We'll yeah. Cloud wireless syncing. Yeah, I, we don't have to use iTunes. We don't have to plug it into iTunes. Yeah. You guys can transfer. It'd be that, awesome. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. Um, Connect. They released the Connect Fun Labs. I guess that's out now on on 360. Yeah, you can. And they've got a few different little applications that are just you know things weird things that, that you can do with Connect. And one of them shows off the finger tracking. That's cool. Uh, yeah, and that's something that I, I believe the finger tracking went into. The APIs that uh, developers have, so they could be making games with finger and tracking. That's all. Point. Like they talked about that at GDC, right? But now they're just showing it. To I don't us? know that they talked about it at okay. GDC. I know I heard about it from somebody around Dice. Mm. Um, Loose lips sink ships, Jeff. Yeah. Well. They, yeah. Oh no, we we heard about it at Dice because they were rolling it out into the SDK at that oh, point. Oh yeah, yeah. And that was oh. that was that was there because we were talking to people about you know. Connect stuff there, and they're like, yeah, like right, right now or shortly thereafter, 
uh, you know, this, this, you know, okay. finger sensing tech. So no secrets. Uh, at that point, no, but it was just it, you know, it was being in- implemented on that developer, and so like that was when people could start using, like, about, start yeah. thinking yeah, about, yeah. It and start. I don't imp- know like, that any games have even shipped with that. Yeah, I don't think so. Stuff. I think we're. I think we're I don't, I don't starting know that any to Connect see games it. have shipped. Period. Um, you don't believe that Connect games have? have you're a Connect game denier. Yeah, there's lots of <laughs> hardware out there. I've seen it. It's got to be time. Yes, the hardware exists, but there has never been a cut game. It's right. almost time for EA Sports Active 2, though, right? No, that was, the, that, was the one they, that was the one they did put out was EA Sports Active 2. Oh, um, oh wow. And that game, they that, have they laid off that entire team. So, oh, but but the, the Your Shape 2, uh, Ubisoft, yeah, that's uh, downloadable uh, announced, right? announced that. Um, and, uh, no. And, you know, like Connect know. Sports, I don't think so. oh, yeah, second season. Connect Sports follow-up, Dance Central follow-up. We're never going to play that game. Yeah. Oh, Dance Central, yeah. yeah. Jump in, jump out, uh, multiplayer for that now. That's cool. Like proper that two-player dancing. Uh, um, and, you could, like, different difficulty levels and all that, so yep. it's, like, party-friendly, yep. and you get all shit You can import and uh, Dance Central 1 songs and oh, your DLC into DC2. So. That sounds good. Yeah. So let's, okay. let's, let's talk about the day, Jeff. Let's let's specifically yes. run, run down what happened today, what we saw, and what we thought of it. Uh, starting off, Nintendo press conference bright and early yeah. this, this morning. First things first, uh, and we knew going in that you know Nintendo's going to reveal something. You've heard we had, we had heard a lot of rumors, both about the name, both about what the system itself was going to be, and uh, and you know specifically the, the stuff about the controller. And uh, and as that press conference went on, and uh, and they you know. Revealed that yes, this is what the system is. It seemed like the uh, the nature of what that system was going to be, as far as like technical capabilities, uh, right? Like you know, just pure horsepower stuff. Um, you, can, you know, the idea of this is a system that you can port PS3 and 360 games to without sweating. Well, that's it, good because it's because it's good enough to do that. that. I mean, that's what that's the kind of what. I, we were hoping for, right? I guess. Or maybe but more. Like, how how good is the like? How long is that good? Right. You know, That's a question. Twenty fourteen or so, so when it, we get two new platforms out there that go way ahead of that. Is, and is it like a seven twenty p current generation? Or is it, so or I mean, that's the thing is you're it, talking about it Nintendo will output at ten eighty p, but I don't okay. know, I don't think the games are rendering. So they talk about what really it is know. or what really it does. Know. So it's it's the thing is like it's Nintendo. Neither. They're not they're not going to talk. Oh, cool. They're yeah. not going to talk tech specs. They're going to talk about what it could be. They're okay. gonna, they're, they talked about the feeling. They talked about the controller. So I'm, they they barely even showed the box. It is. Okay. And it is called the Wii U. Has, has anybody played it yet? Yeah. Wii, like they, yeah. Oh, okay. So, so, but they're not playing games, and they were very, uh, you know, they reiterated repeatedly that, you know, what we are showing here at E3, these are not games. Mario is a game. New Super Mario Brothers. Me is a game. Right, right. It's got five levels to it. It's very clearly a game. Uh, like that, a side scroller, that, that demo. yeah, yeah, side scrolling. Okay. You can play as your me if you like. Um, but but what that will become as a game will be more than the five levels oh, they're showing. Oh, yeah, sure. That's, it, it, that's a working title, but that that is a product. The the rest were tech demos that they could probably roll up into some sort of mini game collection. Yes, some sort of mini game. Oh collection. God, not again. Um, so the screen has a, a, a the, the controller has a screen in it. Is it a touch screen? Yes. Okay. Um, it has it's like know, a six-inch touchscreen. Yeah, six-inch-inch touchscreen is wow, a. Wow, that's pretty big. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a big controller. It is wireless. Made, yes, it is wireless. It is. Uh, it has two sets of shoulder buttons. It has two analog sticks, four buttons, a D-pad. Um, you know the, the basic type of Motion controller. Motion stuff. 
Yeah, motion stuff as well. Gyroscope and accelerometer. Camera, uh, yep. forward-facing, okay. or I'm sorry, uh, you know, it's, it's camera on the side that you are looking into. So, uh, But not a back-facing camera. Not a back-facing camera. Does it have a touchpad on the back or anything no, like that? No, okay. nothing like that. Is it a capacitive touchscreen or is it like a stylus? Capacitive. Okay. Um, well... It doesn't do multi-touch. Show, they did show using a stylus. Okay. Or we don't um, know if it does multi-touch. It does not do multi-touch. It does not do multi-touch. multi-touch. Yeah. Okay. That's that's the, the understanding. And is it so is the hardware all in the controller? No, or is there it? is no hardware in the controller. Video is streaming to it out of the box. <laughs> that's crazy. From the, from the device. Oh, in the box, I saw this I saw this on tested.com. It's like a, it looks like a Wii, but kind of fatter and rounder. Yeah, they're they're really downplaying that device. Uh, the, like the the actual box itself, um, you know, they showed it in some of the slides during the press conference, and then when I went and, and played it after that, you know, you, you could look and you could see it, but it wasn't out for display. It didn't seem like that that was necessarily final hardware with the way that they weren't showing it. They really are focusing on the controller to the point where, you know, people were were you know on Twitter and stuff like that were saying like, wait, so is this just a controller for the Wii? Can I hook this up to my regular Wii? And no, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, you cannot. And does this work with the old, like, can you play old Wii games in it? You yeah. can sync up a Wii remote and nunchuck to it. Okay. You can sync up a, a balance board. And what about yeah, Ryan's wave balance bird. board to it? Uh, no, no wave no, bird. No, wave. So, so no, no game, game backwards. We don't, think it, we don't think it'll do wave, wave bird. Uh, yeah. I've, I've, those, the, yeah. the big controller has everything a GameCube controller has. Right. So theoretically, if you wanted to go that route, they maybe still, a downloadable maybe version? Could. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so... Essentially, what you're talking about is a giant ass screen. Yeah. Because six inches is big. Yeah. It, it, that's good, it, and that's the controller. Yes. It's going to be really expensive. It's really light. Okay. But it feels really sturdy. Okay. Uh, but yeah, what's that thing? A hundred bucks? They, I mean, they didn't say. They didn't LCD's say. not cheap. And yeah. Like they're they're far enough off with this thing because this is going to be. I you know maybe this Next could be. Fiscal. Yeah. Maybe this oh, could so be that's the earliest. So, after so maybe March, summer, after but March thirty first, twenty twelve. Okay. So they're okay. Hmm. So Maybe summer, but it seems probable that you know you're going to go holiday for that summer thing. Japan so, holiday here. So yeah. what do they show you using the screen for? Like Splinter Cell, like Snake Cam under the door. Or? It was a lot of tech demo stuff. Okay. So it was a lot of like basic use cases that they've come up with so far, and, and they had a video showing even more outlandish stuff, like set it on the ground and there's a golf ball, and then you swing your hands over it to hit a golf. You know. Well, they were showing like the wow. Wii remote. Was oh, was the Wii remote for that? So the Wii remote there. was in the hands, and then you were using the screen oh, on so the you ground. Use this with the Wii remote, so. Like, you're not going to sh- throw out your Wii remotes. No. You right. are probably going to get rid exactly. of the Wii. Yes. Yeah. Just move that into yes. some yeah. other room. And, 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 like, that's the point. Like, I still you know, still don't like the name. <laughs> still still think Wii U is not a good name. But it, it makes me understand why you would keep using but the Wii name. But it's Wii and you. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's still a bad name because it, it, it makes me think of Wii University. Names don't matter. And, and names don't matter. We, we, we've come to that point. But it... it that that element of this system makes me understand why, beyond just name recognition, like there's an evolutionary reason why you would keep the Wii name. So here. you do you remember on the GameCube when they started doing stuff like okay you can if hook you up say a, Crystal Chronicles I'm going to come hug you you can hook up a Game Boy Advance love that shit to your GameCube and someone is getting one view of the action here yeah. and another view here yeah. Most of the demos were based around that type of concept. Well, that, that I mean, that stuff is in a co-op type situation. Like, there is nothing more satisfying than you doing some magic shit on one screen and your buddy doing some, ma- and it combines. Yeah. It's just like the magic in Obliv- in the in the new Elder Scrolls game where you can ma- mix stuff together. Right, yeah. And cool. I mean, and that's a cool, like that's a cool idea. Yeah. 
So, but, like, it's never worked in the real world, because Crystal Chronicles was broken. Right, but and also, like, the the weird hardware you ended up needing for it, you know, yeah. like, no one had those cables, and, and you know, the, the, the fidelity of the different screens made it such that someone was getting a shitty experience. Yeah. With this, like, that screen looks great. It's okay. not HD, you know, per se. But on that but, size, you know, it doesn't matter. Yeah, that size doesn't really matter. Like, you you hold it up, and, and you go, like, well, that's Mario there, that's Mario here, like, maybe it's slightly blurrier here than it is on the on the big TV, but it still looks very nice. Um, so they made a DS for your TV. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. That's one, crazy. One of, one of their scenarios is you know maybe you turn off the TV and you're just playing Mario down here or while someone else is watching <laughs> television. The idea is that you don't need the TV does it have on. Speakers or headphone jacks? It has, head, it has speakers. It has speakers and I guess also a headphone. It does have speakers. I assume it has a headphone jack. Can you kind of plug in my Pokemon earpiece for my DS Ooh, on there and yeah. be like, hey? Um, but like you know, the, the, most of the stuff they're showing, like, like the the Mario game plays very much like a, a side-scrolling 2D Mario game. It, it is it, it is but capable you, of playing a four-player game. And you play um, with your me, then there's no Mario. Well, you don't have to play as your me. Oh, okay. And even your me is wearing a Mario hat and stuff. Oh, okay. It, it, it okay. Is a, you know, so he's disguised. Mario equivalent. That's good. Um, but all these other tech demos kind of fell into that Pac-Man versus Four Swords Adventures, okay. Crystal Chronicles sort of thing. Um, they had one where. You had two players basically playing a split-screen third-person shooter with a Wii Remote and Nunchuck. So they're kind of scrolling around the screen, okay. running around, looking and looking up at and the sky. And this is on the controller screen? No, this is on the, oh, Wii, this this on the is with the okay. Wii Remote. This is on the television. Okay. On the controller screen, you are controlling a UFO, tilt sensor, and using both sticks to kind of strafe and, and raise and lower. And basically it is the two players on the ground running around on foot versus the UFO. The UFO, oh, cool. the UFO is kind of trying to shoot them down. They're shooting back up. You both have special so attacks. So it's like Duck Hunt, yeah, where the and, ducks are. And, and both of these, people. both of these characters that were basically me's. Like a lot of the stuff was yeah, yeah. A lot of the stuff, fidelity-wise, looked like Wii games that have been up-resed or something like that. It, it didn't necessarily okay. look like dramatically well, but I mean, better for the but games. They're, they're trying yeah. to demonstrate potential use cases for the the hardware. It's, it's more important really to them. show off right. graphical... They want gameplay, because gameplay yeah. is what they've done their whole thing on. You can roll up into a Metroid Morph Ball to get away from bigger explosions in okay. that case. But that wasn't necessarily a Metroid game. Okay. Um... So that was one of them. That was that was pretty interesting. And like any mode, like modes where you switch from like third person to side scroll or something like that, and you're looking at the side scroll on the anything like different no, gameplay nothing, types nothing, on nothing like that. No. Inventory screen. Yeah. So inventory, one like of the they, things they, they were showing was just labeled HD experience, and it was a <laughs> very uh, very nice looking high definition Legend of Zelda scene. Uh, Link with a you know giant. Spider, dude, okay. one of those tektites, levers. Octorox? Octorox. I think it's... Uh, They're not Octorox. No. Anyway, anyway. Yeah. Um, and that looked very nice. That had a sub-screen down at the bottom. And I guess uh, one of the things you can do, I, I believe it was in this one, but it was something they showed with uh, like like playing back videos and stuff, was was you basically like swipe up and you're swiping it out to the television. Oh, cool. So swiping your sub-screen out to the TV or swapping items out, you know, theoretically could be one of the things you do. Huh. Uh, and uh, the, the the Zelda thing was the one thing that looked a lot better than an up Wii game. Okay. Uh, it looked quite nice. Well, um, I mean, if they're, if they're piping video out and you could conceivably have, what, like, four of these controllers yeah. up to this thing? So they never showed or really kind of discussed scenarios where there would be more than one of these types of controllers, did they? Like, like I... I you know, oh, so you could have it was all asymmetrical. Like, 
I, I, I'm not saying that it's... In, none of the, the, yeah, I guess none of the demos they're showing used to... I don't know that that system can do it. I don't know that it, whether that's a like absolute or anything, but I think... We'll have to look at the material. I wonder if yeah. the, any of the, the, the press releases... I don't, I, don't, I don't know from the press conference, and I didn't, I didn't look at the, the press... Like the, like the I, was under, I, I was under the impression that you could have four of those controllers but it, but if it, you wanted, but... But it could be like a DS situation where if you have multiples hooked up, it's just 2D, it right? se- It seems like, because... On, on the screen. During the, at least the press conference, one of the things, you know, they had... To, you know, talking to third parties, and they have you know people coming up from third parties in this you know video montage saying this thing's fucking awesome, and we see amazing applications for this. And they're talking, of course, you know, NFL 2K style, talking about you know Madden and you know play calling on your on your oh, screen, yeah. and which is only really relevant if you're playing with someone else sitting right there yeah. who's doing the same thing because you can pick your plays in secret. So I guess like that scenario. You would have two of those things. Well, or if you're playing that game in like coach mode, where you're not actually controlling the players, yeah. while the while the plays right. are running, you can be picking your ex play yeah, and thinking yeah. about that stuff too. So, so the so yeah, I, I think I think that it is is potentially more uh, that speaks more to the fact that they just wanted to get people comfortable with the idea of one of these before you start saying, and you can throw you're buy fucking four of these, these crazy, expensive looking things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, they had Chase Me, uh, okay. one of the other ones, and that's um, is that M I I I S M? Wow! Um, Every time, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. They all were named yeah. that way. Um, so the happy font. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this one was, uh, this one was four. This one was a five-player game. Actually, you had four four Wii remotes. Uh, and one screen, one one Wii U controller. Okay. Um, and basically, the uh, players with the Wii remotes were on a split screen, uh, and they were playing Toads, different colored Toads, the character Toad, not okay. Toad Toads. Okay. Uh, and Mario was basically in the middle and had and had 15 seconds to get away, to run and hide. Uh, but you kind of see him run off, and you all chase him. And uh, the player with the screen gets a top-down view of the entire maze showing where the toads are at any given moment. Oh, is this the Zelda homage? This was like, uh, this was sort of uh, like, um, this was like Pac-Man Versus for the oh, okay. Cube, really. Okay. Um, where, the, you know, it's, it's the ghost chasing Pac-Man right, and, right. you know, yeah, they yeah, get yeah, some yeah, information. Um, so Mario just has to stay away for two and a half minutes. And the toads basically... You know they can see very far. Like the the you know you got a good distance. So if you saw Mario run in the back, you you could you could spot him. Okay. And and figure out like how to chase him. They had color coded areas of the level, so you could call out to other players like, hey, he's in the top row, of the yellow section. Let's go. And, okay. You know that that sort of thing. Um. So it, you know it was really kind of playing off the you know getting different information, uh, to different players. So it seems like they're really interested in having people playing together in the living room, not. I mean, I, I'm sure there's there's going to be an internet component to this, but it seems yeah. like they were showing just people having fun in the living room, just like we saw with the last generation from Nintendo. Yeah, this was a, this was really about asymmetrical gameplay experiences. That's that's I mean that sounds kind of cool. As somebody who likes to play weird, interesting, neat games. Yeah. The, I mean the other and then the other part of this this equation, the idea and and again they you know go to the third parties a lot is that you know. They're, they talk specific titles. They talk, you know, Darksiders 2 and Arkham City and say, like, these games are coming to this system. 
Oh, so so like if you buy this, you're not going to be in kind of a a triple A title ghetto like you have been on the previous. Generation. I mean, that's that's right. the notion. Yeah, okay. that's, that's the idea. At least until another right until the next generation. Yeah. So I mean, that's that, that's kind of the question about the horsepower thing. Is is you know how strong do you make it? You know, so, yeah. so that you can. You, you can keep making. You can still be, you know, a viable kind of, you know, third, third leg here in, in, uh, you know, in, yeah. in regular, in, you know, kind of standard games. Third leg is a different thing, right? Um, and and still, I know I couldn't think of anything. That's it's late. Three hours and twenty-four minutes of this thing. God damn it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you so you can have your crazy, unique Nintendo experience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But without sacrificing, because I mean that's that's the issue with the with the Wii is so that they they invested they you know pushed so hard all in on this crazy thing and it paid off for them brilliantly, but it you know it hurt them in this this other area where they couldn't match it they they couldn't do the same experience and they had to everything had to be custom built and and stuff suffered for that so you know there there is the idea and and they they touched on this in the press conference that you can still have those you know, you you could have as as good an experience. Uh, playing these standard games on this new system yeah. than you could elsewhere. I mean, it sounds like the worst case is that they port it over and, like, mini-map and inventory screen show up on that screen, right. and, and, and it's just the normal game. Yeah, I think the the worry becomes that, yeah, no one puts enough resources into making the screen... Carnival games. Yeah, like, using the screen in interesting ways when they're, you know, porting over something like Arkham City... Also, the notion, you know, it, you know, this is something that after launch is is less of a deal, but you know, Batman's coming out in October, right? Yeah. So this thing's not out until March, game. the earliest. You know, it's like a, you know, announcing these games is all fine and dandy, but like anyone who really wants to play Batman Arkham City yeah. probably already has a system. But that it's, play it. but it's, it's. I mean, you, you say those names just to make that point. Yeah. Yeah. Like if nothing, like yeah, okay, and, and also like I, none of that footage was real, right? Oh, it was um, all rendered. It was all from. Scenes. It was all from other platforms. Oh, oh, that's uh, interesting. Or the the vast majority of it. In fact, Ghost Recon Online, the free to play Ghost Recon. Yeah, they're claiming that's coming. Okay, but I don't understand. I, you know, because the best part is that it's free. No, the best part is that you can share photos on Facebook. Um, oh, from Ghost Recon? Um, Inside Baseball, sorry, we um, can't even explain this. And okay. when they got to the footage of Ghost Recon Online, it had, like, the Fraps URL at the top of the footage. Nice! It was like, dude... So they have Fraps you? on the, on the yeah, Wii U? Wii U that is fucking awesome, man. I can't yeah. wait to be capturing footage from my Wii U. <laughs> Do you get both screens at once, like two different files, or... That doesn't make any sense. One file, and if you got to, you know, look at each eye. Oh, you get real close to the monitor, it turns 3D? Yeah. Yeah. Is this thing 3D? No. Does it have a sensor bar? Uh, yes. We'll use a sensor bar. Or it we'll use a Wii remote and okay. nunchuck. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm not 100%. I mean, all the stations had sensor bars on them, so I don't know if, you know, because there is definitely, like, gyroscopic action with the controller. I don't know if it requires a sensor bar or not. I got the impression that it, it didn't, because there's no, didn't appear to be anything emitting or, 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 or no, picking up no the IR picking thing. up the, the yeah the well, sensor bar. If it has the gyroscope and the and the, I mean all it uses a sensor bar for is to get relative location to the yeah. TV screen. So yeah. you can, so you can put the sensor bar over there and the TV over there. And well, it, then then it, then it must because it it seems like it cares very much about relative position to the TV for certain demos like the the pirate the the shield. That thing. wasn't like one to one perfect, so it's it's kind of hard to say. Yeah. You know, I mean, you I'm could like, fake it pretty well with a gyroscope yeah. and yeah. an accelerometer both. 
So the, 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 the pirate, the, 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 was it pirate pose? Is that what it's called? Something Shield called. pose. Shield pose um, was a rhythm game that seemed like something that would come out of a, a rhythm heaven game. Have you oh, played, okay. played that yeah, at yeah. all? Uh, like very much in that that kind of standard thing where you know crazy ghost pirate dude is is gonna say you know which direction and what tempo the arrows are gonna be coming at you and he'll call out like center left top and you know you'll have to rhythmically Move. go hold it up to the, like it forces you like wild gunman style to have the controller down wow and then in time with the music raise it up and go center <laughs> up left. <laughs> and 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 time your you know your movements to catch these arrows and then also rhythmically <laughs> shake it down to you know get the arrows off of your shield and it was it was you got a different view of the action when you held the the screen up because you're you're getting like a zoomed view in one and not the other and and, and that was pretty interesting uh, you can almost envision you know and maybe it doesn't make for the best gameplay experience you know it doesn't duplicate the feeling of pulling a left trigger to do it but you could see sniper rifle hold up to zoom with the, oh, with love the to scope. Play. Like silent like scope. Like silent scope. I'd love to play that. Yeah. So uh, it has a strap, I assume, if you're waving it around shaking. It no. Did, it does not. It did not have a strap. Did they not learn? But it was, it was, these were tethered down. So. Oh, so they were attached. Did they attach them to the girls again? Oh, no, 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 no. The, the, uh, these were attached. I mean, this this could have just been battery power. We couldn't get a look okay. at what the connection was. They had it all kind of taped off. Okay. Um, but but uh, all the units that they have here are are tethered wired down. in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's wired um, into the console for connectivity or whatever, but there, there didn't seem to be any real latency between the screens when like because Mario shows the same thing on both. And it just passes seamlessly or whatever. Yeah. That's. It's kind of interesting. I mean, New Super Mario Brothers Wii would be more fun if you could have the little screen and see your dude better. Yeah. Maybe. Right. Imagine if you could maybe. split up on a level and and not have the thing where you all You're stand dragged the along. But then you also that then also you wouldn't have the thing where everybody's always smashing into everybody else and like yeah, it's chaotic and kind of fun. Yeah. Kind yeah. of. Yeah. I don't, yeah, it's I mean, hard to say. Yeah, this sounds really. It's. Inter- I mean, I know where I'm where I'm going to be when the floor opens tomorrow morning, and that's in the line, running like an asshole to yeah. get in the line full of exhibitors to see this thing. Is it the same setup as? Oh, you haven't been to the floor. No, I, I've, I've heard. Yeah, it's okay. basically it's, same, it's same, same basic setup. They've got uh, rows of demos on uh, of the the Wii U demos on either side of the booth. And then, like, the the bulk of the middle is Zelda. Okay. And then, like, Rhythm Heaven and uh, the new Kirby game for Wii. But uh, no no playable, no, no real games, basically. I mean, it's all technical. Mario's the one real game. Okay. They also looked like they had a kiosk set up for Ghost Recon Online, but I, I didn't get a good look at what that actually was running on it. Um, they had, a like, a fake living room set up with one of the controllers sitting on it. And then on the TV was Tekken. They announced that they're doing a Tekken oh, okay. game for it. That's interesting. Um, I don't know if that was real or you if that was just and stuff Tekken down at the Six bottom. footage or something. Yeah, I guess you could do something like that. Sure. Huh. You can even just tap, you know, like like Dead or Alive on the 3DS actually puts the full move list on the bottom screen, and as you tap out combos, it it you know dynamically filters that move list down to where you can go oh, from your current cool. state. Yeah, but it's, it's pretty. Like that would be good for me as a dude who's yeah, bad at and fighting also, games. Also, you could just tap the screen to execute any combo, which is That's maybe a, a little ridiculous. Yeah. But you know, uh, um, what about 3ds? Did they talk about 3ds at all? Luigi's Mansion 2, really? Mario Kart, which is being made by the guys who did the Punch Out uh, remake. Oh, that yeah, was good. Next level games. Yeah, doing next that. next level is doing that. Oh, I so. like that. Uh, Mario Kart has Pop Out Glider. Okay. And under, underwater. Underwater. Bend Hold up. on. 
Like, as in you fucking James Bond Mario Kart? Like, yeah. like you jump, go, come off crazy jumps, and then, like, big hang glider thing pops out the roof, and then you're kind of gliding down. Is that uh, next year or this year? I think that this, might be later this year. They said later this year. Oh, man, I might have got a 3DS. For almost all of that 3DS stuff that they showed, if not all of it. I yeah. mean, they need to have a big holiday for 3DS if yeah. it's... If it's gonna it's, be yeah, they got they got to bring and and yeah, they showed like okay, we're making this 3D Super Mario game for 3DS. We're making Luigi's Mansion 2. We're making Star Fox 64. Is the Super Mario game a a, a new Super Mario? No, or that's the one they announced at GDC. Right. Oh, okay. Uh, and it's a 3D game, but not fully open Super Mario 64 3D. It's like you can kind of move in and out of the planes in the background, and, and it seems there's like these kind of smaller kind of like chunks. There's, there's depth. I, I played some of this. Okay. okay. Uh, they had a they had stations set up outside the press conference. I played that and, and uh, Mario Kart, and uh, yeah, Super Mario. Uh, yes, smaller, tighter levels, very kind of vertically oriented in a lot of ways. Not not huge sprawling environments. Okay. Uh, but a certain amount, a certain amount of depth to the environments you were running. You know, away from and towards the camera, depending on you know what the level dictated. But uh, uh, and it had like you know uh, fireballs and Tanuki suit and uh, uh, some other crazy stuff like there the warp cubes that I I'd never seen in a Mario game before, where it's like you know weird hollow pink cube that when you jump into it, then the camera zips over to another. Uh, area where like the other end of this cube is, and you oh, drop it's like out a of pipe, it. But not a pipe. Sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, like like a pipe, but not. Um, Basically. Um, uh, oh, that sounds interesting. What and uh, so that moved. Uh, my my feeling coming off of that was, and I only they, they had four levels, and I only played one of the four, and it it felt a little slow. But it's not worlds, or is it? Is it like? Is it you know? It's not like hub world and. I mean, it's what they were showing there was just like you know, here's a menu, here's four like four level. Okay. Like when I went and played uh, Mario Kart, it was like you're going to go through the series of three races. It'll be on three so different courses, a, and that's going to be it. It's it's you okay. know made for this. Yeah, yeah, purpose. yeah, yeah not, of course. You're not seeing like what the larger game looks like right, right. necessarily, um, but they did. You know, I did from this from what I saw of the other levels of the Super Mario game. They're you know trying to show you a breadth of experience with the you know there's there's a boss level. Here's what this level looks like. Um, it it it, it felt uh, the movement felt a little methodical. I kept trying to like hold down like the A or the B or the the X or the Y button to get like the like the run speed kind of thing that you know you yeah, usually yeah. do. Mm. And just couldn't ever really find it. And it's like, and I don't know if that if it's just a matter of like because you are moving around in these three environments and you don't have any sort of camera control that making you move faster could could make that a harder experience to to enjoy. But like, still had double jumps, triple jumps, backflips, all that kind of stuff. No, it was like jumps, and then like you had the tanuki tail and you twirl. So it's like, but butt stomps were in it. So okay. so it had some elements of kind of what you expect from like 3D proper Mario, but also some Mario three stuff. It seems. Like. Yeah, yeah, but but also like it wasn't like I was going to run with the Tanuki suit and then you know the, the mirror was going to fill up at the bottom and P was going to yeah. light up and I was going to start flying through the air. Uh, but you could there were like okay there's a long jump I need to get over there to get this this thing whatever it oh. was and I'll have to jump and then twirl 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 with the tail to and you can use the tail on the ground to spin attack enemies. Okay. So. So, so those those and sorts of ideas. And you still stomp mushrooms and and yeah. turtles. Yeah. And you can throw things and there's fireballs. Yeah. And when you get yeah. hit and become not Super Mario, you lose your hat. Wow. So not only do you shrink, no hat. That's kind of a throwback. Yeah. How Make demeaning. It. I know. No, you can't even identify him as Mario anymore. It doesn't say M on his hat. Who is this oh, guy? Yeah, I don't could, fucking know. Just some, asshole, just some asshole in a red shirt and blue suspenders. Yeah, blue mustache. Exactly. 
Um, uh, what about Mario Kart? How did how did how did that play? I felt like Mario Kart. Um, you know, different. Like, but, but, but hold on, there's a lot of different Mario Kart. I I can't speak to that. Okay. You know, you fucking Blue Sparks and and Red okay. Shells. Okay. I and, like Blue Sparks. And uh, you know, some some yeah. level of kart customization. Um, None of that goofiness with the two guys sitting on the car. Uh, no double dash. Okay. Um, I couldn't really tell what the because like you selected your kart and you selected. Actually, I don't think you even selected a kart. I think you could just play as Mario. Uh, but you had all sorts of like body options and wheel options. I and since you select that at the beginning of your three course run, yeah, I couldn't go and like all right, second course I'm going to tweak it and or like that stuff. Like you could build like monster trucks and kind of stick oh really and buggies and yeah, like like different and and they've had and it's stuff not like, tied to the characters right okay they, they've done stuff like That's, that yeah that was in the, the Wii DS game had, or DS or DS whatever, game yeah. had had some elements of that stuff uh, Wii game might have yeah, what, Wii game what, had too. which did they have throwback tracks where they. Cause I mean, there was some shit about new and old and all that and how we, but I mean, everybody wants to play fucking Princess Peach's castle. You know, because they have these like hang gliding elements and these underwater elements, they were not exactly any courses, okay. but there's like, this is a Donkey Kong course. It's in the jungle. There are fat barrels that say DK on them. Like the, you know, fat barrels, the, the, there's <laughs> stuff that's, that's recognizable as Mario Kart there. Um, Deeper and wider. Uh, but all all I could really pull away from it was like, okay, yeah, you you guys are making a, Mar- a Mario Kart game. This this feels enough like what it's not what, like I, what I think of when when you say Mario Kart that you know you. But it's again though it's it's such a small part of that experience that hard to say yeah, like, yeah. like oh this is gonna be a great Mario you're gonna love this. Uh, but but like it's not like Diddy Kong where you have like a plane versus a boat versus a hovercraft. It's, it's, it's like literally there is a part of the course that goes under fucking water, and during that part, you know, the, the handling feels so it's different. Like a, it's like a roller coaster almost, but not on. It's, I mean, it's just a matter of like where the course goes. Okay, yeah. like you automatically turn into the water the version. Yeah, if you if this part of that track mind. is underwater. Uh, yeah, like, like the, the little the little you know the the. Yeah, like the the hang glider pops out when you fly up into the air during okay. these sections, and you know you can kind of glide around. And I, I got the sense I never found one myself, but I got the sense that there were definitely uh, potentially shortcuts. Okay. Uh, that d- depending on how you approach these parts of of yeah, the yeah, section, yeah. that you could you could kind of get an advantage if you uh, are able to move around to a certain part and maybe like uh, get into a, a like a warp pipe that's sticking out the side in the air. That you know, like okay, your initial. Uh, instinct is, all right, I want to dodge and kind of move around this thing, but maybe if I can move around and then make a hard turn, I can get into it, and then that will jump me ahead. So is this a Wii, this is a Wii, ga- Wii game, not a Wii U this game. This is a 3DS this game. This is a 3DS game. Oh, 3DS game. This is a 3DS game. Sorry, I'm... Um, I'm so also in... You're like you know, such a generation behind. Yeah, I remember. It, also it used in, to be about... They, so they, they did... And they, didn't, they, they said, hey, you know, Wii, and uh, pretty much all they said about Wii during the press conference was, hey, Skyward Sword... Um, they showed some logos and stuff at the very, at the very, very end, end, but didn't specify platforms for a lot of it. Okay. Rhythm Heaven is a Wii game. Yeah, yeah. Like they showed like a bunch of yeah, like there's a Kirby. Well, the Kirby game said Wii on it, so uh, yeah, yeah. Like, that was apparent. But yeah, Rhythm Heaven is like there's a Rhythm Heaven logo up on on this. And then they have that Rhythm Heaven game. There's been videos coming out of Japan of that for a while. So oh, okay, kind of, okay. Kind of knew that that was. So do you guys think Skyward Sword is the end of uh, end of first party Wii game? No, they actually said today uh, there was a the, the kind of yearly talk with Miyamoto. Patrick okay. went to that. They said it's not the end. Oh, okay. Um, so they're going to keep making. But, you know, it, it'll. Yeah. Like it, for all it, intents and purposes, probably kind of. Like, like Miyamoto's okay. focus is clearly going to be on yeah. Wii U and but 3DS they, stuff. They, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I imagine it's a case where they probably have other projects in the pipeline. 
that they will finish up. Well, I mean, but it's not necessarily ongoing redevelopment, it, it, right? It kind of seems like you'll be able to just. It'll be pretty easy to release to do the Twilight Princess thing and release a Wii version and uh Yeah, Wii I mean, who knows? Version. Maybe theoretically they could have one disc that one disc that rules all. I don't know, man. But it's yeah, uh, yeah you know, they Again, they really it's Nintendo. They don't talk hard spec stuff. They don't talk good, yeah, very technical. Yeah, they don't care. It's not part of their story. You know, it doesn't do them any good to say, "Hey, here's all the specs, so you can really figure out if it really is just as good as a 360 or not." Did they play the shop music? No, we don't know anything about the the eShop for this was the, the Wii very U. very big, picture. very high level. Yeah, very yeah. high level for sure, yeah. for sure. Huh. But the the eShop is launched on the 3DS. Really? Yeah, yeah it's out. How's the music? Last night. Uh, it's okay. Uh, it's not. It, yeah. Doesn't have that raw Japanese convenience store vibe like the other two <laughs> do. I really like the DSi music yeah. a lot. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. What else did you see today, guys? Well, I saw Modern Warfare 3. We talked about that a little bit. Um, shot an interview for that. Um and that kind of got me, you know. I, I was I was kind of drifting away from it more and more every time I saw it. Like, I, I, well, I, were we talking? Well, well, hold on. What, what, what did you say you just saw? Kind of Modern Warfare Three. Oh, was there a helicopter jumping in bit? No, no. This was the, that's the, the trademark of the series. Right. No, this this was the, the Spec Ops mode the, with the new. Oh, you it's multiplayer. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So this is two player co op, um, horde mode style survival mode that you actually play on the multiplayer maps. And they have it set up so it's not like you're defending one specific area. Wherever you are, the enemies kind of spawn in and try to flank that position and get at you from different directions. So they okay. have to come up with some new AI stuff to make this work. They don't um, so just have closets all over the map that are like... Cause that, I mean, no, it's basically like they, I think they just spawn them just out of your view. You okay. know, they don't even need a closet to get these okay. guys to appear because they know what you can and can't see at any, at any moment, right? Okay. So... Um, and is it like two? You're both on the ground, or is it like one guy in a C-130 or no, something like that? No, you're both on the ground. It's a, it, it has a separate pro- progression from the regular multiplayer, so you'll level up uh, your Spec Ops uh, character as well, and that'll govern uh, what sort of gear you can purchase in mission. Uh, okay. It's, uh, it's sort of like the zombies mode, where they'll have like different kind of setups around the the map where you can run and, and get gear. But there's, it's it's sort of thing where like, there's one for weapons. So you run up and hit X. A menu pops up where you can refill ammo for your current weapons, Got buy it. attachments for your current weapons, or just buy different weapons. And you can probably macro, like hot, like have favorites or whatever as you go further. No, you don't need them. It really, it's it's, it's it's sort of thing. Yeah, it, it's a, it's a definitely a fast menu, and you know you can only hold two weapons at a time. And it's so. not as deep a weapon selection as the right. As it's the, you're buying a weapon, then going to upgrade and saying yes, I would like the holographic scope. Okay. Also, it's wave based, so you have you know 30 seconds if you need it between waves. Oh, okay. So. And, and you'll. Take that because you know you don't want to just sit there and do nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you, you'll run over and do your upgrades if you need to. Otherwise, you can just hit A to ready up for the next wave faster if you like. Okay. Uh, they have other ones for equipment and uh, like kind of air support stuff. So you go to equipment, you can buy a turret and lay it down. Uh, you can uh, go over to the uh, the the air support one and buy you know AI guys that'll drop on your side and help you fight until they get smoked. Oh, that's cool. Um, they have kind of a they have challenges that'll pop up kind of mid mission where it's like you know get a bunch of headshots or go on a rampage by killing a bunch of guys quickly and you know if you fill up the bar in the lower left corner you'll you'll get a cash bonus there. Uh, there's no end to it. The waves just keep getting harder and harder and they throw more and more juggernauts at you and 
gas guys that when juggernauts. they juggernauts were in modern warfare 2 uh in that that abandoned airfield and they were also in some of the spec ops levels what i guess that was yeah just big dudes gigantic armor just super oh, armored dudes oh, okay. in modern warfare 2 okay. those are juggernauts so they'll, those guys will be like juggernauts with riot shields in some cases like uh you know they'll they'll escalate exploding dogs so if you die do you start back with like pistols and whatever right now if you die you go back to wave one with nothing there's no well, checkpoint like if one bird if you're playing horde mode oh yeah one if you're dude playing player, you basically yeah. it'll pop up and say you know your your opponent your your teammate is bleeding out you have like a minute and 30 seconds to get to him and revive him Oh, and if he if he bleeds out, then the you both lose. lose. Yeah. Right. I assume you both lose. It, it might just be that you can continue on by yourself, but I'm not sure. Or you respawn. I mean, because in horde mode and gears, you respawn between rounds, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So that that didn't occur. So I'm not sure okay. what what happens at this point okay. with that. Interesting. Um, yeah. I mean, it, you know, it really is just that type of horde mode thing, but. It was fun. Like the the AI was good, and and you know it got harder in some interesting ways. You know, some of it was just regular guys that took more damage. But then, you know, when you have dogs running at you from behind and troops C4 running at you dogs. from the, one side, yeah, exploding C4 dogs. Why? Why? Why is that a good idea? Those dogs are terrible, man. Yeah, we did the interview with the executive producer oh, in Infinity War, and he said he said like Pete is gonna love it like twice. I'm like, <laughs> hey, you guys clearly don't give a fuck. Oh. You know, they they, um, they wouldn't talk specifically about the multiplayer, uh, even though this does take place on the multiplayer maps. Uh, but you can kind of extrapolate some stuff. They are going to have the the like that call sign system is going to return. In okay. fact, the the menus for getting into this mode looked a lot like Modern Warfare 2, same font. Like it, they just said FNG, which is the default yeah, yeah, tag yeah. for for the fucking new guy. Yeah, for for Modern Warfare 2 as well. So you know, who who knows. If that'll stick in the final game, I, I, I can't imagine it will. I, I imagine they'll overhaul that stuff at some point, but what they were showing looked a lot like Modern Warfare 2's menu structure. So so did this feel like the kind of thing where it's better to like find a corner and like fortify the shit out of it, or just kind of keep moving and like kite the bad guys around think, the level? Or? I think it depends on what sort of enemies you are facing in that wave. Okay. If you have juggernauts coming at you, you can't just be backed into a corner and hope for the best. Right. You, you need know, to keep if they have a clear line of sight on you, you are per- fucked fast. Right. Um, so in that case, is you know it's going to be better to be on the move and kind of you know working your way back and behind cover and, and taking shots when you can. Um, but you know if you have a, a turret out and you just kind of stand behind the turret and finish off guys as, as they you know as the turret kind of starts killing them yeah uh, you can lay waste to entire waves like that uh, were there perks uh, so that's I, I mm, no but we I, I was also but, playing like a level one okay spec so ops maybe, character. maybe yeah unknown so that might be part of the the. What, separate that progression might be something or whatever else yeah, part yeah, of the, yeah the progression so I mean that sounds kind of, I mean that. I'm not super excited about Modern Warfare 3 just because, you know, on a personal level. Right. But that sounds kind of cool. I hope that they do some uh, some interesting stuff with the rest of the multiplayer in that game. That's, okay. That's um, ultimately what, what really matters about that game. And, you know, the campaign stuff they've shown, I feel, has been pretty underwhelming. I mean, do you think that they can keep – so you feel – I mean, I don't want to put you in a corner here, but, I mean, do you feel like they can just – Give another giant level progression, and you know you play until you unlock the P90 and get uh, under grenades and all that shit. Or like it needs to be something a little bit. There needs to be a twist at least. I would hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just I just don't know what that twist is. If if I knew what that twist was, I'd you know be off making computers somewhere. I guess, but. 
Yeah, you know, Black Ops tried to put their spin on it by letting you pick and choose what you unlocked. Uh, I thought that was kind of good, actually. It well, but then there was no reason to, to know, play once right? I unlocked yeah, the shit I wanted. Exactly, you, you unlock the shit you wanted that much faster, and you know, if if you just got, I, I felt like I reached an end game with that multiplayer a lot sooner, because yeah. you know, I, I, wasn't, what I, I, yeah. I know I wasn't going to play it enough to prestige or anything like that. So it was this matter of like, well, like yeah, this this you know, I'm I'm going to use assault rifles, and that's that's the you know the the way I play that game, the range at which I like to fight in that game. I, mean, I don't like to use shotguns. I don't like to you know play that kind of closer combat. Yeah. Not a sniper rifle kind of guy. And the the SMGs are too wild. So, you know, I'm always going to go with assault rifles in, in that specific franchise. So you bought the best assault rifle. I mean, this is what I did. Yeah, I got to, like, exactly. level 20. Yeah, I, I had all the perks I wanted. I did assault rifle, the scope. And then I was like, okay, well, that was fun. Yeah, and I had, you know, more money, you know, than I knew what to do with. Yeah. And nothing left to really spend it on that I cared about. Um, so that seemed like a negative thing. But at the same time, you can make the argument that, you know, not having to unlock all the shotguns and sniper rifles right. that I'll, I'll never use is a is a positive thing. Well, and there's still the leveling up inside the individual weapons to get to... Right, yeah. yeah. So, you know, there are challenges uh, there. Um, what else? You, anything else uh, Anything else exciting? What, what's the... What's the was Sony... Sony was yesterday, right? Yeah, yeah Sony was okay. yesterday, and, uh, you know, I'd played Vita games a couple of weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think the, the price is right for that thing. Yeah, that pricing is crazy on that. Yeah. I couldn't believe that. I think that, that has to be them like, sensing blood in the water with Nintendo. You know, the 3DS hasn't really been huge out of the gate, and this, yeah. is, this is them saying, like, well, you know, it's, it's going to cost us some money, but if we're going to win this war, which I still feel is not the war they're actually fighting... Or should be fighting. Um, Which war should they be fighting? The one against phones that they've already lost. Well, yeah. Like, yeah, this is this seems like a false conflict in a in a weird way. Like, well, table just like 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 just yeah. because of of old rivalries of like you're gonna keep fighting this fight. And I don't even like phone games, like, you know. But this this, this notion, uh, yeah, this this notion of paying forty or fifty dollars for. Well, whatever. I feel like I've said this like nine times over the yeah. past day and a half. So, well, um, well, let's let's talk about Battlefield Three. We played. Uh, we went to a multiplayer yeah. session of Battlefield Three. Uh, got a little, uh, uh, dem- dem- or a little kind of talking to from from Carl Trotz and uh, yeah. and uh, then sat down. It was six of us. PC version. PC, yeah. PC version. They had it was a bigger group. They had you know either bots or offsite dice dudes. I think it was offsite dice dudes that were trained to not kill us. Yeah. Uh, at least. Immediately, because there were definitely a lot of cases of like, I see a dude, he's staring at me. Yeah, I'm shooting him. Yeah, he uh, should have shot me. By checking now. his email. Right. Yeah. Um, did it look like the trailer running? Did it was it running smooth and did it was running very like it looked looked like the multiplayer looked like those trailers yeah, with absolutely, the. Yeah. That game looked really good. There were no there. there this was a uh, this map was very light on vehicles, so okay. it wasn't necessarily showing off uh, all okay. of that stuff. Well, I, I think you know to to I think it's smart uh, to keep it. Relatively simple for what they're showing yeah, at, at I mean, this you point. Know, Battlefield's a game that you know jets are in that game. Yeah. It'll it'll get complicated. Jets will be yeah. hard to fly, I'm sure. Well, and when you you get that guy that's good on the server, then he's going to just tear ass right through everybody. Yeah, yeah. So were the maps big? You, how many people do you have in the game? Do you, I, I'm, you might, I'm, what do we have? We had 24. Yes, 12 per I think. Yeah. So like that would in Battlefield 2 that would be a mid 
Like they they'd scale it down to the mid size. Well, this was. I mean, r- remember, you know, this is rush mode, so it, like the the map is broken up into areas that are being attacked or defended at any given time. So this is a this is like a bad company. This is like thing. a bad company mode. So okay. this, it's like the, there are two MCOMs. Yeah, yeah. And once you blow those up, it says, "All right, now go after the next ones." And the next section of the oh, map opens up. Oh, okay. And you're going after the two more MCOMs. Yeah, yeah. So it's not just flag capture. And it's not hold. tickets and or you know no. not not at least as directly as as the classic yeah, yeah, battlefield. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because there's still tickets in the rush mode. Yeah, yeah, there's still yeah, tickets. Yeah, um, which uh, you know, it's uh, yeah, it's it, it's uh, it's it's a battlefield game. It plays like a battlefield it's, game. It's, you hit Q to spot guys. You okay. Hit E to arm the charges on the MCOM. It's you know. It's, but the, but the shooting feels really good. The shooting does feel good. And, right. and there is just a you know. It, it sounds incredible. You yeah. know, dice is. Yeah, they always do real yeah, good sound. Yeah, over, overall, continuing to do amazing sound. Overall production quality. Uh, Ridiculously high. I, I, I mean, uh, let's be clear. David Jaffe aside, I like more Battlefield. There's not enough Battlefield in my life right now. Yeah, well, BC, Bad Company isn't like I want the big giant maps and the and the weapons and the tanks and the helicopters and the jets and uh, you know some of that stuff was in Bad Company. Yeah, I know, but it's not the same. I mean, that that's the that that was the thing that I walked away from this saying is like, oh, like yeah, yeah. right. This all like almost all of this stuff is in the Bad Company. And it's, and, and this it's was, not necessarily like you know, when I think of Battlefield Two, I think of a very different game than what what Battlefield what has that, become yeah. in the years since then. And and I mean, I it might be one of those things that you go back to now and you're like, oh man, I no fucking way I'm playing this today. Yeah, I, mean, I haven't, I haven't that played game was in five years. Crazy. That game yeah. was a little crazy. Um, oh yeah, but I guess when I thought about Battlefield Three and what that multiplayer was going to be, I was thinking more like, well the They'll have to go back to Battlefield 2 for the blueprint to this because it's not a bad company game. Right. Whereas they said, no, the, the Battlefield multiplayer has continued to evolve over time, and, and what they're showing, what they showed, was very much the you know in line with, with the, what they've been doing. Well, I mean, in fairness, the, the problem with the Battlefield 2 multiplayer especially was that it was spread like there was no there were very rarely points of con- of contention right. it was spread all over the map and i know well, the, the, the points of contention thing. were you know, like the flags or yeah, whatever but, you know you'd get there and there'd be like eight guys standing there and you're like oh well here we go yeah but you'd have 64 players on a right. map and you'd be fighting three on three battles all over the map right. not 24 people versus 24 people crammed into the into the center of the map yeah which so you know maybe that's that maybe that's a necessary evolution and and you know, it, it's not a bad thing. I, I think that Battlefield has had, you know, sharp multiplayer yeah. in, in, in the bad company games. Um, but, it's you know, it, it, it's hard to look at it, them positioning this as, like, you know, some big next step and then look at a very, very familiar Well, especially when the jump stuff. from, like, 1942 to Battle, Battlefield right. II yeah. was enormous. Yeah. I mean, that yeah. was a revolutionary... Like, there was boys, yeah. you could squad up, you could talk to just your squad, you could talk to the whole team, you could talk right. to... I mean, that was insane. You know, it's like, between the, the you know, between it having the, the rush mode and, and it having a campaign and stuff, you know, yeah. like, if if they had put... Is there a progression? Uh, for unlocks and yeah, stuff? Yeah, sure. Yeah, there yeah, yeah. There's, right. there's kid unlocks. They've, uh, they've revamped the uh, classes, which I guess, uh, weirdly enough, I guess puts it more in line with uh, 2142. Oh, so it's just like medic, engineer, yes, tank or gunner, uh, support, g- g- uh, and recon. Okay, 
So the the yeah. So basically, they've taken the assault class and the medic class and mashed them yeah, together, which is fine because that's what everybody who played medic right. always did. Y- yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, the they've got a suppression mechanic in it. So if you have the if you're on an LMG, you can put a bipod on it. At that point, anytime you right mouse on near an object, like a car or a wall or something, turret? you'll bipod right on it and turret. That sounds pretty cool. And if you're laying down fire near guys. You will sub- you will suppress them and start to get suppression points, and those players that are being fired at will I guess lose some combat awareness. Okay. They, they made it sound like it would, there would be a vignetting, almost like a damage effect or something like you were gonna blur the edges because they're not gonna be able to see as well. I, that didn't really happen to me, so I don't I don't really know what it looks like when it happens to you. But I, you know, and that's not something you can only do with that class. That's what any class can suppress. But the the LMG is definitely made to that's a suppression like, weapon. Yeah, go prone, lay down, and you know keep people off this street. Well, and um, I mean, if if it if the game rewards you with XP for for suppressing, then that that's a I think that's a good thing. Yeah, because you're going to end up with less stupid shit like people bunny hopping across the street and you know the, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, how many players on the servers? I'm sorry. You might have already said this. It was, it was 24 in the No, no, game, but I mean, but they say what the cap, what the I, max I is? I don't know that they've said what the cap is okay. or not. I know that's a real point of controversy. Yeah. And, and I suspect it'll be 24 a, a different or across yeah. platforms. Okay. Um, I've been led to believe that the console versions of that game are at the show somewhere. Oh, okay. Um, but I don't know where. Okay. So I'm going to go back and ask tomorrow. That's interesting. To see if we can see those. Um, and still the med kits, you throw the med kits, you throw yep, the you throw ammo down. Cat kits, yeah. you have a magic wrench. Maybe uh, you yeah, didn't yeah, you got see that. Magic wrench or, or drill or whatever. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Sure, I'm, I'm sure that's how support works, or the, the engineer's Same thing. class works. Paddles it, on medic. Is it like modern, is it like current weapons, near future, near past? Like, it looked like current weapons. Current weapons. Yeah. Um, anything... I mean, it sounds. I, 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 I mean, I don't know. It sounds interesting. It, 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 seemed, it, it seemed like you know, fit and finish was the thing that impressed me the most about that experience. Yeah, absolutely. Was, and the the map did some interesting things with you know you're kind of starting in, in kind of a, a larger outdoor area. You start in this park. Your way through dark subway tunnels. Okay. The, um, I guess it's the. Is it, they're not calling an engineer though. What are they calling the the wrench class? Is it an engineer? I think they're still calling an engineer. Okay. Well, I guess one of the, his... Does he have mines? Can he throw mines out still? I, I, I didn't, didn't, I didn't, didn't play it or something, here. yeah. Um, but I guess the, the loadout that they had that class set up with here had a flashlight as an attachment. So anytime you right mouse, you're holding up the flashlight and getting that view, and I guess another player is looking at it, which happened to me a couple times, you get blinded. Oh, like there's that's There's a, cool. a blown-out lighting effect that's just like, Fuck, like, and yeah, to duck, hit the hit the crouch button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that was pretty cool. Does it still feel? I mean, it, Battlefield's always been kind of like a time. To, it's not like a super headshotty game. It still feels like they, they haven't changed that, right? No, not okay. really. That's good. Yeah, it's. I mean, I know, did get a lot of headshot bonuses. Yeah, but, I mean, okay. you, you can shoot people in the head, of course. Um, and but you, or you can down people so that a medic can, you know, re- recover them. Okay. Them. Uh, and when you get uh, healed by a medic, you start out, it basically revives you down with a pistol. And at that okay. point, you can sh- sit there and shoot guys, and it's like hit space to accept the revive, or you can still respawn from that point if you really want to. Oh, so you, okay, so you don't get stuck if you don't want to. Right. That's good. Um, which, you know, uh, that that seemed pretty good. But yeah, you know, so getting into these, these tighter corridor-looking dark train tunnel things and then working your way back out to the streets... 
was very dynamic. I mean, you know, that, yeah. that's not something you really saw too much in in uh, no. previous Battlefield games. No, it's always so. like you here's a you take a point and then you run down yeah. a hill and then people shoot at you and then you take another point and then right. you up another hill. So that variety was very well done. It seems like they're they're doing indoor and outdoor really well. They said that that was something indoor was something they weren't happy with in the in the past few games. Uh, I, I think yeah, that, I think that they're probably happy about it now. Do they have HEVs and like? Do they have like the the ways to get you to the front faster? There's an a, there was an APC I think in that. Uh, well, you can you can spawn on your squad leader. Right. Okay. Um, when you act and when you spot guys now, I don't I don't think this was in previous games. Um, uh, if, when you're spotting guys, sometimes they'll get a star over their head, and that'll signify as a squad leader. Oh, cool! Yeah, so you know, like target. here's the ranking guy. Get him. Oh, that's see, that's cool. I mean, that's yeah. yeah you never you it's never a neat want evolution to a you don't like want to yeah right like, like a, a cool system that maybe doesn't get used as much as it should. Spotting yeah. guys, especially on a console where it was always the back button or something like that sucked. See, I always I love spotting guys. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's even if you're not killing them, right? It's still fun to spot them because you're like maybe somebody else will kill them and I get a point. Yeah, yeah. Um, that sounds good. I mean, it sounds interesting, yeah. at least. Yeah, it, it felt good. You know, I, I suspect that that game will be very good, if I had to guess from from what they've shown so far. Like, it'll, it'll probably be pretty awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. That's that's this year too, right? It's October, two weeks before Modern Warfare. I'm glad my PC's upgraded. And they're uh, they're gonna go crazy with web stat stuff because they know. Oh, is that a thing now? People are doing that? Yeah. I hadn't heard. And they're not going to charge for it. They've wow, made it very people clear. charge for web like, stats? Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. Activision right. is not charging for web stats I, either. Yes, absolutely. That they've, they've come out and said that that is the free part of Call of Duty Elite. Okay. But, you know, any chance they can get, uh, EA looks to, to try to take advantage of the confusion surrounding Elite, and, and they're... They're going for it, you know? It's, it's oh, really yeah. interesting. You know, it's, it's weird, because you look at EA... And you look at the the games that they really want to try to push as hard as possible right now, and they're two games that are going directly after Activision's two biggest games. You know, yeah. they've got their World of Warcraft type game. They've got their Call of Duty type game. Did you see the World of Warcraft type game? Today? I played it a couple weeks ago. Okay, uh, you already talked about it. I was a DPS. Okay. Same as okay. Yeah. Did I the mean, guys have exclamation points over their head to let you know when you finish the quest? I believe they do. Yeah. Wow. I believe they do. Okay. Um, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure about okay. that. But, uh, the, we were just kind of were dropped, no we were just kind of dropped in, you know, yeah, go yeah, fight yeah. guys no, sort I, of thing. I, I, dude, I've done those MMO demos. Yeah. It's always like, okay, I'm gonna go like, th- th- give me 40 more hours yeah, with this, and exactly. I'll have an idea. You know, okay, maybe, first you need to give okay. me five minutes to look at all these tooltips. Yeah. And oh wait, they all just do damage. Yeah. And there's no number. Okay, well whatever. I'll just hit all these buttons. Then let's go. I I really wish in MMOs there was a mode that was just like, this is the good dot. This is the fast dot. This is the slow dot. This is the nuke. This is the one oh, that's going to pull if, if aggro. They, if they stripped it down that far, yeah. man, that, that, that's a Zynga style MMO right there. That's progress quest at yeah. some point. You, you go further <laughs> down that road. Boot it up, get it. Yeah. Come home and. Oh, look at all these sweet swords I got. Awesome. <laughs> stab, stab, stab. Yeah. Uh, yeah ba- the Battlefield 3 demo, I really enjoyed that. I was, I was happy to get in there and, and actually play the multiplayer, and yeah. especially after the you know the the tank column demo that they gave during the, the EA yeah. I heard that was which, a little railsy. It, it was it was just it was extremely slow, and you know it's, it was a campaign moment, and it was it, it looked amazing, but uh, I could see why a lot of people uh, you know. It, for one thing, it's not a part of that game that that people really need to be seeing, and it's it was extremely slow and very very long. Uh, so 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 getting this like I I felt 
and again, it's like it, we keep we keep having this experience at, at E3 this year of you know showing off big games and not necessarily like showing off a part of the game that's significant, but it's not the most representative part. So I you know before we did uh, Battlefield, I went uh, uh, with uh, with Brad and we went and saw uh, the Tomb Raider demo. So they, oh, okay. they so they gave the I don't know if you saw the, the any of the Microsoft no. so they gave a you know a demo of, of Tomb Raider at, at Microsoft during the, their so press reboot? conference. Yeah, complete reboot. Uh, okay. Young, she's twenty-one. Young Lara Croft, not a, an adventurer yet. Uh, First bo- adventure. Boat crash on an island. Uh, she is very, very unsure of her skills, so it's a lot of muttering under her breath as she's like jumping across. I'm like, all right, here we go. This is, so like, is it like, still like a bunch of jumping puzzles, or is it like the Guardian so, of Light type? So puzzles? What, what they so what they showed in the the Microsoft press conference was this extremely like claustrophobic. Like she is captured by some sort of crazy locals. Okay. Into crazy natives and has to get out of this dark, scary ass cave. Sexy. And uh, uh, and she's you know she escapes, gets in you know gets injured really horribly, and it's 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 very much like you know they're 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 putting it to Lara in this, and she's scared and freaked out, and in this real bad way, and in this bad situation, and it's a lot of extremely scripted uh, uh, moments, a lot of you know custom animation, a lot of quick time events. Uh, yeah, and a lot of okay. a lot of a lot of quick time events, and this is you know kind of what they showed during the the Microsoft press conference, and then that it was like six minutes, and that stopped, and right. then. Oh, hey oh wait, there's more. Is this, yeah, I told you. Come come take a seat. Hello. Um, oh my god. That's right. Nerd. You go out and drink all night, and you have to come back and talk about games. Oh, whatever. I had <laughs> a drink. <laughs> um, um, uh, well, we're talking about uh, Tomb Raider, so come take a seat, Brad. Uh, so, uh, so like that's where the Microsoft uh, demo ended. Then what we got to see and what Jeff had seen uh, uh, previously uh, was something that was that seemed more like a a Tomb Raider experience that that you would expect, not not to the point where you're like, oh, okay, well all that shit's just window dressing and we're just going to get back now to now shoot dinosaurs. We're going to get back to exactly the same sort There's of no T Rex in the demo. They, they didn't they no didn't sh- the they didn't show any Thomas? they didn't it's show not any a combat part of dinosaur week teased. They showed they showed no combat at all. Would you accept um, wolves? Had those dudes played Uncharted too? You think? Uh, well, I'm sure as much as the yes. Uncharted guys have played some Tomb Raider. Okay. Um, <laughs> they have a nod. <laughs> <laughs> what was the Jurassic Park fighting game? I actually I saw so interviewed I, I interviewed no, one no, of the, no, 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 no. There was a Jurassic Park fighting like game. Like a Brandon? Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. man, what? Uh, oh, the dino, the dino fight. Is it, it, was not called, it was not called Jurassic Park oh, dino, dino Fight. I wish it was. Guys, I'm quitting my job tomorrow. I'm going to go make that game. There's the, for the iPhone, iPad. You guys know what I'm talking right? about, right? That, that was so. a game. There was a Jurassic yes, Park branded yes, fighting game. Yes, there was, yes. God oh, God, it. I remember. The, oh, no. It was not like, called yes, Jurassic like, yes, Park one. Dino Fight. Well, for for our purposes, it was. All right, anyway, so I actually sorry. talked. Why did you call it anything but Dino Fight? I I talked to uh, didn't did, did an interview with the senior producer on the game. Uh, his name is currently escaping me. I apologize. Uh, but Kyle Peschel. I what's that? Kyle Peschel. Thank you, Kyle Peschel. Um, uh, Shoemaker. There was a. Uh, uh, I actually asked him specifically, like, you know, is is this? Are you telling the original story of Larcraft Croft as we know her? You know, or is this a full reboot? And he's like, this is a, a full reboot. So I said, you know, does that mean? You know, he's, he's like, yeah. So that doesn't mean like at the end of this, it's going to be short shorts and shooting tigers. And and I I specific- <laughs> and I said, well then, no, thank you, sir. Well, I, speci- I, I specifically <laughs> asked him like, so like, you know, the end of this, but but DLC. I, I said, so like, you know, the next game down this this path is not you know her shooting dinosaurs and and 
kind of jokingly, he said, like, well, you know, we're, you know I don't want to commit one way or the other. But let's <laughs> not rule anything out just yet. This, this oh, was, shit. This, but this was, I mean, the, the point, though, is that it's, you know, they're going for something that's, that is not the fantastical Tomb Raider like this is I, I still really like that demo. I don't know how far much much more that demo that you saw, but I I like that Microsoft demo still. Much more grounded in reality. Well, and and it it gave some like you know their their whole point with that opening demo is like this this is this emotionally intense thing for Lara, and they try to convey that well, as much as they can. And and that still that still plays. In fact, they there was more like because the the second part that they showed, which is like okay, she's gotten it's it's further along in the game. She's kind of, you know, gotten some of her shit together. She started getting kind of her survival mode on here. Right. Gotten out of this cave. Uh, and Lord knows what has happened between these two points in the, in the, the game. Uh, but now it's like, okay, I got to go get this radio out of this uh, this village that's being that's been taken over by fucking wolves. And so there's, yeah. you know, got to got to deal with these got to deal with these goddamn wolves. Right. <laughs> but there's that is so the worst. Between, between this and the Call of Duty dogs, it's the fucking doggiest E3 ever. Man, and what she does to that wolf. Yeah, it's 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 savage and rough. Matt Rory can never play this game. <laughs> oh, I don't think you play games anymore because it's, it's all dogs. It's, it's all not, dogs. It's not a cute puppy. It's all dog me. murder. Yeah, it's definitely doesn't matter. matter. It's, Everything's a cute puppy to him. Pounce on top of her, and you know she's got to fight it off. And we got to see her die. Oh, we got to see oh, her die. Oh, sticks that fucking wolf. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I saw the the death at the death point. Okay. They are not shying away from. Fucking her up. Yeah, so it's too much. much. The deaths are, are it's too much. Grizzly. It's all too much. Uh, but I felt like I felt like. like but is it though? In the, I say this. I I only say this in the context of like it's. I I'm the one who called that game basically torture porn because of the the like that that demo that we saw at Microsoft. It was just like her suffering endlessly. But it's that woman, women in trouble thing. Where it's like we can't handle that for some reason. But is it really any different than the sort of violence we inflict on dudes? All the fucking it's time. It's not bad. It's that they push it to the point of implausibility because she like she falls down and gets impaled on a big stick and just rips it out and stands up and runs off. I don't know in, in reality, would do that. Like in, reality you would, in, in reality, you would lie there and bleed to death. Jurassic but you get shot like ninety I mean, times yes, in games right. all the time. Even in L.A. North, I got I, you, you're chasing the guy down. You get shot five times. You shoot him twice. He but falls over. This time. game is 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 trying to not be that though. Like they are trying to make you feel every injury, but she's she's still indestructible. But at the same time, would you have that issue? And I, I I'm not accusing that. I'm saying like, would you have that issue if it was just a guy with that same suffering? Yeah. You would? Gender, gender is irrelevant to the point because we've raised this point like about the Nathan Drake. I feel the sensitivity that I'm getting from people is that like it's uncomfortable because it's a young woman in that. Kind uh, of it has era. nothing to do nothing with it. Nothing about for me. that game is uncomfortable to me. Uh, yeah, but but I've I, seen I, some people comment that it's, so, like, it's so, just uncomfortable so to watch. For, for me, I feel like the the payoff in seeing like seeing the second half of this demo was important to me because. It, that that opening that opening punishment yeah. is meaningful because it spurs the character growth. Right. Because it, it yeah. it's not just like she's gonna go through some shit in this game and that is kind of the point and it's it's why they are taking these stylistic choices as far as how how gnarly shit gets in in thing in this situation for Laura. So, but but the, in this second in this jump after you see her this the second time it. You know, she has even even within the game, she has already started to show these characteristics that you that you expect from from Lara Croft. So it's or, the or descent, not hostile. 
Yeah, I think that's uh, that's that's a fair. And she's yeah. herself there up is quite a literally bit a scene from the descent oh, yeah. in yeah. that in oh, that really? very, in that yeah, very clear. Yeah, the the uh, the emerging from the ground scene is literally in that that wow. Xbox that demo. Live demo. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, but I, like, I, but I liked I liked yeah. seeing both parts. I I, uh, I liked what I saw there. Still way way like that's like uh, you know fall 2012. Like that's a ways to go for them in in the development. But we saw that and uh, yeah I I, and, I dug it. Like a significant portion of that game, you know, somewhere around half or so, or, or is what they were telling me, uh, is going to be the, the split between the two different things the yeah. the kind of like quick time event heavy and that also has some puzzles happening like she's yeah. got she's got basically batman detective vision for things she can interact with and right. then, you know you're basically like okay i got this lit torch uh there's a waterfall and a, a, a exploding barrel on the other side i can't take the lit torch through to light the barrel up this way but there's this crazy contraption, so I can light these boxes on fire and then raise them up and dump into this other thing that dumps it down around the waterfall. And Rube Gold it's like, why does that thing exist? She, but she, but in, in that demo, she does, she does say like, why is this here? Yeah. Like she, she at least acknowledges like, hopefully the next like 18 hours are her figuring out who the fuck built that. If it's that dreadlock guy that got crushed under the rock before that, I'm be really bummed out because then we'll never know. No answer to that question. Well, but Lara, Lara Croft has always been a really shitty one dimensional character and if they make her interesting in a yeah. human being that is a good thing yeah. also if you die there's the the part in that, that you know that where crazy dreadlock guy grabs her legs and he's like help you up you know like if you don't hit x fast enough there he just fucking sticks you man just oh, like, yeah. oh, later it's wow. yeah wow. The, the deaths in that game are fucked um Quick times yeah that's sad I don't know. I, yeah, I think, you know, it's it's you know half it's Dragon's Lair or something, yeah, right? Yeah. Dragon's Lair with some some better puzzle solving or something. But. So we'll see what that means. Like you know, it's it's hard to say because it's it's, it, way far it's, out. it's vertical slice, and you know they they tell you percentages and what that'll actually yeah. mean right. uh, to the end product and whether this will end up just feeling like okay, yeah, this is you know this is a coat of paint to Tomb Raider. Uh, really, really hard to say. But I I liked the demo that they gave and I. I, I felt like I understood from that full demo, from the the two parts of it, more of you know why they are taking this direction, you know, and and where they're hoping to go with it. And it, it seems seems very exciting. It seems uh, like some some potentially good shit. So cool. Uh, speaking of percentages, did I talk about Need for Speed here already? Uh, did you play not, it? Not no no. Oh. But the, the we talked about the stage demo stuff. Yeah. We talked about the stage demo. So you know that stage demo stuff. You know was was it seemed like it was equal parts driving and running. Yeah. Uh, found out earlier today that that apparently the out of the car stuff is less than ten percent. Yeah, of the whole game. I, I totally guess that. Like it's um, it's just for story turns, right? Yeah, it, it, it's, it's like just you're explaining for, how you got from this car to this other car and that yep. other stuff. So yep. uh, hearing hearing that, you know, they they wanted to come up with some dynamic moments that also you know help move their story along. Um, but it's on them that they didn't portray it that way. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah, just yeah. And, and that was, that, and that was yeah. a thing where it's the new thing in the game, so yeah. they wanted to right. make sure to show it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, it's not. That's not necessarily representative. It was weird, the final weird amount of like like misrepresenting of games to yeah. their own detriment. Like not like I. It's I'm kind of baffled by this at this E3. I I, I feel like you know it. You know, games misrepresented E3 is not a new idea. Well, or you new know, they're trying to make it look flashy and different. You know, yeah. that, that's you know. And, but but and, not necessarily in like. Dude, when you have a 15 year old, when you're just showing 15 year old franchises, you got to show what's new. But and, and when and when you know when you're showing them on television, 
You got to try and make them look as flashy as, po- flashy as possible. Like, I mean, it's, it's like di- Shepard dialogue wheels doesn't make a great press yeah, conference I guess, segment yeah. for a Annoyed lot of people. Grunt. But that's all I fucking want. Yep. Sure. I don't know. Yep. It's just it was it's something that I was I, I in the context I mentioned to like Stepto and even when we were talking about like you know the conference flash and you know sort of like the hype and why everyone expects you know nonstop. But it's like managing expectations. Yeah. Nobody manages expectations anymore when it comes to these sorts of things. Like what's the flashiest, craziest shit we can show? Doesn't matter if it's the game fucking whatever looks good on TV and yeah. it's like yeah. in the end we all just end up kind of disappointed uh, but that's I mean that's, I, I, even I who you know, or didn't, misled or misled yeah, yeah. Or or just, yeah confused and scared disappointed like, because it, but, you were misled and it's, and it's yeah and it's it's weird like yeah that, that game sounds more compelling now to me like I didn't think that the you know the on foot stuff looked awful but I wouldn't want that to be a majority I was ready to write that thing off like forget it man I don't want to but I don't wait, if hammer it, on this button to run I wouldn't want that to be a majority like segment of the, the if, gameplay experience if it's just something that they and, it, and it's custom every time and just kind of crazy yeah like I don't know, just sure. watch the watch this sure. whoever this driver guy is beat the crap out of this cop and steal his car. Like, yeah, all right, yeah, sure. More Did you guys already talk about that game because I mean they're coming off a pretty. Is it another criterion? Black box. Black box. Oh, so okay. it's back to them. Um, okay, uh, so cross country race, illegal race, and uh, yeah, there's on, like on foot quick timey. So uh, like a cannonball run movie. Uh, kind of. Yeah, it, well, I mean, it's okay. called the run. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <And> <laughs> um, also because you're on foot. Also because you're running. Okay. Double entendre. I wish there was a cannonball. Yeah, me Or too. a gumdrop. I wish there was Dom DeLuise. Every game is better with Dom DeLuise. Yeah. Sammy Davis Jr. That's his soul. Can we have a moment of silence? I'm afraid everyone will fall asleep if we have a moment of silence here. No, although, that was, that although, was my secret plan. We should fall asleep anyway because it's it's 1.22 in the morning. God damn it, We've yes. been doing this now for, for five hours. We just hours. got here. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why I was a little... So, so, what topics do you want to discuss know, right now? The party started. If you uh, saw... What did you, what, what did you guys see? Just quickly. So I, I played I played a Pixel Junk side-scroller. Mm. Ooh, uh, that's the name of the game. Yes. Okay. Well, there are, th- there are three, three Pixel, Pixel Junk games. games. Right. I've only seen two of them. I don't know what the third game is. There's Pixel Junk's uh, side-scroller, then Pixel Junk Lifelike, which Weird. is the move game where Bion just goes... Yep. That makes... That makes... Wait, wait. There will be a video of this on again? site. <laughs> shortly. Did you play this dude oh. outside the car no, 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 with it, the waggly arms? No, that's it, in Gunstringer. That's it, in Gunstringer. Oh, okay. I just in, in, in concept, Pixel Junk Lifelike is uh, using... Uh, it's manipulating sound in 3D space. It's actually a really cool idea. I'm just like... I'm watching this. I'm like, man, I'm not into drugs. Yeah. Like, yes, <laughs> yes. You need to be on something to really enjoy this. Yeah, it's, it's, I really it's, want. I, I don't. I don't like to do the drugs, but I. I want to try that thing. So I. I and, and I. And I. I, I filmed by on doing this for 15 minutes. Great. And it's. And it's. It's really. Fun put, to we watch put it him. up in like double we, speed with the Benny Hill music under. It. <laughs> <laughs> get, get, we, your, uh, get your wobble bass creator out. We. Uh, we actually. We brought a clip. I don't know if we can cue that up. No. Oh. Okay. We don't have that technology. Guys, I have late breaking news. What's going on? on? Body count was amazing at the Gears 3 E3 party, according to Mark Rain. <laughs> no. Well, Mark he's, Rain he's a huge body count is fan, a huge so. body count fan, just so you know. All right. You know what? That explains a lot. I know. Frankly. Is that where you guys came from? Did you guys go to that thing? No, it was harmonics. Uh, oh, right. They were having their party. Right. How was that? Hectic. Mm. Good. 
Hectic. Hectic like an E3 party. We can talk off camera. Right. John Drake no longer exists. <laughs> Erased. We ended him. Good. Erased. Well, he kind of himself. himself. For the good of all. Yeah. We need to. But he'll be back in time for the for for the yeah the show eventually. So okay, yeah. oh, great, great. We will resurrect him for tomorrow. Yeah, no, he'll be all back up for the resurrection, and <laughs> um, yeah, he is Christ. Anything else? Uh, I saw some wrestling. What was the the other Sony game that you saw after I left? Uh, Sly Four. Okay, did they show the game or was yes. it really? Yeah, they showed a uh, slice of the gameplay. It, it looks like Sly in HD. Mm-hmm. Uh, I approve. <clears throat> the the <laughs> The story they told about how that game exists is not the way that that game actually exists. Like really? the, so the story they told was that, so we made the, it's just, I can't remember the developer's name, uh, but essentially they worked on the Sly HD collection. Uh, and they made that, and then uh, their pitch was like, oh, well, then we made this concept video for Sly 4, and then Sony was like, well, we did the Sly HD stuff, and so they let us do it. I mean, what actually happened was they were working on a PSP game, and mm. then they they had previously worked on Secret Agent Clank. Uh, they had done a couple other PSP spinoffs oh, yeah. of of different franchises. Their PSP version of Sly was so great that Sony said, "Do it, make it a PS3 game." And totally it, looks, it looks great. It's weird that they cool. wouldn't tell that story, considering it actually makes them look really good. Yeah, but it depends on your perspective on the yeah. PSP, I think, and they probably have a different perspective yes. about the PSP than you do. Yes. That's I, a valid I, point. Uh, Patrick, I would love to hear about uh, the Miyamoto talk that you went to. If there's any anything that uh, that's not on the site that uh, uh, yeah, so I mean, Pikmin Three yeah. is a Wii U essentially launch title. Uh, it was not said as much, but it was. It was that's basically what it is. Uh, there, there. The, my favorite thing about that press conference is like, or that that roundtable is just like the press conference. Mimoto can get away with things that other people could never do. Mm. Um, at the beginning, he goes to smile. At the beginning, he goes, "Don't ask me anything about Pikmin." <laughs> uh-huh. So no one does. Yeah. Because then, every and, every year at that thing, yeah, yeah someone asks. Yeah. Someone says like, so and, and, then, and then he goes, you know. Thank you for not asking me about Pikmin. By the way, Pikmin is now in Wii U. <laughs> and then I <laughs> What a guy.